Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. It is the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you Monday, March 14th, 6.01 p.m. Listen to the sweet sounds of Matthew Good. Show number 246, bro. Sweet Jesus, where'd the time go? Love to have you guys on. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. PulpMX10, the discount code at BTOsports.com. Anything you need for your biker body, they got it. Check them out, bro. Thanks for listening. Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, and Nitro Circus all on board with us tonight and all year, really. Go to sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. Save money on discounts and buy lots of shit to sponsor the show, and we really appreciate it. I'm telling you guys. There's serious shit going on with those guys. And we're happy to have you. Eli Tomac will be on the show. Daytona Supercross winner. Nick Schmidt, privateer hero. He'll be on. Adrian Chomo from uh, Ride Engineering will be on, the owner of Ride Engineering. And we're going to talk a little bit of testing and triple clamps and things like that with uh, with our co-host in studio, a man who's uh, done a lot of testing and knows a lot about that stuff. We have the BTOsports.com tweet at Travis segment. We have the Race Tech Suspension emails uh, segment. We have the X-Brand Goggle Terras. We have the Gear Ally Cold Call. And we have the NFAB JGR Check-In and the NFAB Question of the Day all coming on. 702-586-PULP, please. Call in. 702-586-PULP. We'll also have Jason Thomas on at some point. Toronto Supercross has come and gone. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking some of that. Talking some uh, other Supercross with our guys. Uh, talking some, uh, a lot of other interesting things about some bikes. And uh, maybe bikes that maybe don't have motors. And uh, things like that. Uh, are my co-host. He's from Dirt Rider Magazine. He's from DirtRider.com. He's from Kiefer Inc. He's from many, many other enterprises Niche niche uh, developer number one, Michelin Starcross 5 developer, the Chris Kiefer. Hey, Mathis. What's up, bro? Oh, you know, driving in the 702, getting here in the lion's den, talk some trash a little before, pre-show. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's yeah. good. How is, uh, how's everything at Dirt Rider Magazine and DirtRider.com? Dirt Rider's going well, busy, you know, busy time of year as always. Uh, doesn't slow down to almost summertime, but yeah, doing 85 shootouts. I've uh, got a bunch of project bike tests coming, so yeah, really busy. What have you been doing? Name your last two weeks. Give us your, the things you've been doing the last two weeks. Um, last two weeks. So last week we did a lot of 85 shootout. We had a big 85 shootout with a bunch of kids, which was kind of cool. Where'd you do it? Um, we did one day at Glen Helen. Then we did another day out by my house in the, cause it rained. So we had some good tracks out there and then they went to milestone. So, uh, had some good times with the kids. That's two days, three days, three days. Yep. Okay. And then I had to finish up some project, uh, bike testing. I went to Arizona 
had to go do a KTM off-road bike test. So I went out there and then went to Destry Abbott's gym, checked that out, did some stuff out there. And then had some Kiefer Inc. testing to do. Um, confidential Kiefer Inc. testing that whoa, I will not whoa. indulge in. Whoa. Yep. I, this, this, is, this show's an open book, bro. We, we, <sighs> we know your pump number. I'm answering emails, Kiefer Inc. hotmail emails all the time. To your listeners, Steve, giving them the, the facts about their bikes on so my off time. What does that have to do with? That's what I'm telling you what I've been doing okay. the last two weeks. Okay. And then I went up to San Francisco, do some Alta testing for the Redshift. Did some of that for the dealers up there, and it was... Uh, when is that coming up? That's in about two and a half weeks. They're going to come down south. Really? So... But when's it for sale? They're, it's production lines moving right now. Okay. So they'll be uh-huh. pushing those suckers out. So all you guys in Southern California, that bike's coming down. I'll be riding it. Me and Mathis have some kind of fun stuff in store for all you guys to do. So that'll be cool. You want to indulge in that or not? No. Okay, so we won't talk about that. Because I don't have it all lined up yet. All right. What, what's, what's your secret testing? What, what, let's get back to that. We can't talk about it. Why? Because you, write, you sign a contract saying you can't talk about what you're testing. You can talk about what you're doing, right? Like no. Not, not specifically. No. But. Not even talk about who I'm doing it with. Really? Yeah. There's too many sensitive ears out there, Mathis. That's right. <laughs> too um, many sensitive ears. Well, I just, yeah, that's, that's complete bullshit. That is absolute but we'll get over it. Uh, anyways, also too, get listen to the show on uh, on uh, on the two probably the Pulpamex app. Listen to it live on pulpamexshow.com. Get the iTunes, get the archive on iTunes. We were trying to get TuneIn working, and we thought we had it, and it, and we, it was working great, and now it's not. So you can't listen live on TuneIn app, but soon you will be able to. So you won't be able to do it right now, but soon you can. And, um, yeah, like I said, we've got a great show. We're looking forward to uh, having you guys listening. We've got a little bit of news on Josh Hansen. Um, and uh, also, too, um, we're going to give away the Fly Sector boots that we t- talked about last week, flyracing.com. Uh, the guy with the answer is our producer, our, our guy holding everything down. He's on the phones right now uh, answering all the possible calls from you people coming in. He is um, got a hot, hot fiancé. Yeah, if you follow him on uh, right. on at, I'm Travis Marks on Instagram, super hot. He posted a photo of his fiance, and she's way out of his league. Right, just like us. Yep, just like us. It's the Travis Marks. What's up, Travis? I'm okay with that. I think <laughs> who wouldn't be? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, your chick's hot. Um, so uh, the answer to the question: Adam Entenap's first ever pro supercross race. What was his result? Well, his first year racing supercross was 2010. Yep. His best finish that year was a 13th. Oh, so it was the best finish from that year. Yes. 13th in the LCQ. In the LCQ. Yes. Yeah, so give you an idea yeah. of how far the seven deuce deuces come. Right. Yeah, he's so, come a long way. So that's the right answer. So we're going to, during commercial break, we'll pull up some emails and we'll be able to do a draw to win a fly, free set of fly sector boots. Out of all the people that had the correct answer, maybe, who knows? Who, who knows how many people have it? It's a couple of people were pretty confident, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, Travis, um, You'll be doing the NFAP question of the day also. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we got a lot of stuff going on, so we really appreciate it. Uh, Toronto Supercross comes and comes and goes. Uh, a couple of things first. Marty Davalos of the Rockstar Husky team, he was the points leader in the 250s. He was not able to go due to an immigration issue. Although Bobby Hewitt was standing standing by the uh, family issues thing. Right. That's what standing he said by. The, yeah. He has some family issues. Family issues. Like Brooks. Remember when Brooks went on a family vacation? Yep. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> family vacation. Meanwhile, Brooks was fired. Um, brutal. Yeah, brutal for sure for Marty, for the team. I know a little bit about this kind of stuff, just me being Canadian. I had work visas. Well, first I was illegal for a few years. Then I had a work visa. And then I got married and had a green card. 
And um, so I know a little bit about this kind of stuff and filling out the paperwork. Uh, I mean, it does suck for Marty. It does right. suck for the team. But you can't say poor Marty because whatever he was doing, his, his lawyers or himself, I doubt he was doing it himself. A lot of work to do it to yourself. You, you do save some money. So his lawyers, his team, his agent, whoever's doing this work, just just drop the ball. Just dropped the ball and didn't realize Toronto was coming up. It wasn't a question for Marty to get uh, into Canada. It was getting back in the U.S. after Toronto. So he would have been stuck. Yes, most likely. But if it's me and I'm in the points lead, F it. I, I probably fly into Detroit or Buffalo, drive across, right. get in, and then try to drive back out. Right. Maybe they won't let you. But you know what? Maybe they will. When you're flying, it's a different story. Well, at least but, you have a week to work on it to get your ass back to well, Detroit. Well, that right? wouldn't really matter too much. I mean, I'm sure they've been working on it. You know what I mean? The week wouldn't have been a deal breaker. But, but there also was a chance that you you were allowed to um, to get in. Right. So if you you know they might not have checked, they might not have done as good of a, a pass. You're supposed to have a passport. They're supposed to run it. They don't always trust me. From somebody who goes comes and goes across the border quite a bit. So I think I would have chanced it. Had you got caught and you were Marty, you just play dumb and be like, oh, I didn't know. And then you're stuck in Canada like Dean Wilson was. Right. And then you work on it from there. But why is it that our sport is so we just lie about everything? Why don't we just say, hey, man. Marty, uh, this is what happened. This is why he's not here. They're working on it. It was a big, you know, override on everybody. You yeah, know? no. And, 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 and I, said they always go to yeah. something else like, oh, family. Well, yeah. just, let's just call yeah. it, you no, know, know, a mistake, a mistake. Hey, you don't got to tell me, man, because I'm in the media game and I get lied to a lot. Right. And then when we, when we in the media get tired of being lied to and we start digging for the real truth at times. They hate it. Uh, they hate it. And they right. get pissed and then they want to talk to us. And we're like, we're just trying to get to the truth. Why lie? Just be cool about it. And, you know, we also thought Purcell had visa issues, too. He didn't make it either. And the press release said that he would be back in seven to ten days with an injury. Turns out he really was injured. It's funny because so. when someone actually is human, you know, let's say like Justin Hill, he's a good interview guy. He's just a normal dude. And we actually like those guys because we're so used to not hearing shit from anyone or they're robots. We're like, oh, wow, that guy's cool. Yeah. But he's just a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, it's bad. If I'm Rockstar... If I'm fly, right. if I'm husky, I am asking some hard questions. Right. Because Marty looked as good as ever to take this title home, and now he's third in points, 20, you know, ten points back or whatever, twenty points back. Does and, he get? Does he get close to the championship again? Points leader? No, no, I don't think so. No, no, he needs a lot of work, not a lot of help. But there's always next year. So okay, let's go to that that point. See you in seventeen, Marty. What is it? Will he point out? No, he won't. No, he will not point out because he didn't have. He needs three three years in a row of hundred and fifteen points or something. And you don't think he can mathematically get to one hundred fifteen? Uh yeah, but he didn't do it two years ago. Oh, so he okay. Yeah, yeah, got it. Three years in a row, or win the title, or or be three years in the class and win the title. Fuck. Or if you win it, you're. Yeah, if you win it your second year, you get a year to defend or something. So, so he's riding west next year for sure. I don't know. <laughs> he ain't bro. fucking with it. I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's uh, but you know someone's going to give him a ride. Probably the same team. Yeah. yeah no, my, I know. I, it's Marty's got to be close to thirty, right? Marty's twenty nine, I guess. Yeah. When's the started? Was Langston and those guys or Tedesco in their thirties when they won their their lights title? I don't think so. No. 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 Sounds like a question for this guy over yeah. here. No, I, I don't think they were. It's, uh, so that was quite a development. Um, also, another development we saw, um, I guess we had on last week. Last week? Did we have Shoop on last Two week? Two weeks. We called him last week. Yeah, last oh, we week. Did? Yeah, yeah Shoop oh, was okay. on. 
a guy we had on last week, uh, a guy who's battled problems and demons before. We got him on the show maybe a month and a half ago. He sounded great. He was uh, racing arena cross, doing pretty well. Uh, we had him on last week. He didn't sound the greatest. Myself and Adam Antonap, the co-host, were wondering kind of what was going on. He he quit a Rockstar Husky ride team that he had, and conflicting results, conflicting reasons on why he quit. Well, turns out he got arrested four days ago for possession of uh, marijuana, marijuana thing, marijuana paraphernalia, and heroin. It said in there too, mm-hmm. which heroin could be just a pain pill, right? Could be oxy's, yeah, because oxy's are a form of heroin. Yeah, and maybe they just call it that as far as. But booking. I think if it was oxy's, it'd be a controlled substance. Oh. So, yeah, uh, that sucks for Austin. And again, another just you know just the one thousandth and eight hundredth example of how drugs are bad and drugs are gnarly, right. and they get a hold of you and they you know never let go. Um, we wish him well. Um, I did think last week, Travis, that something was up. We talked about it after he got the phone. Yeah, we all we all kind of thought there was a little more to it than yeah. what he was saying, but yeah. it sucks. Um, but he sounded so good the first time we had him. Yeah, you know, and he didn't sound quite the same no. last week. No, for sure. So. What, what what sucks, and I mentioned this before the show, it kind of it pisses me off because I know how hard I've worked and work on my writing and doing, and then you got this guy like Stroop, where he's just so god gifted, and he could be fucked up on pills or drugs, whatever he is, and still be that good of a rider and, and keep that level of riding. I mean, God, he went arena cross and, and damn near won, a, a, or did he? He actually yeah, won. he won one main event. Right, yeah, I and so, yeah. it's just gnarly. I mean, not racing and then doing that. I just it can't fathom it, you know, and and I guess I've never been addicted to anything like that. I'm not, I don't have that kind of personality, but, man, if I had that kind of talent, I think that would be – I would try to create my addiction to my – my writing versus yeah. pills yeah. you know yeah. but. i mean once you go down that road i you know I, I i don't know i've never tried a drug i've never even smoked a cigarette i've never taken a puff on a cigarette in my life i've never done anything so i have a hard time understanding i don't take even a leave really right. it's gotta be pretty bad for me to take a leave or, right. or or sometimes i'll take nyquil like if i got so i'm one of those guys it's not like it's not that i'm have some sort of principled standing. I just don't do it for right. whatever reason. Just however, however I am. I rarely drink even. Kiefer, you don't drink. I don't drink. Um, and, and so it's hard for me to understand why you just can't see yourself, you know, destroy, destroying everything with this. It's just, it's sad. And we wish him well. We've, like I said, we've had him uh, on the show and, um, you know, it was a really cool comeback story. It was really he's a cool. cool dude. Like I yeah. like him a lot. Yeah, he's nice a nice guy. guy. And uh, so it's one of those deals. So we'll, uh, we know as much as you people do, the rest record's out there. It's floating around on Twitter and Vital MX and things like that. I found out this morning uh, from somebody that uh, what had happened. So we wish you well, Stroopy. Um, and get, get yourself get, out of this trouble. Yeah, and get, get your back, shit correct and get on the – Get on a dirt bike. Yeah. That's really what it'll do. Um, so uh, before we get too much further, you are uh, – you're selling T-shirts. Kiefer Inc.? Yeah, I'm not shirts. looking to, to – I'm not – I'm not here selling for anything, you know. I just I have some yeah, shirts just, made. If you guys want to buy them, you can go to keyforink at hotmail dot com and get some. And there's a couple choices. And yeah, I mean, they're there for for people to wear. No biggie. How do they get them? Uh, Where they do they can, see them? Inc. at hotmail. They can do a pay. I don't have anything set up. I'm working on a website right now. Mm-hmm. Guys building out. But uh, you can talk to uh, Heather. Does it? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, order them twenty five bucks. Well, how do you people see them? Well, I mean, they're on they're on my social media oh, okay. at Keith at K Keith for one point. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, sorry. Yeah, see him. Um, 
So, yeah, check them out. Um, KTMPartsExpress.com. If Marty's on a Husky, but it's basically a KTM. So, if Marty needs some parts to do, to uh, go after that 2017 250 Supercars title, you can go to KTMPartsExpress.com. Many of those parts fit on a Husky. Use the code PULPMX16 to save yourself money. KTMPartsExpress.com. 35 years of experience in the industry. They are there to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. They uh, have a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories, and we've been working with these guys for a while, and things are uh, really going well, so we're pumped to uh, to have those guys on board. Also, Nitro Circus, nitrocircus.com, full details and ticket info, but Stranas, Josh Sheehan, Adam Jones, Bilko, Cam Sinclair, and many more throwing down the biggest tricks in freestyle motocross. They've... Uh, and they had a great tour in 2014, and uh, went to I went to a couple of stops, and it's amazing, and it's coming back this year. So please check them out. Go to this. Go to the uh, go to the website and check them out for the shows. Uh, it's a great uh, great show. I saw Travis Pastrana uh, was on uh, Vanilla Ice's. Uh, he was at Vanilla Ice's concert in uh, D.C. The Nitro Circus crew was there, mm-hmm. and he had him on his periscope. And Travis Pastrana stage dove off into, and there was you know there's that gap for the barriers. Right. He cleared the gap and just got picked crowd surfed. Travis Pastrana. Wow. And he was dressed all weird. That's crazy. Yeah. So anyways, Vanilla Ice and Travis Pastrana. I didn't together. listen to that podcast yet, but I heard it's really good. Yeah, it's good. I liked what, it. He was a good interview? Yeah, he was good. Nice guy. I'm, I'm happy he did it. So that's cool. Uh, check out uh, the Steve Mathis uh, show on iTunes, and you can see a podcast I did with the Vanilla Ice. 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 Uh, lots to talk about here. Uh, Kenny Roxon won to Toronto, and I really thought, and our guest Eli Tomax coming up, and I'll, and I'll mention this to him, but. Tomac got into the lead, and I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. it could be over here. Because he'd won last week. He rode great to win Daytona. And I was like, this thing's going to be over. And then it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Kenny was on fire, man. And what's funny, because I don't know how he qualified. I don't think he qualified, like, top three, did he? No, I don't think so. And yeah, but, he, find in, out, but in the main, man, he rode really aggressive, got in, and pulled, like, a two-second gap. And <laughs> Dude, those opening laps, God. Kenny's opening laps were just on fire. Yeah. Just absolutely, yeah. He qualified seventh. Yeah, Kiefer, so. which is rare, rare because I think if we go back to the races he won, he was in the top three in qualifying. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Dungy Dungy got his twenty sixth straight podium, set a record. But it's surprising that Muscan got him. I know he he, he crashed. He, yeah, he crashed. But, but Muscan was Muscan's like now a top yeah. five guy every race and maybe better. Like right. you just pencil him in there. Yeah, he's really good. Especially on a track that gets rutted up, like it, it got pretty rutted, right? When you, you were there, yeah, yeah, like that. It's he's really yeah. good at and uh, big whoops too. But they mowed him down for the night show. But even in practice, when they were big, he looked Marty Marvin looked pretty good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's like now you got to start thinking he's better than Seeley, and he's you know, yeah, like he's on that level now. Yeah, well, Seeley and Anderson both are good. I don't think, but they have got they haven't gotten good yeah. starts. Yeah. No, Anderson was taken up by that Bogle thing. That right. Bogle thing could have been nasty. Man. Doesn't Bogle pull in a whole shot and then just... There's some dirty first corner crashes and first lane crashes, man. Yeah. Yeah, going back to the shorty thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, same same idea. There's some big stuff. Um, And then the 250 class, that's man. the kind of race it was. Uh, just uh, Jeremy Martin went down the first turn and still got second. Um, He rode terrific to get second. Mookie pulled into the pits twice, got sixth. <laughs> it was just nuts. First turn crash... Benny Bloss He was for, in second He wasn't. forgot to put his bike in gear Off the start What? Yeah The gate dropped He didn't go anywhere But he was like in third at one yeah, time Yeah because he got He snuck around the inside When the crash happened Oh okay And Bloss was third Then he was fifth Then he was third Then Bowers was third He was ninth Did Bloss Bowers crash? Was fifth No I don't think he ever crashed Just faded back I think he just Kind of faded a little bit But it was just a, a, 
Uh, Alexander Fry. Yeah, fourth. fourth. Place. That's insane. Right? Yeah, Wetland fifth. Yeah, Bloss got seventh. Wetland went down in the second turn. He crashed in the second turn. Right. And then he gets fifth. Yeah, a lot of guys that I even like Paul Coates. That's ninth. That's a lot of good like good dudes that I wouldn't think be top ten are are still up there. But how does what did Malcolm come in the pits for twice? What did he need? Because the first time he came in, I think to straighten his bike out. The second time he said his bike wasn't running, and the team cut the kill switch. Oh, okay. So it was either stuck in a starting map or stuck in a map. You know, sometimes teams some teams use the kill switch right, for, right. For, for mapping. Um, and I guess it was stuck in a map, or it was something was jacked up. Man, because his first corner where he he fell in the wheel, I thought it was like Ivan Tedesco ish when he got sucked in. With oh yeah, Tapia's yeah. wheel. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Right. I was like, oh shit, dude, it was crazy. It was a gnarly race. It was insane. I I have to feel for McElrath, man. He's had a rough go, and he was up there at the beginning, and then he got a flat. That yeah, sucks. two flat tires. Hampshire got one also. My fantasy team really really regrets picking McElrath because we were looking good. Yeah, he was looking good. Yeah, he would. I mean, that would have been a for sure top five, probably a podium. Yeah, for 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 McElrath. Yeah. Um. So he was killing it. Did uh, the 450 riders go to Mooses? They scramble around for Mooses after that, or no? Uh, not that I heard. No, I was asking somebody about that, but I never really heard. I never really heard what the deal was with that. Uh. Okay. Coming up with uh, Jason Thomas here shortly, but let's get to some phone calls here on the Pulp and Mix Show presented by BTOSports.com. Uh. Nathan, you got a question for the Chris Kiefer? Nathan? Hello? Nate? Dog? Justin, what's up, man? You got a, a question about Mookie and Stroop? Yeah, I got a few quick questions. Uh, hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, yeah, I, I know you already mentioned the Stroop thing. That was uh, kind of surprised. I saw that on Vital earlier. Um, that was very surprising. I didn't know that he got arrested in 2014 as well. Yeah, I, I didn't know that either. Where did you see that? I uh, well, I went on the uh, there's like an incarceration bank oh, on the okay. internet, and you can just type in someone's name, and he actually got arrested on March 3rd, 2014, for the same thing. Mm. Yeah, no, he's probably looking at. I don't, I don't know how that works. I guess I shouldn't say. Uh, I, I shouldn't say. I don't know how that works, but you would think if he's got arrested, you know, a couple years, a couple times in years, you'd be looking at some jail time. But I guess I don't really know. Yeah, for his sake, I hope not. Um, yeah, and then and Mookie riding with that torn jersey. He looked like he was trying to imitate Anderson, but it was just looked like a lion got a hold of him in that. Yeah. I mean, it looked awesome. Yeah. He rode great, man. I'm telling you, he was – I need to look at the lap chart, but he was uh, – he had been 12th or 15th, uh, 12th, 13th, or 14th for twenty la- for, for 10 laps, I mean. Super aggressive. Yeah. Like yeah. old school James, I think, yeah. but with, with more control, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. For sure, and uh, I, I'm sure you're probably going to get on later on the show, but what's with the Carrie Hart tweet? Do you have any info on that? Uh, I don't. I don't. I heard – I talked to John Gallagher from the FIM, and he was mystified at it too. It has nothing to do with Roxon winning or anything. It has nothing to do with Roxon's win anything like that. That's all standing, and there's no problems there. So I had heard their truck had trouble getting back across the border. Maybe Hart's, huh. maybe Hart's pissed about the fact that there's a race in Toronto and why are we even going to Toronto. I don't know. Got- Guy, Guy B on Vital said he thought it had to do something with uh, Jimmy John's sponsorship logo not being very visible on the podium. Okay, sure. Um, you, his guess is as good as mine. I really don't know. If if you're Hart and you put that out there, I mean, you got to expect people to be talking about it. So, I don't. How would a, sure. how would a riders' union uh, fix a logo on a jersey? 
Well, that's, the, that's what I didn't understand either. How does it even relate to that? Yeah, if he wants a union, I get it, whatever. But that, I don't see how, it, yeah, that's going to stop anything. So that makes my truck thing makes more sense, you know? For, for sure. So. Uh, and then last thing, I know you guys aren't in big on off-road, but did you see Josh Strang hit Caleb Russell's wife this weekend? What? Oh, he hit his wife? She, she was she was handing him his water bottle as oh. he was going through the pit. Nice. And I guess she jumped out in front, and dude, Strang just plowed Oh, her. no way. Because there's, no, there's no speed limit in the pits, right? Uh, it's full bore. Oh, fuck. Did she, was she all right? Yeah, I, it just, the camera cut as she was, like, rolling on her back. So oh, I, they man. said she was okay, but still, I mean, it, he took that turn fast. That's no joke. Well, I mean, I'm sure you could see her with his X-Brand goggles. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. So, Hey, um, not to go on an off-road tangent, but that's cool that Josh won the last two. I know yeah. Caleb's trying to get re-going here because yeah. of his injury, but, dude, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, I just want to see a battle in that series. You yeah. know what I mean? So, For uh, sure. Well, right. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Nate, you there? I'm here. What's up, bro? What's up? Hey, quick comment on a voicemail from last week. You had a guy ranting about you going too long on uh, endorsement deals from big corporate companies. You know, for us guys that aren't in the industry, I actually enjoy you rambling a little bit. I don't want to hear you talk for five hours about corner speed and things like that. It's cool to review the race, but I actually like to hear some of the back industry stuff on what's going on. Um, oh, good. So I appreciate yeah. that. The one th- and then uh, I, I, I'll go ahead. Just the one thing I'd say is, like, for everybody that likes when we talk about A, there's people who only want to hear us talk about B. Right. Do you know what I mean? You can never make everybody happy, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy Pookie on the show. Um, have her on more. She's got a great radio voice. No. And then one last thing. Yeah. And then uh, one last thing. Fill me in on. I hear a lot of. I'm from Utah. We lost Supercross. Maybe give me give us an idea why we lost it, and then maybe why riders hate uh, our motocross dirt so much. I born and raised in Utah, and that's all I've ever ridden. So. I don't know any difference. Uh, the track was no good. It was not not a motocross track. It was built on a you know at a road race facility. So it was like Elsinore. Yeah, dirt wasn't no good. The the track just wasn't very good. Um, and the the Supercross, the stadium's too small. So um, gotcha. You know, just one of those things. I think the crowd was always good, but the weather was unpredictable, and the stadium was small. So gotcha. Thanks, guys. Right. Have a good night. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go into. Andrew, you got more on uh, Josh Strang hitting Caleb Russell's wife? Yeah, and I know this is not a GNCC show, so I'll make it quick. But they even said in the broadcast, she did not get hit by anybody. She handed Russell his bottle, and as she was backing up, she tripped over a rut and fell over, and they kind of roosted her. That was it. She's not hurt. Nobody hit anybody. It wasn't a big deal. Oh. Okay, great. You know, thanks for thank you for clearing that up for sure. Well, yeah. it, it went from the first time uh, I thought hitting him like punching her. Oh yeah. I'm like ah. Oh yeah. No no no. Yeah. She was just you know she's like helps him in the pits and they come by and they grab right. a bottle real quick right, to right. supplement the the Camelback and sure as she was handing it you know I could see they get close in their hauling that she may have you know bumped his handlebars but no she just handed him the bottle and as she was backing up she tripped over a rut. And they both roosted her, and Strain got around Russell at the same time. So. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. No, thanks for clearing that up, man. Really appreciate it. Yep. All right. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. I mean, honestly, people, you'll hear all that kind of stuff on Keeper's Upcoming Podcast. Yeah, so off-road. I like it. Let's off- talk about his it. His off-road podcast will be coming up. Hot uh, pits. Uh, I like hot pits. Hot pits with Chris Kiefer. Right. Um, hey, Mitch, what's going on, man? 
Hey, what's up, dog? What's up, bro? I'm not dog. That's Anton's dog. I'm buddy. Oh, my ba- my bad. Yeah. Um, my question is for the format for the 250 class in Vegas. Like, how are they going to go by how many they take for the night show and qualifiers and whatnot? No, they'll just everybody will make the uh, the night show, so they'll only invite um, 20 east and 20 west. Oh, okay. And then just run the regular heats, and then it'll be. Yeah, so, um, the yep. points will go just like get the regular race. Yeah, yeah, and then they'll combine the east west into one main event, and the points will be um, the points will be scored just like a regular race. So, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be awesome. So they're not se- they're okay. se- they're separating the heat races east and yes. west. Yep. See, that's lame. Okay, well, let's all combine the heat races like east and west dudes okay. in there. All right, sure, I'm down with that. Yeah. All right, cool. all right, man. Thank you. All right, thanks for all the free content. Thank you, I appreciate it. We 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 try hard. Nathan, you got a question for uh, DirtRider.com's Chris Kiefer? Yes, sir. Third Nathan tonight. Jeez. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? <laughs> um, I actually just wanted to say, you know, as much as I love the content from you guys and everything, and I love Kiefer being on the show, I just, every time I hear God dang pour some sugar on me, I can't help but hear, all right, <laughs> every single time. <laughs> well, yeah, he's sort of ruined, he's ruined that for everybody. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All good. Have a good show, boys. Thanks. Thanks all right. Man. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Bye. That was it. That's all you wanted? All uh, right. What's up, Justin? How are you? Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Eh, not bad, man. I had a question for you, and I don't know if you guys have touched on this a, a few weeks back or not, but I remember you guys, didn't something fall through with the Fly 360, yet I still see Reed running it, and I still see it on the <laughs> Yeah, no, they all got mad at everybody. Everybody got mad. Uh, Monster got mad at Fly 360. The Fly 360 CEO wrote a ridiculous Instagram with um, that couldn't have been sounded any more amateur hour um, about mm-hmm. about leaving the sport and blah, blah, blah. But cooler heads prevailed. Everybody just, everybody decided to work with everybody. Uh, Chad's team and Chad wants to fly 360 around. Mitch obviously wants to fly 360 camera and Monster maybe relaxed a little bit. I'm sure it was just a case of both both sides with big, ego, big egos trying to make it work. But it's all good now, I guess, from what, from what I hear. Fair enough. So. And then you already touched on the Davalos thing I was going to ask about. Yeah. That. And then my third final question. Now you'll, I'm sure you'll hear talk about Davalos plenty more. We'll, I'll let that one lie. But um, the wall before the sand whoops on the track in Toronto, obviously they put that there to slow the guys down. And the whole idea of yeah. obviously to slow the track down so they don't like it. At some point when they realize everybody's just launching off of it, why wouldn't they make it steeper so they can't launch off of it anymore? Mm, maybe they like people launching off it. You know what I mean? I Do thought they? it was cool. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, don't I, I thought it was too, but you know, the intent you would think could be to obviously slow guys down. Right, That's why right. it was there initially. But I thought it was a cool. Curious. Yeah, I thought it was a cool visual. I thought it was pretty good. And it, so, does, and it and yeah. no matter if they launch off of it or not, it still does slow them down because actually, you know, yeah. getting air slows you down, right? So yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, man. Cool. All right. Thanks, man. Right. Have a good Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Damien. What's up, man? How are you? I'm doing. Good. I, I want to ask you a question. On Vital, you post basically in 2017, there's going to be a lot of changes coming, like NASCAR, points chase, that sort of thing. Um, I, I believe so. I don't have a confirmation that's 100% for sure, but I believe there'll be a chase in next year, yes. What do you think, like, what do you think is going to change, and how do you think it's going to affect that sport? Because a lot of people saying that there's going to be like a, a point chase like NASCAR, they'll stop watching the sport or they'll, they'll abandon the sport? Uh, no, one's <laughs> stop, no one's going to stop watching the sport, I don't think. If uh, you stop watching the sport because of that, you aren't a true fan. I mean, I, I don't that's think so, lame. Because like, there's a, the, no, that's not true because like 
a championship is really hard to, to obtain. And if you sit there and say, like, we're going to reset the points halfway through the, the championship chase, a lot of people are going to get mad about that because that's one of the things that makes the championship so amazing. Yeah. Because it's I, I so love- hard to – to be consistent, right? So, I love having my guys having 40-point leads halfway through the year. It's that's awesome. what I'm saying. It's awesome. It's great. Well, no, I mean, no, not that it's not cool for the, the fans, but, all, but but honestly, like, it's it's uh, an accomplishment, right? So if you can be like Dungey or like Ryan Villapoto was or, or MC, when you can do that, that makes that championship important. And when you degrade it's, that, but it's what, still, what's it, away it's from still them, important. It's still when you important. make it like a arena cross. It kind of degrades that. That here, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. you're absolutely entitled to your opinion, but uh, I think it's going to be awesome. And if it doesn't work and it's dumb, switch it back. But let's try it. Let's see how it works, man. You know, like. But, um, but what 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 information do you have that that it's actually going to happen? Uh, none. That it's actually going to happen. I've been told by important people. One twenty-five, two strokes. That it's coming, but I don't know if it's going to be ten and seven, you know, nine and eight. I don't know how they're going to they're going to seed the guys. I would, if you're leading the points before the chase, you'll have a points lead going into the chase. You'll be rewarded. Right. You'll be rewarded for being the best rider in the first ten races or whatever it is. I still think right. that. I mean, if you're that good, let's say you know, <laughs> Villapoto forty point lead going into the chase. If you're that good, you're still going to have that momentum and you're still going to be that good in the last seven rounds you know so you're still going to be that guy you're not going to just because you're you know one point lead now when the chase starts you're going to just going to be some whole different person you know and for me i just enjoy watching racing no matter what and i can appreciate a guy having a lead and all the work he does to get the championship but for me it's not going to make me stop watching the sport just because I simply just love the sport anyway, and I want to watch racing. And it's only going to, for, yeah, for, for a sure fan, for fans, it's only going to create a tighter, more stressful environment for the riders, which in t- return for the guys on the couch is going to make better racing on TV. That's what I think. Like just now, sure, the, re- I, I, the arena cross yeah. class is now just starting their chase. So now we're going to see real racing. These guys that are floating around fifth and sixth, they're going to start getting a stick up their ass and start pinning it now because now they're, they're that close again. Right. I just think it takes away from those people and those, those championships where those people were dominating. And so you just, you, you take away from what they did. No, I, I agree that part. Skill. Like, yeah, no, I understand that part, but I think like Mathis says, we do need a change <laughs> and it's only going to create a, a better racing environment because honestly, you know, we always say it's a deep field, it's a deep field, but it always comes down to one to my two guys. Question is, Great radio. My second, my second question is, do you think the TV coverage is actually too good? So whereas people, when the TV coverage wasn't so great, they would go to the races, right? But since we got 17 rounds, they're all pretty much live. Do you think less, that hurts the sport because... No, no, no. I know they what you're saying. Out dates and stuff like T- that. TV but, is where TV is where the the future is. If you ask the NFL, uh, all the stick and ball sports are battling this, but the they're loving the money they get from TV with the with the brand new big ass TVs and and uh, and and uh, 4K and HD and everything else. All sports are fighting a battle 
where TV is taken away from live attendance, and they all have to work on it and figure it out. But in the end, it's a good thing to have your product exposed to more people, and that's the bottom oh, line of sure. it on TV. So, um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think I've heard from people that they don't go to the races as much because why drive four hours when it's all live on TV? Hell, Kiefer, right. Kiefer doesn't even, fucking go. Kiefer doesn't even go either. So you're absolutely right, but um, but it, it's a battle worth uh, worth having. So, all right, Damon, thanks, For man. Sure. We got to run. Thanks. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Jason Thomas from Fly Racing, flyracing.com. You know, Kiefer, they make much more than racewear. They also have bike stands and watercraft and mountain bike mountain and bike style. And, and handlebars and grips and levers and tie-downs and stickers and pre-mix things and, and, yeah, UTV. All kinds of shit. Maybe you should go on there, flyracing.com, Kiefer. I have. I do. And order some shit. I do. Okay. All right. Welcome, JT. What's happening? How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. First off, I just zoomed through the TV today to watch a few key things, so I didn't see if this was captured on TV or not. But how cool was that when Seeley and Pike are dueling and they single the triple? No, they du- they single the triple? That was a single double out. They tri- doubled into the triple, and then they doubled out over that sandwich. Oh, wall. yeah. Okay. It, was that on TV? Yeah. And then, JT, yeah, you, said, I- you said a Kaiden did it, too. Yeah, he did in practice, yes. Yeah, you're not really blown away by that, but I think that's awesome. That's so cool to think of that and bust that out, like just in the middle of a, a heat of the moment. A heat of a moment. You're racing. You, you, they both double and they both say, "Ah, screw it, I can pull the trigger over that wall." I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I, I agree. I, I agree. That's cool, but it's. I mean, these guys are these guys are pretty damn good too. Like. I don't think that most of the time that Supercross tracks are pushing the limit of what these guys can pull off. Uh, you know, like most of the rhythm sections, you you are so, you know, they jump them like second lap, you know. So I think guys are capable a lot more, especially the really good guys. So it's not, you know, a guy like Cole Seeley could probably jump all kinds of crazy stuff. So I don't think that... Uh-huh. Fine. That double was really pushing the limits on what they could do. Yeah, exactly, right? Just fucking killed it. <laughs> you know what? It's funny. Like, I, at pre- you know, you see guys in practice. There could be some rollers afterwards after a triple, and, you know, you'll do this. I'll see that all the time. Like, a guy will double and then just jump out and land. And I'm like, how the fuck's he know mm-hmm. exactly where to land? And, like, he did it perfect. It, it is kind of weird to see that. Yeah, well, I just thought it was cool. JT apparently not that impressed. No, I thought it was cool for sure. I, I did think it was cool. Um, I just think I, I I just have a lot of respect for what those guys can really jump. Like Anderson, like the quad thing. You now, like if you really if you really want to jump that, like those guys can jump it. You know, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Anderson. I think that I, my point really, I guess, is that if you look at Supercross tracks today, they're really not much different than they were 15 years ago, but. The bikes are a lot better, and the riding skills have evolved as well. So you've got to think these guys could jump some really gnarly stuff if they had to. Yeah, no, absolutely. How's everything at Fly Racing? Uh, I would say pretty good. I've yeah. been gone for almost two weeks, so um, a lot of catching up today. But. Yeah, really, right? Um, did you like Toronto? What did you think of Toronto as an event? I thought it was good. I, I've always enjoyed that race. Um, I think the only thing I didn't like about Toronto was customs getting out of there was a bit silly. But <coughs> Why? What was uh, wrong? Yeah, it's just the way they have the customs set up now. You get your passport scanned like six times and, you know, yeah. it's it's like not, seven it's, different checks and all this crazy No, stuff. I don't think it was passport. It's your boarding pass. They literally scan it four times. Four times. And my passport, too. 
I was, was telling, I was losing it last time I went through with Pookie, and she was like, "Calm down." You know how I can get. She's like, "Calm down," and I'm like, "Why are they doing this? Why are they?" Well, that's how I was. That's why I was texting you. Um, I like, was the same way. I was so pissed off. They check your pass. They check your boarding pass before you go into the customs thing. Uh-huh. Then you go through customs. They check it again. Then before X-ray, they check it again to uh-huh. get you into X-ray, and then at the belt, they scan it again, four times to look yeah. at your boarding pass. Going in or out? In. Just like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. right. And it's all, this is, this is a Canadian thing, because I've gone through many Canadian airports. This is a TSA Canada thing. It's not TSA, but whatever they call it. And I'm just like, how much is, you guys, I got it, guys. Like, you know. It's always been a nightmare for me going to the races up there, too. I've always, I've almost got turned around a couple times just because uh, they don't, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. You know, and what do you Yeah, no, it's, it's, mm. Marty knows all about that. Right. Poor Marty. Um. JT, so um, did you think that Marvin would be this good, this fast? I did not. I, I can honestly say I did not. Uh, I knew he would be better than he was. Like, in Anaheim 1, he got 15, and that was not good. And then the second round, I think he got 11. And then I was like, okay, well, that's a little better. Because I honestly thought he would be like a five seven, to ten. <clears throat> yeah. Seven, eight, nine guy. That's, wow. I just thought he would be in that Brayton, uh, Brayton Pike. I, I just that's where I thought him in, and mm-hmm. obviously I was wrong. But I that's just where I had him placed at. And uh, if you had told me he would be basically on the level of Dungey and Roxon and Tomac and these guys week in and week out now, I would have probably doubted you. Uh, but he's proving it. He's proving me wrong. He's proving a lot of people wrong. So yeah. Uh, kudos to him. I mean, he's such a nice guy. Uh, I've been critical of him in the past for writing techniques, and last summer I was critical of him with Webb and lots of times. But he's he's uh, he's doing it right. He's he's really really uh, kind of turning the uh, Supercross world upside down a little bit right now. When the whoops were big in practice, did you notice he was good in them? He wasn't amazing, but he was good for him. Yeah, he's okay. I still think it's a liability for him a uh-huh. little bit. Uh, if they are if they're only blitzable and, and there's just no way around it, I think that's that's a tough spot for him. Mm-hmm. Even in the the section before the finish line, like in practice, it was it was his slowest spot. Uh, he was incredibly good in the turns, and then he would just lose, he would still lose time in that in the whoops, and then he would kind of just uh, I think he would have been the fastest overall if it hadn't been for that. Why so, did you jump through him or something? No, he was blitzing him, but you can just tell he doesn't have the confidence of like Dungey and Roxon and Tomac and Brayton and the guys that just kill the whoops. He just doesn't have that intensity in him. You yeah. just always tell he's kind of holding back a little bit. If he could ever get over that and find that form, man, he would win a lot of races. It's funny. And I'm, I think it probably will happen. It's funny because uh, when I watched Supercross Chasing the Dream, that little thing with Chad. I don't know if you watched it, JT, but of course, JT watched it. And he, he was he was, he was mentioning, oh man, uh, these guys just slam on the brakes coming in the whoops, and he's thinking, oh shit, what's going on up there in front of me? Because he can't see ahead of the guy in front of him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh mm-hmm. shit, there must be something going on. He's like, there was never anything going on. He's like, why are these guys breaking before the whoops? And Chad's just like gassing through him, you know. So it's kind of like that commitment he, level. He wasn't. Chad uh, was good in them, but he wasn't. Like they were pretty big for the for the night show, right? And I thought Chad was he was good, but he wasn't. I, mean, I thought Tomac was better. I thought uh, Rock. But it's funny the guys that do it really good don't have that chop. They yeah, keep yeah. it yeah. on right coming in. You yeah. know. Yeah. 
So just massive set yeah, of balls. Yeah, I think uh, I think Chad was pretty upset that they cut him down. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Practice, yeah. Uh, because they were really, really tough in practice. Um, um, so he he kind of lost his advantage a little bit there when they when they knocked him down a bit. Uh, Kiefer, we covered this today on our Racer X podcast. Who do you like for this 250 title? I'm gonna have to say Mookie. Really? Just, yeah. Okay. Um, he's ten. I, he's ten I, back of Martin. Here's here's my here's my theory. Martin and Mookie are both equally inconsistent for me. Like mm-hmm. Martin has a good race, and then something happens to him. I feel like he can fall and as easy as Mookie can because Mookie can do the same shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but as far as just like raw speed indoor Supercross. I have to give it to Mookie because man, he's so he's really good, really aggressive, and he's tough to pass. I, I think Mookie is uh, he opens the track more. I think he thinks outside the box, and that's why I would uh, get the nod to him. So okay, JT, JT sticks with Jamar. Yeah, and I know ten points yeah. is a lot, actually. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hill. I think Hill's been the most impressive through three rounds. I I, I would <clears throat> lean towards Hill. But since I picked Jamar going in, I'm just going to stick to my guns. Ride that he train. Got the red plate, right. so I'm just going to go with it. Well, I said the only reason I wouldn't. Sorry, the only reason I wouldn't go with Mookie is because I just think, even when it's not his fault, I just think he's going to get collected and crashes and have little stupid things happen, like we saw this weekend. That's just going to just going to take take uh, it away from him. Mookie's move off the start, Kiefer. Yeah. What do you make of that? JT didn't see it, but <clears throat> well. When I first saw it live, I was like, eh, why is Plessinger tripping? It wasn't that bad. Then I saw it in slow-mo, and I, he he moved over quick. Like, it was one of those ones I'm whipping it in real quick, moving a lane over right now. I think Plessinger has a right to be a little upset. Right. And it's a danger move. Like, right there, that yeah. you, you're not on your brakes. You're on the throttle, so it's hard to, to roll it off and get on the brakes. So. I, I put Mookie's move in the same category as Craig's move on Savachi. Not mm. dirty. Not, like... Like I'm gonna dirty you up, and I know it. Mm-hmm. More like, eh, this is probably not gonna be cool. For me, Mookie's was more sudden. Okay, um, Christian's was just like, I'm coming over, you know. <laughs> and then Mookie's is like, I'm coming over. Right. Like that's what right, that's right. what happened, right. you know. So I don't know. I I, I could see Plessner getting pissed, but also I, I appreciate Mookie's response. You could see him when in the yeah. post race interview, he's just rolling his eyes like, well, "What the fuck, man? Yeah. I'm trying to right. to win a race," you know. Yeah, no, no. You you if you're ahead of the game off the start, right. you, you control it like Craig. You Craig, got a wheel, then you got, Yeah, right. no, I agree. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna get to the X Brown Goggle Terras with JT here from uh, Fly Racing, but first, uh, do you are you looking to eliminate the hassle of checking your air pressure every time you hit the track or missing the feel of a spring fork? Oh, fucking a. Racetech has released their spring conversion system for Showa TAC forks, TAC forks. TAC, yes. TAC, people call them TAC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Racetech has released their spring conversion forks now. Easy drop in cartridge combined with a Racetech high-performance spring. Convert your TAC forks from air to coil. Kits for the KYB PSF 1 and 2 are, are out now. Log on to Racetech.com. Please, people, just get your suspension oil changes, if nothing else. Get your right springs. Go to Racetech.com. They got motor work now as well, and uh, they're working with some of the top privateers in the sport, as well as Michael Lessie and Vince Freeze. And uh, Eli Tomac, uh, Kiefer, you'll be happy to know, went from Air Forks at Daytona to spring this weekend. Spring life is a good life. Okay, but he won Daytona. <laughs> yeah, no, air. we were talking about that. It's weird, you know? Like huh? He, he uh, well, maybe, was in the lead on Spring Fork. and uh, Maybe Spring Forks. No, nah, he's not going to go back. Toronto took the, the air out of its forks and out of its sails. 
Uh, all right, here's the best emails of the uh, of the week. Mike sent this in. Steve, I love the show. The best the best drop is F you, dude, which uh, I think many people would uh, would agree with. F you, dude. F you, dude. Last week, someone asked the question if the AMA will bring the series back to Seattle. Mike said, unfortunately, the city sold the land next to CenturyLink Field, and the developer built buildings in the parking that used to be the pits where all the trucks were parked. There is now nowhere for the trucks to park, so Seattle Supercross is just a memory. F you, dude. I didn't know that. And why would – where is everyone supposed to park? Right. I, mean, I know there's parking garages all over there, but that does seem weird. So uh, I, heard, I heard differently. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know that we're going back there anytime soon, but I heard that it was more of a uh, the city charging out outrageous amounts for storage of dirt and cleanup was outrageous too. Mm-hmm. Uh, same kind of with San Francisco, and they were charging outrageous amounts of money for cleanup and all that kind of stuff. So, so you're I heard from a really, really good source okay. on my side. So I'm not saying Mike is wrong. I'm just saying I heard Uh Dan sent this in. Alden pulled the trigger on an ad on FS1, which can't be inexpensive. How can he possibly hope to sell enough of these arm pump devices at $159 per unit? Oh, yeah. Any idea where the going rates are for an ad? I know he's marketing golfers, tennis players, but really. Well, first of all, Dan, Alden doesn't own the company, right. the, the arm pump uh, device. He's just endorsing it. I don't know how much an ad rate is, but why are you so worried? Like, Second of all, Alvin's doing pretty well. No, but going to throw that out there. This guy's like, how can he possibly hope to sell enough of these devices to cover an ad? Well, whatever. Like he wants to advertise. What you got to do? There's a lot of that forearm strong shit floating around right now. Why is Dan so worried about the the arm pump guy spending money? Does this arm pump? Was it Truman? Because I know Truman was pissed off about that thing at Daytona. Truman used it and he said it didn't do anything, right? (laughs) Yeah, he (laughs) was was not. He was not happy. Believer. Uh, Kiefer, what do you think? Do you think it works? Oh man. I think it's a placebo effect. I think if you you think it's going to work, it's going to work. And that's odd coming from someone who says the Asterix AC system works like a, looks so no, gnarly. No, I didn't say gnarly. I because just felt like is, it's like you having two breathe rights on. To it, me, this is the same idea, bro. Here, no, well, here's the thing. It's it's like a massage, and the guy I I listened to this guy spiel about the the, the thing, and he says it's like a deep you know massage for your forearms, right? So. For me, I'd, I would rather just massage my forearm and be done with it. But I guess, you know, if you hop on board with this and all these pro guys are, are using it, of course he's going to sell it. And why the hell not, man? The guy's smart. Everyone that fucking rides has arm pump. So let's let's make some thing up and say it cures arm pump and sell it. Well, Dan Truman wants his money back. And sell a shit ton of them for a year. And then, you sure. know, it's no, not going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's a free enterprise, man. If it's this free. thing's around after one year, I'll be surprised. All right. Well, Alden Baker put his name on it. Stamp it. Of course. He's got some money behind him, you know? Yeah. If anybody wants me to put my money behind an arm pump device, please contact me. I'm available. Uh, Logan said, uh, hey, Steve, first let me say I love all the content, the inside info, the rotating host, and the new producer, Travis. I have a question. I have a question for Kiefer regarding betas. I raced local, and Travis said he raced betas as well. Did you really say that? Don't confuse me with Talon ever again, please. Yeah, Talon was on betas. Oh, was Talon a beta guy? Okay. I race a local desert series here in Utah, and I've been seeing lots of betas. What about VHSs? <laughs> uh, I wish we had a drum roll. Beta Max. Uh, I'm wondering <clears throat> Kiefer's impression of the bike. Has he done any off-road testing on a beta? How do they compare? Thanks, Logan. Um, I've rode two-stroke and four-stroke. I like the four-stroke a lot. The beta four-stroke is good for off-road riding. Um, the two-stroke 
it's okay. It vibrates a lot and it feels uh, like an older style two-stroke, you know, ergonomically. But um, they've come a long way. They're trying. They have an off-road team, and I know their bikes are pretty good. I've won. I've I've ridden one of those guys's, and and yeah, um, they're good bikes. I think durability is a question, but otherwise, performance on the four-stroke is pretty good. JT, any beta thoughts? Uh, I don't really know much about beta, so okay. I will just uh, bow out of it. I know it's a niche market. That's about all I know. Not as uh, niche. Tim yeah. sent this in. My name is Tim. I'm from <clears throat> Sydney, Australia. I'm a night shift truck driver and listen to your shows. I love it when they go when I look through a playlist and see a five-hour show. A lot of people don't, including Kiefer. Travis is awesome. Maybe get him to build your next app and pay him a percent of sales. Instead of payment, that way you don't have to pay out a large amount up front and get free updates because it's his interest to keep sales up. No, that's not true. We're just going to pay Travis a low amount, and he's going to build us an app. So don't get any ideas into him. Um, we'll discuss that a low email. later. All right. Travis wants to know, JT, let's just throw this to you. If you could design an ultimate Supercross stadium, what would you do? Size, shape, location, pits, type of dirt, seating capacity, a stadium. What would you do? Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, for a super, super cross event? Mm-hmm. I think the having to be able to open the stadium is, is a must. I think it's cool. Um, I think only at night, though, because during the day it drives the track out. So you've got to have a steady hand on the, the opener. Um, hmm. Location, I think, on the water would be pretty awesome, like right on the beach. That would be pretty epic. Uh, I don't know. The rest of it, the rest of it, you know, if you get some good, like, East Coast dirt, like super tacky, like dirt we never see anymore, by mm-hmm. the way. Okay. I, they add too much. I think they do a too good of a job storing it now. It doesn't get any moisture at all. It's just dry and mm-hmm. never wet enough. Right. Um, That's what I say at home. I don't know. Those are the key points. Safe. Good Good downtown safe area. We, we race in some sketchy. Yeah, you like that? Um, I have a question. Okay. Uh, cheap land. A lot of the places are in the, kind of in the ghetto, which sucks. Um, Foxborough. Is it going to be sandy like it was back in 1990? I don't know. I don't think so. Remember how sandy it was? No. Fuck. No. It was sandy. Foxborough in 1990. Yep. That's okay. when the last time. I think that's the last time. Are you sure you're not thinking of Miami 89? No, I, I know okay. that was sandy, okay. but I remember Foxborough being sandy. And I think Denny can, uh, uh, I'll have to tweet him. Maybe he can tell me. But yeah, I thought it was real sandy. Okay. You guys ever been there to Joy Stadium? Uh, I drove by it. <clears throat> I did dealer calls out yeah. there when I worked at Parts Unlimited. So. It's kind of uh, it's kind of weird. Like it's the stadium, and then they built the city around it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do the uh, expert on goggle Taros right now. Let's do this. It's the X Brand Tear Off segment. 15 second rapid fire QA. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. That's in. Uh, that's for Swiss who's having wife's having a baby. Again. Is this baby going to affect Pulpum X? I wonder. That's I think they're, really they set a record for like uh, gestation period or whatever it's called. Like, I don't even think she goes nine months. No, it's like, like it's like species. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's true. Absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> X brand goggles, eksbrand.com, the best goggle out there. Matt Bichelia wears X brand mm. and got a third this weekend on the Matt Suzuki. Nice, nice job by Matt. Clear. I called it. What do you mean you called it? You called Matt Bichelia. He was going to have a breakout ride soon. Really? You you did? 
Oh, well, yeah, awesome. Fantasy pods, yeah. Well, awesome. He uses X-Brand goggles. Uh, email, use the code PulpMX16 to get a, a percent, 20% off. I think X-Brand goggles, EKSBrand.com, the choice of champions everywhere. And uh, these are questions submitted by Corey Moser. I'm not familiar with that man, but um, he made the broadcast, by the way. I Shorty. saw that. Is yeah. it a man? Hey, that was a good thing, a little little cool thing with Shorty, too, in the family. I like that. How did Moser get on there? Shorty must have sent the – because you have to send those pictures in. He They got them from the family, so maybe they just – So Shorty hooked Moser up. Probably. <laughs> or Moser probably said, hook me up, bro. Moser, Moser has child's pajamas on in one that of those photos. Awesome. It was the top, <laughs> that super tight pajama yeah, top. Yeah, no, he has BTO pajamas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And anyway, uh, Heather cried on that a little bit too, by the way. She did? Yeah. It was sad, man. When she saw Moser? <laughs> no, just the whole thing, like Shorty leaving, is, it bums me out a little bit. Really? Yeah. Ah, dude, he's had a great career. I know, but he's been just such a part of the our sport for so long. You know? Did you feel that way when Nick Way retired? No, I didn't. Oh, I have, F you, bro. I have more of a bond with Shorty, though. Why? Because I'm closer F to him. F you, dude. Nick Way, bro. I'm not close to Nick. He's back anyways. and <laughs> He's still there. He's, he's, I don't know. We don't know if he's ever leaving. So You're 20 seconds away from Chad. <sighs> oh. What? Oh, that's true, yeah. Fuck. That's right. really effed up. <laughs> Dang it. Thank um, you, JT. All right, let's go, uh, Travis. We got we got three minutes. Sweet. Kiefer, yep. who is or has been your biggest racing rival? <laughs> um, uh, I would say Timmy Wagon. Jody Weisel. <laughs> 9.6. JT, who makes the decision to throw the red flag for a false start? John Gallagher. Uh, that may not be true. It may be actually Kevin Crowther. I don't know. It's either John Gallagher or Kevin Crowther. Well, Cal- Crowther's not around that much, so it's Gallagher. Okay. And we'll talk about that gate a little bit later because I have some inside info talking to the guys that failed. So Gate drop. Um, all right. The worriest video of all time. <laughs> that, that video was fine. You can totally see the guy in it. You can see his head. No. You can see his head in the video. Yeah, what is that? I didn't see it. looks like fucking Loch Ness video it's or like something. Dial-up porn. <laughs> scrambled porn back in the day oh, when you're trying geez. to beat off when you're 12 and you're trying to watch scrambled porn and all you can hear is the voices. Looking for a nipple. Why would you look why would you be why would porn be scrambled? Because back in the day when you had cable and your parents went yeah, to sleep, the pay channel. Yeah. it was scrambled but you can hear it. And when I first discovered masturbation, that's what I masturbated to because it's the, the moaning and the stuff in the background. I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't have this in Canada. Scrambled. Like, yeah, scrambled. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's what I did. All okay. right. All right, next question. Steve, what has been the most awkward airplane ride you've been you've had with someone in the industry? I haven't had one. I haven't really had one. Sat next to the Coster a few times. Sat next to Tomac this week. I would love for you to sit next to Bevo. <laughs> Bevo. Yeah. No, I'd like to too. Is he around still? I don't think he flies United, but um uh, I sat next to Tomac, and we were laughing during our podcast. I guarantee you, if you had asked Eli Tomac, who's the last guy after Toronto you want to share an airplane seat with? It'd be you. Probably be me. <laughs> and there I am. What's up, buddy? He's just like, I just want to sleep. <laughs> I just want to chill. How's Toronto? Hey, tell me about this. How was your fork? <laughs> Anyways, so I flew with him from uh, uh, Toronto to Denver four hours. Was he talkative? Near the end, I, I slapped. He, I, we really, I, we talked a little bit. Before. So you cut out some slack. Yeah. Okay. I was tired, but um, no, I sat next to the Coster probably half a dozen times. Um, I think that's about it. I don't. Th- oh, I sat next to Alessi. 
On some Southwest flights? I yeah. sat next to LaRocco once. Oh, yeah? And I fucked with him bad. Why? Because you know LaRocco doesn't talk much, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So the stewardess was asking, because a lot of moto guys on the flight, and she's like, oh, you guys race moto? And she's like, oh, my husband races. He knows moto. And I go, oh, yeah? And I go, see that guy right there? That's Mike LaRocco. He'd probably want his picture taken with him. You know, he'd probably want something from him. She's like, no way. And then he heard me, and she's like, thank you, you fucking asshole. <laughs> JT's probably sat next to Chad quite a bit on private planes. Eating Outback. Balling out. Yep. Eating Outback. While When's your new show out? coming back on HBO, Ballers? When's that come back on? <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs> Kiefer, what event are you most looking forward to racing this year? Ah, oh, man. Well, I was going the Reddas, not doing that. So either Mammoth or going back to Canada. Those are the two. What about REM? So pumped on going to see Jody because I'm fake. <laughs> Fuck. You're so mad about that. I'm just not a fake person. That's the furthest from the truth. He thinks you're fake. Why? Because I say hi and I'm social. He thinks you're fake. Well, that's He knows a, you don't like him. I, I never say I dislike him. I just don't agree with what he does. You shouldn't talk to him anymore. That's what I... That's my move. Is like that? My move, if I don't like you, like Bevo or Dirt Shark or right. these other douchebags, I don't talk to you. It's not like I don't like you. I don't you, even like, say hi. I'm just like, how's it going? Yeah, don't even say that, though. Why? Just... Take my advice. So you just got to be a prick 24-7 around that fucking dude? Not a prick, but you've established that you don't like the guy. So you just move on with your life. Not everybody can get along. I don't have enough hate in there to like... There's not enough hate. There's just don't waste your time. All right. I'll try that method and see what happens. Waste your time with people that are cool and your friends and you like. You you know? Like, that's where you devote your time to. But I didn't know high was like wasting my time. Well, that's what he thinks. Okay. We have intel on Jody. Right. So... JT, who has a higher pain tolerance, you or Reed? What is that kind of, where did that come from? That oh, came I from Moser. I don't know. He's a tough dude, but I've dealt with some injuries in my day, too. I don't know. I think we're both, we can both handle pain pretty well. Pain. Pain. What, so it? you're not a bitch when you get a flu or a cold or anything? Mm, no, I've raced, with, I've raced with a lot of hurt and broken and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's Whatever. Why, that's why you were good. I raced with a broken arm. I, br- I raced with a broken arm in '91 to secure my third and fourth Manitoba titles. That really hurt. I think if you, if you race motocross for long enough, you learn how to do it. All right, next question. Steve, who retires first, Bevo or Irv? Oh God, I don't know. Neither. I don't know. They just go forever. Like, including, like, when I'm done. Like, they're still there. Well, why don't you like Bevo? We never got on that. What? Why? I didn't mind Bevo. Bevo and I were okay um, for a long time. And even though Bevo, when Bevo was Scott, he spent most of his time trying to fuck over other goggle companies right. in, like, a shitty way. Okay. He wasn't one of those people where it's like, hey, we're all here. like Coexist. Yeah, we're all coexisting and we're trying to, to you know... Yes, you work for another company, but whatever. We need you. You need us. Not Bevo. He spent his whole time uh, parking teams that had uh, other goggle uh, easy-ups in the back. He mm-hmm. spent time uh, making sure Oakley Rig was uh, buried up by the Big A at Anaheim. He made sure to not park anybody that had any complete competing goggle work. And even though without all that, I was still friends with Beve until I started doing the X-Brand goggle gig to get myself to the races. And he started being really <laughs> shitty with me. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, you're going to... Like, should he not talking to you? Like, No, what? insulting me. More oh. like insulting me. Okay. Over and over to different people and everything else. Right. Behind my back and all this. Right. And I was like, not that I was friends with him, 
but I was like, I thought we were cool. But then as soon as I start doing this X-Brand gig, all that goes out the window. Like, I don't give a shit, Kiefer, if you got a job at, at, at whatever magazine or whatever, you, another radio show. Right. If you start up another internet radio show, I'd still, you're still my friend. I'm still going to talk to you. Right. It's just how I roll. I don't like business and stupid So how shit. long ago has this been going? Have you even, like, you don't talk to him to this day, you don't say anything? Uh, no, not really. He he uh, he went around and freaked out on me a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, oh. basically, he's never said anything to me. He's so much of a pussy to actually talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. He just likes rambling his mouth off to everybody else. Okay, but, so whatever. All right. So that's the story. Got it. Kiefer, what is a feature you wanted to do in Dirt Rider that got shot down? Uh, ride all of the. Has it got shot down? Hasn't said yes though yet. So. I want to ride all the clubs back east, the, the like Club MX, you know, all the, the big practice facilities back east and compare them all to each other. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I'm a little expensive for Dirt Rider, but... Right. That's my, that's my dream. Right. All right, next question. JT, if Cooper Webb raced a 450 uh, Supercross, where do you think he would finish? Uh, good question. I would say watching this weekend, if he was at Toronto... I would have said right now probably eighth place. I would have said in between Kennard and Pike. All right. Are you seriously taking time right now? Yeah. Okay. That's what we do. He's really stopped watching. It's JT. not. It's not numb. It's rules. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Next one. Steve. Besides Anderson, who else has blocked you on Instagram and Twitter? Uh, nobody that I know of. Nobody. Anderson's blocked you. Yeah, I found out Anderson blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> I have no idea why. I really don't, but whatever. He should have blocked JT. He Really? J.A. blocked you? Yeah. I wonder if it has something to do with me. Why? You don't like him? Or Remember all the bullshit that we brought up last time about the Sedgy thing? and that. Oh, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think he just doesn't like me saying, hey, man, he rides with a bit. Sometimes he doesn't make stupid moves on the track. Because he really does. Yeah. But JT has written that and said that way harsher than me, and JT's not on the block. Nah, right? I don't think so. That think slam he did to Sealy, that was fucked. That was gnarly. That GoPro was gnarly. Yeah, I mean, that's a dumb move. He admitted it. Right. Well, I do like that he admits it. At least he wasn't like freeze and said it. He's just, this right. is how we do it. All right. <laughs> XBrandGoggle.com. Check him out. Best, <clears throat> best goggle out there. If you don't wear XBrand, you won't win. Matt Bichelier wearing XBrand and killing it. All right, JT, thanks, buddy. We'll get you back on later. Okay, talk to you in a little bit. See ya. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. Uh, how long is the commercial break? 18 minutes. Wow. All right, let's go. Let's just keep going, and uh, we'll go with commercial after Eli Tomac, because I don't want to be late for Eli Tomac. Okay. What time did we say for Eli Tomac? 7.15. Yeah, exactly. Monster Energy Kawasaki's Eli Tomac coming up, so we'll just keep going. Keith, Chris Kiefer brought to you by RoostMX, RoostMX.net. Um, Cycle Trader Yamaha uh, with Benny Vloss and Tommy Hahn and Luke Resland. They use uh, RoostMX.net to use their graphics. A lot of amateurs out there. Michael Byrne on the Cycle Trader RoostMX.net amateur team killing it right now and uh, go to pulp nation is the code to save you 20 percent at roostmx.net 48 hour turnaround uh, custom products from t-shirts sticker kits helmet kits trailer graphics and more and uh, they're not your average graphic company they uh, they have a ton of stuff for your bike they can make custom things they really do well with custom parts um so um yeah check them out please roostmx.net and they're proud to, <clears throat> proud to bring you chris kiefer roost steven what's up man how are you <clears throat> what you got a question about air forks yeah, I was. Uh, you guys were talking earlier about it. Um, I've got a 2013 Kawasaki that's got the the, the PSF one, and um, 
you know, I haven't really noticed too many problems with it, but I mean, I kind of don't know anything different, I guess, because it's been so long since I've ridden spring. But um, I've got a local guy who does like um, race tech, race tech specialist, and I'm trying to figure out like if it'd be like I'm looking to get him revalved, but I'm also kind of looking at a new bike possibly. So my question is, um, would it be better, would I be more benefited to just get him revalved or like you know look at maybe a Yamaha or, or what, what's the deal with the, the Honda, the 17? Is it supposed to have back to uh, spring forks? Uh, well, I'll take this. This looks like it's directed towards me. <laughs> um, I, I can't say much on the Honda. I don't really know. Um, but what I can do is suggest you, PSF1 is actually, out of all the air forks that are out besides WP, those are probably the, the, the best ones. The new PSF2 is not very good, but... Um, Getting a revalve, buddy, is not going to give you a drastic difference. You're not going to be like, oh, man, this is way better. Um, the best thing to do, and not, not to, to sponsor drop here, but we have a set of Racetech Springs that we dropped in our new KX just recently. And um, our test rider that rides that bike most of the time, he's like, man, I feel like I'm back riding my old Cowies again where I have some front-end traction. So maybe that is an option for you just to drop a spring kit in there and then maybe get some of that front, you know, front end comfort back. But just revalving your air fork, buddy, is not going to make a huge difference. You're still going to have the same problem with it being um, changing on you during a race or a ride, whatever you're doing. It's never going to feel the same no matter what you do. You might have uh, initial comfort will be better with the revalve, but it's still going to change. Do uh, do factory teams do anything to try to compensate? Like, uh, do they run, like, nitrogen or anything like that in them? Or? Yeah, all teams run nitrogen. Um, and it doesn't fluctuate as much, but it still will. So with, with the, the spring conversion, I know, like, you know, math, as you've talked about it before, with it being available, I, I've called them, and they say that, you know, they can do the the single-side spring, but they don't have a kit that does spring on both sides. No, Is there anything different that you know of? When did you call? Yeah. Because I think, it's out, I think it's out now. Yeah. Uh, this was probably a month or two ago. Hmm. No, I think it's. I think they the do. ones that we have are dual spring, so yeah. I don't. I don't know. E- if you want, email, huh. email uh, me using the contact form on pulpamex.com, and I will pass along to Chris at Race Tech, and he'll sort you out. Um, I'm pretty sure they're out though, and they've been doing them, and I've seen some tests and things like that. So, so revalve won't. I mean, I, it, it's not really that going to be that big of a difference for me, really. Honestly, man, it, you will. Like I said, you'll get initially. You'll ride and be like, "Oh, it's a little bit better." But as you ride during the day, you're still going to get that harsh feeling and and a different feeling. It's not going to be the same. That's just the character of air. Period. No matter what gotcha. you do. So. Yeah. Right. And then the the with, with the KTM, um, the was it the four CF fork? Is I mean that wouldn't be. I mean because I was kind of going back and forth with KTM and, and Yamaha just for the fact that they have spring. But I mean. I've heard you kind of bag on it a little bit. Is it? Would you consider that better or worse than a four CS one? Four CS is 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 crap. That's a that's a crap fork. So it's crap. Um, it's garbage. I mean, the best the best fork is is a KYB SSS fork on the Yamaha. That's the best fork. You know, um, the WP new air fork has the most comfort out of all the air forks. So you can do that. And if you want it, and I, I know you're looking to get a new bike, but if you want to spend money. No. The cone valve. What, what, what there, there's cone valves out that you can get for his Cowie, what, too. What, the what, WP. Year is your, what year is your Cowie? 
13. It's a 13. Yeah. And like I said, I'm not necessarily looking to get a new one. I'm, I'm yeah, just bro, keep with it. A couple keep, different listen, things. you're I fine. Mean, you're fine. Keep the 13. It's a good bike. It's a solid it. bike. Yeah, no, I love the bike. Right. Just, put the spring fork in. I want to get a little more feel out of it. Put the spring fork in and then call us back. Yeah, try the springs, yeah. man. It makes it a whole different bike. A whole different bike. All right, I'll do that. Hey, one, one more quick question. Who finishes better at Hangtown, AC or Forkner? Ooh. It's a great question. I don't know. Forkner. I asked Adam to come on tonight. He said he doesn't he don't he wants to lay low for a while. He wants to come on, but he wants to lay low. He's listening to Angels on Airways and cleansing his soul. <laughs> yeah. Let's pray for Adam, please. Uh I that's a great question. I don't know, man. It's really good. So who knows? All right. Thanks, Steve. Okay, I'll send right. you an email about that because I, I want to yeah. know about that yeah. the double spring. Yeah, so. send me an email. I'll send it to Chris. We'll get it on. All right, thanks. Thanks. Nash. Gentlemen. What's up, man? Gentlemen. Hello. What's going on? What's going on? What's up? Are you there? We're yeah, here. Yeah. Loving life. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving life. I'm calling in. I just wanted to talk with Kiefer about how awesome these Michelin tires are. There you go. I put them on two weeks ago. Broke them in and raced this weekend a 75-mile event, a gnarly, good off-road event. Had a lot of mix of stuff in it, man. This thing's worked. They were really good. Did you Really, get, really good. Did you roll with medium or soft? Uh, soft. There you go. Uh, and it, it had, the course had everything on it from, like, a real, really great loamy sections to some roots and some other stuff. No hard pack. Moto sections, grass track, deep sand. The tire felt planted and in control at all times. And I was, you know, I'm a Michelin guy for a long time, and uh, I was really blown away at how much, not like, oh, my gosh, there works tires, but just certain situations where the older model tire would break the back end loose or feel cobbly or just didn't feel connected to the ground at times. This thing hunkers right in. So I yeah. just want to say thanks for your input on there the testing. And, yeah, I appreciate know. it. And, 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 you know, it's not all me. It's those guys, but I, like, um, that carcass is such a, it's such a better carcass, you know, and that's what I liked about it the most was just because it has a lot of cushion and what you're riding in, you probably could really feel it because all the square edge and the roots and the crap that you're riding in, you know? Yeah. You're, you're spot on that. Everybody thinks it's Sandy. We're out right here in, in Southern New Jersey and stuff, but the event was actually on the Western Southern side, which has a lot of clay in the dirt. So there was like decent breaking bumps coming into corners and roots right. and the stuff that you to your point, of course, Steve, you'll love it. I was running bibs, so that deadens the feel even more. Yeah, but, yeah, it does. Um, yeah. You know, it, it was no, it's for real. The tire's great, it wore great, and um, you right. know, I it's great. And I'm a nobody. I'm an off-road retard that's 45 years old. What do I know? But the tire worked really, really well. MichelinMotorcycle.com, Michelin Starcross 5, excellent performance over a wider range of conditions. 21 sizes, including the ones that Nash used. 15% lighter on the sand tire and average 10% for the other versions. Hard, medium, soft, and sand. Whatever you thought of Michelin tires before, scrap it! Because Michelin Starcross 5s are out, and Nash fully endorses them with thumbs up. I think, and I have one useful piece of information. If anybody's ever run Michelin's before, okay. sometimes the sizing was a little wacky, right, Kiefer? Yeah, it was like 130 Meaning, and the, yeah, 70. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Now, you, you run a 110 on a 252 stroke and, and a 100, obviously, on a 125 and things like that. You, a 120 is for a 450. The thing's monstrous. So it's a winner. And, Steve, appreciate all your input for the show. And, and at Randy at Michelin and everything, it's really, really, really yeah, that, stuff, go back and listen to that show because Randy uh, from Michelin was on for an entire show and he was really good, full of ideas, smart guy. So, that's uh, awesome. So, hey, cheers. Right. Have a great night. Thanks, Have a Nash. Great show. And 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 what's the chance to get factory filling with paint? Come on, we gotta go. See you, Nash. Let it go. <laughs> All right, see. All right, see.
Vortex Racing, Pulpamex 2016, 40% off. Email jake at vortexracing.com. Uh, they got a, besides a V3 MX Supercross handlebar, they got a Cat 5 sprocket, silver laser cut. Uh, Chad Reed uses the sprocket. Ricky Renner used them last year to clean sweep at Loretta's. Uh, Blake Baggett, James Stewart, they use Vortex Racing and uh, Vortex sprockets, and they got bars and they got uh, brake pads and performance brake lines, oil filters, tie downs, you name it. VortexRacing.com has it. Like I said, Pulpamex 2016 gets you 40%. Vortex, pleased and proud to bring you our first guest of the night. He is the Daytona Supercross winner this weekend in Toronto. Fifth place. He's the uh, Monster Energy Kawasaki Star Rider, Eli Tomac. Eli, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm just uh, back home, and shoot, just just another week, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> first of all, we were joking earlier in the show. So you were leading Toronto, and you ended up fifth. You probably weren't too pumped, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But on the yep. sca- was there anyone worse in your mind who could sit next to you for a four hour plane ride than me? The no, the pesky media, nosy media guy. Dude, well, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> yes, <laughs> make it make it all happen, please. At least all we really talked about was Anderson going quad, right? Yeah, yeah, we did talk about that. Yep. And then, other than that, like we just threw on our headphones, and that was it. So. You know, we didn't. You didn't really grill me that bad for anything, so that was that was nice. Yeah, you were probably thinking though that I was going to grill you. That oh my god, this guy! <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to this guy because I know how you, it is. He's like, probably texting someone next to you, like, oh fuck, Mathis is next. Like to me. seriously. Oh well, we we did talk about the forks though too. That's right. Yeah, at the end of the flight, we talked a little bit, but um, I we were laughing today that you, <laughs> the last guy probably you're like not this guy. Although to be fair. <laughs> I saw you after Toronto signing things for fans on the outside of the fence. And again, like I know how it is at your level. You're not super stoked on the race. Um, and you still went out. I saw you signing things for fans. Like, you know what I mean? That's good because so, honestly, when guys like you have a race like Toronto, I, I'm like, he doesn't want to talk. Cause I've seen dudes like you just, I don't want to talk. It didn't go well. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. it's fifth. Um, so by the way, so yeah, props for the, uh, for the signing of the fans after a race that you probably weren't too stoked on. And then, like I said, um, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't uh, bother you too much. Yeah. I, I don't know what to say. Um, shoot. Like I, I was so like, I don't know. I didn't really know what to think after that race because I was, it was so bad for me that I was, mm-hmm. I wasn't like angry. Cause I was like, what just happened? So I, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Yeah, you're not angry. You're confused. <laughs> I was confused because, like, that is not me at all. You know, no. usually if I start in front, I usually kind of stay up there, and I went, I went backwards big time. So that was, I was like, yeah, what just happened? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I got to admit, when I saw you pass for the lead and coming off your Daytona win, I'm like, it's over. Like, you didn't qualify fastest, but you're certainly good enough, and you were right up there. You won the heat. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this is this is now the, the Tomax now got everything lined up and, and you know, and, and he's going to check out here. So I'm sure you were thinking the same thing. But like you told me on the plane too, like Roxon's pass kind of came out of nowhere on you, and then the Bogle thing, like you're like kind of heart rate spiked because of that because you almost I don't know if you almost died, but it could have been ugly, and uh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff happened right away. Yeah, and I I guess I'll put it towards some of that. I mean, but. I don't know. It, it was just weird for me because I came off the track like tongue in the spokes big time, and I haven't had it that bad all year. So it was something was up. I, I don't even. I don't know what it was. Maybe it, who knows? Um, it, it wasn't arm pump. It was just exhausted, like heart rate more. 
that you know it was weird it was uh, it was a little bit of both but it that time it was like pure exhaustion i don't know like mm-hmm. i don't know if i just had a bad day like if athletes can just have bad days or what but right it, i have i don't even know where to start to point the finger so i yeah other than myself you know yeah so. No, that's good. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's, it's one of those things. Uh, also, to Toronto with the loose berms and the, and the bowl turns, I was like, oh, this is outdoors. Like, right, this he was is, backing it in. Yeah, right, yep. little, yeah, backing it in and just letting the throttle go, you know, which is what you like to do. Um, well, hey, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I, that was the case in the heat race. Yeah. I thought I was like the king, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I was like over a second faster than the other heat race like uh-huh. on the fastest lap. And I don't know, the track just went away a little bit in the main event, and it's like it, it kind of went towards those guys' style again, you know, where right. you're hitting all the insides again and you're turning on the front wheel. And, you know, you got to be a little bit more precise. And I don't know, I was just, I wasn't quite ready for it. Right. You know, I think I could have made some adjustments to be more ready for it, and I, I didn't. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Talking about happier times, let's go back to Daytona because I didn't go there. I didn't get a chance to talk to you. Um, that had to feel good to um, to go out there and uh, dominate basically all day long. You crushed the heat race like you did in Toronto. And then in the main event, Ryan was right there. But basically I felt like watching it on my couch, I felt like, you know, you probably could have turned it up if you wanted to. Um, how nice was Daytona for you? Talk about that race a little bit and then how you, uh, you know, probably was a huge relief for you and, and you rode great. It, it was. It was just a big weight off my shoulders just for how the season, you know, was going and, and kind of how it's been. So, um, you know, that, that, that started just good from the, from the very beginning of the day with practice, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, you know, that, like you, you almost had to be like top three there or top four to get, yeah. you know, either the first or second gate. Cause it was so inside biased that you had to be on the inside, no matter what, to even have a chance of getting a start really. Yeah. Um, so that, that really set the tone for me. And then I was, I was able to get those starts and then just, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I I was just I was feeling it on that track, so it was good for me. Well, Chris Kiefer here from Dirt Rider. He's a big fan of yours because he has been going on this show for two years and yelling and screaming about how he hates air forks and um, no matter all the production bikes, everything else. He, he I. I swear the air fork suspension people are going to be out to get him. But anyways, so he's he read that you switched back to spring forks. And he's very excited. Very. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know how much I can say other than it is known now that we have made the switch. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, know. here he, let me speak for Eli right now. Oh, here we go. I'm well, Eli right now. The last now. time you tried to speak, you tried to speak for Chad one time about the about the bike, and he he told you <laughs> twenty it, seconds that you were totally off. Okay, but okay. <laughs> let, let, let me see if I get it remotely close here. You're able to feel more of your front end now during the race, and. It doesn't change on you. It's more consistent, which gives you a better feeling throughout the race, which lets you go faster. Right or wrong? <laughs> this is correct. <laughs> okay. So this is what Spring Fork does, Mathis. This is what Spring Fork does for all the riders I've, I've out there. I heard you. T- I don't care about this anymore. But I'm just saying, it makes me feel good that guys of Eli's ability, as fast as he is, now it just proves I'm a little right. I do know some shit. Okay. All right. Okay. So. Um, you know what, though? Honestly, like, I talked to somebody at RCH when Kenny made the switch from Showa Air to KYB. Um, he's on air still, right? KYB Air. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. they were saying that it was the biggest deal ever because 
Suzuki's come with Showa, and he switched to KY, KYB, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't understand it. Like, and, and same with Eli. Like, Eli, you're dancing around a little bit. And, and, I, and trust me, your team did too, and other suspension guys do. It's the whole industry kind of does it. Like, I don't understand. You have a pro circuit muffler on. You have a different set of bars than the stock bike. Like, whatever you want to use, you should be able to use as long as everybody works out. I don't understand why teams dance around this stuff. Like, big deal. Who cares? Uh, Eli likes it better. Maybe there comes a track where you like the air better, and you put that back on. Like it's all part of tuning your bike, changing your sprocket, right. changing your cams. Like to me, that's the same thing. Like I don't, I don't see the big deal in it. But yeah, I, I don't know. On right. the suspension side, like in a, in the perfect world for us, yes, that would be great. Because you know, well, you know, why not? Would you want the best yeah. thing possible? And you're going to race, and you're trying to win. So right, right. But at the same time, there's there's a lot of politics that I go around. It. And the, the, the thing that people idea. don't understand is like, oh, Eli's on air. So that means I'm going to go buy a KX450 at the dealer because that has air forks. That's that's where they get misconstrued as far as manufacturers because right, yeah. Eli's running air, but it's not the same shit that the guy's going to go buy at the dealership. He doesn't have a pro circuit pipe and rental bars and right. rental sprockets. So, and yeah, it's dumb. Um, Eli, the, uh, you're new to the Cowie team this year. Obviously, you've been with them you know, in 10 races now. But uh, between Bruce Sternstrom and Dan Fahey, uh, Mike, of course, you brought your mechanic, uh, Krantz, over from Geico, uh, Kurt Rude, uh, Theo. It's a, And I spent a lot of time with these guys going back to when Red Dog was there. Uh, an RV and everything. They're, it's a it's a cool group of guys, isn't it? Like they really they have fun. Big B the driver. They have fun. They they still want to win, but uh, a real cool team. Yeah, like it's you know we're we're there to do business, but at the same time, like it's it, it's it's pretty easy going in the truck. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what to say. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's been fine. It's been good. Yeah, those guys. They uh, you know they're pretty pretty. Um, yeah, they like keep it loose. I guess. I guess is what to say. I mean, may, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. obviously, you're you're doing your video and you're in the motorhome and everything else, but yeah, they uh, they like to keep it loose over there. So yeah, for sure. and too bad about Wilbur too. Damn, oh, that sucks, Wilbur. You're not. Oh, I know. It's like, yeah, he was a totally innocent victim. Know. He was innocent. And not, yeah, that too. That's just like really it for for it to happen to someone. It happens to that guy. You know, and for mm-hmm. to be the innocent victim, it's just ridiculous. And I heard now you're gonna have a new teammate here pretty soon, right? Uh, he probably can't say anything. That's, well, I thought that was uh, kind of already out. It's not really out. No, oh. it's not out. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Well, if it's not out, then I won't say anything. <laughs> yeah. No. I, the Cowie guy said he hasn't officially signed Josh Grant. We think it's gonna happen. Yeah. We think Josh Grant's gonna go there, but officially from Bruce at Cowie, it's like he said it wasn't done. Done. So, anyways, but I, I think it will happen. I think most people do. Uh, question for you, uh, Eli, from uh, from a fan. Brett, what's going on? Thanks for calling the Pulp Mech Show. What's your question for a Monster Kawasaki's Eli Tomac? Hey, Steve. Hey, Keith. Hi, Eli. How are you? Hi. We're good. Hi. Thanks. Yeah. That's good. Hey, Eli, uh, congratulations on your Daytona win. I'm an Aussie super Eli Tomac fan, so I actually got to meet you at Glen Helen last year. You are pretty generous to me, so thank you for that. When the um, season's gr- when the season's grinding away, and uh, you know, do you ever get like much free time? You know, like we all love riding bikes. Do you ever go out trail riding in the in the hills of Colorado or anything like that, or is it just all moto? Did you say during the season? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> like, literally, it's Sunday. You fly home. Monday. 
it depends what 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 guys do, but mm-hmm. you know, some days I ride Monday like on the motorcycle Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Sometimes I'm on the motorcycle Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You know, so the Monday oh, wow. kind of a floater day for me. But and then you're you're on the plane again Friday, so there's not any time to really play, I guess. <laughs> okay, what about in your off season? Is there any good trails that you ride in with your place, or is it still moto? Um, you know, I mean, in the off season, if there is one that even exists at all, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't spend much time in the, in the mountains on a motorcycle. I go, yep. we do mountain biking, but, but not much on the off-road stuff on the dirt bikes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Brett. Thanks for calling, man. See you, Brett. No worries. Well, good luck for the rest of the year and uh, good luck in the outdoors. All right. Thank you. Um, you know what would be a cool magazine story that you should do, Kiefer? Because I can't. I'm not physically able to do it. Mm-hmm. But and if Tomax would let you do it, is fly down to his place, which looks beautiful and amazing. Yes. And go, I don't know, a week and do exactly what John and Eli do. I'd love it. <laughs> like, seriously, go go ride, do the motos. Right. Um, do all the mountain bike rides. Right. And everything. And just take photo. Like, the, the scenery is probably amazing. Right. Um, it's Colorado. Of course, it's go good. put some camo on, and you know, go shoot a deer or whatever Eli likes to do. Yeah, archery. You right. Know? That would be. I think that would be a real cool story. You don't let a lot of people down there, Eli. Like you know, magazines go, go to these riding facilities. <laughs> I don't see much about people ever coming down there. I don't know if it's something you guys just like to keep private, and I get that, but um, I think it'd be a cool story. So would I. Well, I mean, the, it's not like we try to keep people away. It's just. We're kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know. It's, <laughs> right. it's not like it's not like in Florida where you know where the magazine can go bounce around to four guys' houses, you know, mm-hmm. or go to California where everyone's there. So, right, kind of by ourselves. What 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 people like for me like what people don't understand is when I travel to go race, you know, and I go ride and I go do this, and and I might only do two or three weekends, you know. To think about what these guys do during the week, which we don't see. To fly, which sucks ass, right? And then race their balls off, and then fly. It's just so gnarly to think that they don't get sick really bad, or just totally drain where they didn't want to see a fucking dirt bike at all. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine it's it's so gnarly. Like that's what I would love to have other people see is everything to do week in and week out. It's a consistent basis. Yeah, I bet you would blow some people away, huh, Eli? <laughs> what you guys do? It, it would, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of what you have to do in this day and age. I don't know. Maybe in the 90s it was different, but right. not now. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be a cool story. It would. Work and, it out. And it was, it out. It's funny because what BJ was saying on the phone to Eli was, do you do this? And I'm laughing inside going, Eli probably doesn't want to see a fucking dirt bike in his offseason. Yeah. He probably wants to go do other shit. <laughs> yeah, so. go hunt or whatever. <laughs> hey, do you, yeah. do you ever run into super fans of your dad, Eli? I, I guess you have probably, huh? Like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this. Just occasionally, you know, at the races is where you mostly right. like. Oh, hey, I, I hear a lot of the ones like, "Oh, I used to race BMX with your dad." That's the biggest one. Right, right, right. And guys that probably don't yeah. care all that much to get your autograph, but just want to talk to John and all the things that he's done. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few of those. Yeah, yeah, I would bet. Um, you, uh, which I was t- actually t- just talking to your dad about uh, his Loretta Lynn's title, uh, and I guess you were racing then too. By the way, can you believe I was thinking about this? Suzuki had Eli Tomac. Right. They had him. You were Suzuki forever, right? And then they yeah. just they just cut back and and you were out. But man, I 
they should have really made some room for you somehow. <laughs> it's funny because every time I go take a leak in Dirt Rider offices, there's a mini rider blow up of Eli in the bathroom right, right. when he was on Suzuki's. And so yeah, I just look up at Eli and just take a leak. How's it going, buddy? Oh, well, and there just we go. Keep, keep going. You know? <laughs> um, they, 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 they really should have probably tried to work it out somehow. Get some bikes and yeah. parts because you could be killing it for Suzuki right now. You know, um, so and yeah, one of those things. Uh, hey, um, looking forward to Detroit, I guess. Uh, you don't have to do press day, do you? No, no press. Um, shoot, Detroit was my first year, or my first year there was last year. Oh, okay. And and we won it, so I mean, I I guess I'll have good vibes. Yeah, that's there. right. And I'm just trying to trying to forget last week's mid race performance. Yeah, are you going to blame your Toronto race on Canada, and therefore blame me? He being Canadian? I I kind of wanted to because, <laughs> like, even our food was kind of bad. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop like, it. Okay. Okay, so Friday we get there after whatever. It's like a brutal travel day. I get up at 3.30 Cali time and don't get till, to Toronto till 4. Sit in traffic, go mm-hmm. eat dinner. Like, right. the chicken breast I had was terrible. I swear it was, like, frozen and oh. just not even real chicken. Was this at the hotel? And then was so this, in, this, in the morning, yeah. dude, we go to make eggs, and the eggs just taste terrible, like the worst eggs I've ever had. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, okay, here we go, dude. <laughs> and then I open up, like, a cup of peaches, like, for a snack, and it says product of China, and I just, like, was over it. <laughs> no way. <sighs> I, got, I got no defense. The only, thing I, the only defense I have is, was this at the hotel? Was this at the hotel? <laughs> no, the oh, food. okay. Nothing was at the hotel. <laughs> okay, because, well, there goes that excuse. Because a lot of times, the riders stick to the hotels, and I'm always like, why would you eat at the hotel? Like, there's restaurants all over the place. But I, there goes that excuse that it was. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we found the wrong spot. But, like, the right. grocery shopping was, was, like, even bad. <laughs> they got these great cheesies, though, Eli. You really got to try them. <laughs> I know you're probably a huge cheesy guy. But uh, they really have some terrific <laughs> Canadian cheesies. Um, you really should give them a shot. I'm sure you're big on that. I'm sure the general it would uh, would really like you to uh, to eat that. Um, well, hey, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Like I said, Toronto wasn't great for you, but I I do um, I, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on. And uh, I think it'll. I I'm tired of talking about you and turning it around. And, and we saw in Daytona what you can do. And I think it's going to yeah. happen, man. You just, you just, yeah, it's, it's got to. You're too good. You're on too good of a bike and too good of a team, and you're too good of a rider to not get some more wins here before the season's out. I, I, that's my prediction. So, and I like yeah. the, I like yeah. the whole his whole his whole setup, his Alpine Star gear. I like that a lot. I hated your stuff last year, Eli. Oh my God! But this year, it is on point. It looks good. Yeah, I like that you can see his chest protector underneath his jersey because his jersey's vented. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. A Star's really done a good job this year, Eli. Well, yeah, like like this year we're at least matching the bike and the colors. Like yes. we're not yes. know, all crazy. So yeah, I don't know what happened last year with some of that stuff you were wearing. And same with Barsha. I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, it looks good. But, yeah, but but, uh, but this year, yeah, it looks tight for sure. So um, cool, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Okay. Um, really appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you in Detroit. All right, see you guys. See ya. see ya. Vortex Racing, you bringing you uh, Eli Tomek. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for 40% off. Uh, Fulpamax16, 2016 is the code. VortexRacing.com. Same sprocket that Chad Reed uses, everybody. Yeah, I put some on mine back, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Looks good. Oh, I think Jake emailed me to get your contact one time to get some Vortex to you. Yep. So. Um, commercial ben's, time. 
No, yeah, but except Ben's on the line and wants to know if either one of us know if there'll be new RM85s. Uh, I don't know that. We did do an 85 shootout, and that was included, but I have no idea if it's anything new. I wonder. I how, wouldn't think it would. How far off do you think that Cowie 80 is from my 1989 Cowie? Like, seriously. The 80? Yes. The motor. It's a lot different. Something's wrong with it. What, what do you mean? Something's wrong? I don't know. Maybe this thing's checked up. Oh, there it goes. What, what are you talking about? All right. That's better. Um, a lot different, obviously. The Why? Whole, the How frame's the different. Yeah, Motor-wise. Motor-wise. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Let's take a commercial break here on the Pulp of Mexico presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing with Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. By the way, if there's children listening, coming up later tonight, we have some more Kiefer sex questions, so you might want to just turn the kids away or turn the volume Time down. to go to bed. It's got school. Yeah, and uh, that we'll be listening to some of that. I might whip out future headlines. Whoa. Um, we got uh, Nick Schmidt coming up, and we have Adrian Chomo. Am I saying that right? Chomo. Yep. Chomo. Yeah, uh, from it Ride doesn't look like it, but it's Chomo. Yeah, Adrian Chomo coming up from Ride Engineering, who uh, is obviously a sponsor of the show, but also him and Kiefer are going to get all dorky with triple clamp talk. So um, looking forward to that. Travis is here um, doing whatever Travis does over there in the corner. Um, oh, by the way, Travis, uh, I talked to Mookie this weekend, Mookie Stewart. Yeah. And he said that he had no idea what I meant when I kept saying JT, 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 in JT was in co-host. I told him. I promise I told him. Mookie's like, I don't know what what was going on. And I'm like, our producer is supposed to tell you who's in studio. I don't, I don't think, since I've got hired full-time, I don't think I've not told a calling guest who was here I will give once. you the benefit of the break because it is a writer. You know what I mean? Like, it's very possible. But, yeah, it could. You know, but I'm just saying. I said JT, Jason Thomas is here okay, in studio that, with him. Oh, okay. Well, just for the record, you got one warning. One strike. Whoa, yeah. I'll even put it on the wall over here so you don't forget. Uh, a strike wall. Uh, and Mookie also said, I didn't know you were Canadian. I'm like, really? <laughs> I told him that too. <laughs> Commercial break here. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be right back after this break. This is strike number two, Travis. Well, trust me, people, there'll be a commercial shortly. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. 
Prime X Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor... Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people.
Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally, you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Colton, one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. 
Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's Unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. 
Roost MX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got all your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. 
Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Motor Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimura Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. And watch the chump like a candle dance. Corrush the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better hit bulls out of kid. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves. Go solo. Welcome, everybody. Pop Mech Show presented by BTO Sports. Fly Racing. Now, you guys can all talk shit on this song, and Kiefer kind of did. But I put this on. Travis started bopping his head. Kiefer did too. Pookie's here. She heard it. Kiefer's popping. <laughs> Pookie's popping over here. That's what I'm saying. Like, go Pop ahead. It. Talk shit on it. But it's it's legit. No, the, the beat's good, I think. And, and we all rocked out to it back in the day. No, but just people like, you know. I don't know what that look meant. What did that look mean? <laughs> go, Robbie, go. Did he have another hit that was good? Play that funky music? It wasn't okay, that good. Okay, play though. that funky music. Yeah. It, it wasn't as good as this. Right. Why don't you make a a, a parody for this, baby? All right, thanks people. Thanks for listening. Uh, Adrian Chomo still coming up. Nick Schmidt also. Uh, Adam Intonap too. Maybe we're gonna try to get him. Can I help you? Do your show. Well, what, you, <laughs> I'll put a video of you doing this for your Instagram. 
There you go. Well, want get, me to hold it? You're doing it now. Okay, it's time. You want me to throw? Put the, put the dumb headset on. Oh, you can hear it. Me? Yeah, you. No, the other pookie. Ah. Uh, Welcome back, everybody. We're going to give away... We said uh, Fly Sector Boots last week. Incredible uh, deal from the folks there at uh, Fly Racing. They got a great set of boots, uh, okay. Fly Sector Boots. Stop tripping over cords. I know. Uh, Travis, our question was, the best result from Adam Entenap, Um in the... Uh, in his first in year, his first ever racing, racing or his first year racing Supercross. Thirteenth right. in the LCQ. Thirteenth in the LCQ, Seattle in 2010 is the answer. Yep. We took all the correct answers, wrote the people's first names down. No, no, just you're gonna just video it. No, you're drawing it, and oh. um, and uh, so they're all in a hat. All the people's names are in a hat. A seven deuce deuce hat. A seven deuce deuce hat. And Chris Kiefer is holding it, and my wife is digging around, and the winner. Oh, Pookie, it was that last one that didn't have a name. Seal roll. Cole roll, I think it Cole was. Roll. Yeah, Cole roll. You win. I think. I think there was a. There's a last. It was a. I think it was a literally. No, it was the first entry. The first correct guy. I think oh. that we had. Cole roll. I always tell you not to have people pick the number because they'll never pick number one. So in this case, it was totally random, and the first guy. And won. the first guy with the correct answer won. Cole roll. <laughs> I'll get his name. I don't know who exactly he is, but yeah, congratulations. You win a set of fly racing sector boots, bro. That's so, a good. It's a good win. It's a good right prize, there. right? Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, really good. Fly gear, best out there, bro. He knows. He knows. Then you can send it to Seven Deuce Deuce and have him color it. All right, Pookie. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Thank you. Boot Nation. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> gear Alloy, since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, styles, and finishes. If you got a truck and you need some wheels, go to GearAlloy.com and check them out and go to your local wheel place and they can get you some Gear Alloy design engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with the design and sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best looking product available. Sizes are 16 inch through 22 inch diameters, 5, 6, and 8 lugs. Uh, Long time sponsor of the um, uh, seven time WMX champion, Jessica Patterson, as also too uh, proud sponsor of the NFAB, Ampro Yamaha GNCC team, Gear Alloy Cold Call. Got a couple guys to call. Um, we narrowed here. it down. What did you think? Who did you think we should call? Dave Die. Oh why. yeah, yeah. We thought Dave Die. That that that's not going to work. That would work. He's not going to pick up. It'd be a big. You know what? Storm. I don't think this guy's going to pick up either. But let's give us a call. He made his comeback to racing in Daytona. Made another main event or made his first main event of the year in um, Toronto. He is uh, the NYK. Let's see if he's there, Nick Way. Team Tedder Racing. Calling people. Hey. It's called the Gear Alloy Cold Call. I feel like there's 50 50 that he picks up. Hello. Nick Way. Welcome to the Pulpum X Show. He's not home. No, you picked up. This is Nick Way's phone. Now you sound like Nick Way. (laughs) Ah, what's up, man? (laughs) It's, (laughs) It's the Gear Alloy Cold Call, bro. We do it every show. Congratulations. You're on it. How was? Stoked <laughs> right now. Are you in the garage right now? Are you in the garage? No, oh. I just I just came in. I was I was sorting out tires and chain guides and such. <laughs> of course you were. Of course you were. Um, how was Toronto, bro? What'd you think? Welcome back to racing. Yeah, the track was fun. I mean, it was. I got pretty tired, to be honest. <laughs> Hey, it's you guys all are all the same. Like you're absolutely right. You you looked a little tired, and that's fine. It's to be expected. But there's just nothing like racing, right? Like you could do 20 all day at Cowie Track. 
And it's just well, nothing I mean, like... the bike I've been riding is fairly stock and pump gas. Okay. Hit it with hit it with about ten more horsepower. So that's it's what it is. Struggle gets a little bit more real. Yeah, right. I mean that you can never really duplicate. Like even though the track was pretty slippery this weekend, like you can't duplicate that that amount of traction like practicing either. Mm-hmm. So, right. Yeah. Um, and then how bummed were you when you saw that red flag? Oh, I mean whatever. You can't really like. You just see the red flag, and you're like, "Yeah, I just gotta do that again." <laughs> well, you know what? There's, we've we've been debating on our group text all day. JT swears it never moved, uh, and but I watched it on film, and I watched the guy in the doghouse. He moves, and then the guy next to the doghouse goes. You can't see the gate move, but the guy moves as if he pushed the gate. So it makes me think that something happened. And the guy next yeah, to him. Yeah, I never saw. I never saw it flinch. That's for sure. But I know, whatever. but but that guy. Did you see him double clutch inside the doghouse? I saw. I was looking at that tweet or whatever you put, but I mean, I couldn't see anything. I was like <laughs> super zooming. <laughs> yeah, people were too pumped in my video. <laughs> scrambled. <laughs> Kiefer said it was scrambled porn. Yeah. By the Kiefer Chris Kiefer. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, What's up, Kiefer? What's up, Nick? Good job, buddy. Oh, thanks. Hey, you were, dude. You were up there for a while. He was. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was at what, 11th, 12th, 10th, somewhere in there? Um, he was in 10th. Uh, I, was, yeah. I was 8th on lap one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I could tell you were a bit winded because you were seed bouncing the finish line. And, I mean, I'm not. not I'm yeah, not. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just. What lap did it I hit mean, you? Most guys, most guys were seat bouncing it, but they were kind of like scrubbing it to the side. I was right. seat bouncing it. Like, I'm stoked they had a t- high ceiling. <laughs> uh, what, what lap did it hit you? Uh, probably about eight. Really? Okay. Now, um, uh, Eli Tomac was just on, and Kiefer, Chris Kiefer here is a very big uh, proponent of Spring Forks, and Eli Tomac switched to Spring Forks, and Kiefer's very happy. Now, you're on Showa Air, and you couldn't be any happier, though, right? You love um, it? Well, it's the newest version of the Air Fork, which is pretty bitchin'. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's new, so like even today... We tried a bunch of stuff, and a lot of the stuff that guys are using is based off of like my testing, really. Because yeah, um, James tried it and then didn't end up racing with it, but Baggett's racing with it. I know James is going to be using it, right? Like as soon as he gets some more time to test it. So uh, and, and with Wilbur hurt too, there's nobody. There's nobody. There's Baggett and you, right? Yeah, I think they're going to be. There's going to be another Kawasaki guy on the track this weekend that'll have it on too. Yeah, the three three. I'm guessing. Right. When's the last? Was the last set of Spring Force that you tested? Uh, oh, trust me, Kiefer. I have like, I I think I have nine sets of Spring Force. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you, and do you still prefer and the I, air I, I feeling? Back to back, I back to back, I back to back these newest version with my Spring Forks. Wow. Quite a bit. And you still prefer the air? That's that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, don't don't get Kiefer going on air forks because the the guys are going to hate him. He. He can't stand them. And he also loves Yamaha. So it's no coincidence. He loves Yamaha and KYB <laughs> Spring Force. That's what Chris Kiefer loves. Oh, man. Um, but it was, uh, by the way, what do we do with your Lifetime Achievement Award here? We're going to have to add one to this. Just keep adding races. Just keep adding races. Just to add it? a part yeah, to it every I, time. I, I picture you just like getting another 50 cent or like aluminum piece that goes over the top of a number. Right, right. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about maybe giving it to somebody else and scratching your name and you, or using some tape or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
JT, welcome back to the show. Yeah. Uh, Hi, JT Money. It was nice. I, I felt hey, I felt really um, – it was like back to the old days, myself and, and, and uh, JT and Nick at Ruth Chris on Friday night. Wow. At dinner. Yeah, it was nice. To, it was nice to hang out with you guys for sure. I hadn't, I hadn't really hung out with JT in quite some time. Right. It was, and good, it, was good to hang, it was good to hang out with him. JT spent approximately probably three or four days of his life in uh, DeWitt total riding. You know, three or four days of my life of riding, total riding. Like, just you've been there a ton. So, um, yeah, it's it's uh, it was really I nice. Told, I told Nicole, we, I told Nicole we went to dinner, and she was fairly jealous. Especially at Ruth Chris. Why? Man. Well, she would like to hang out with you guys. Too. Oh, that's really nice. You know, your your wife is the one who started the word janky that I still use to this day. To this day, <laughs> um, I mean, it's alleged. No, but I mean, I do remember when she was using that terminology. We were like, "Huh?" <laughs> she dropped it, JT. Right? You were there. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. Um, I'd it, never heard that word before. Me neither. And I'm really bummed though that Anton from Transworld did not buy dinner like he promised he would. Why would he buy you dinner? I don't. I still don't follow that. It's it's called media relations, and like Nick Way and Don Maeda are also in the media. Like he, why would he yeah, pay for you? Though? Plus. Plus, he's, like, such a nice dude. Like, every time you bring it up, he's not stoked. Why wouldn't you pay for Anton? Like, I, I don't get it. Well, because I'm just, you know, a, a, he's got a corporate expense card. Like, I don't have that. I'm, so I'm do you, a pulp one. I'm struggling journalist, and he's Transworld guy with, you know, big-time magazine. And, I, and Gar- hey, Don Maeda at Transworld and Nick Way, they love each other. If, if Anton would have said, hey, I bought Nick Way uh, dinner, Don would have went, that's awesome. They do. Don likes you. You're bros with Don. That's fine. You know? But why would he pay for you? Well, you could just say, like, somebody else was there, maybe, like John Knowles or somebody. Did everybody buy for everyone? Is it the Dutch? No. Yeah, I had to pay for myself. Okay. It was really, really like that time I went with Chad, and he screwed me also. Like, yeah, Mathis is buying beers, all kinds of stuff, like trying to throw it on Anton. <laughs> I got a couple of beers. Let's be honest here. There's like four, four beers. <laughs> no, I did not. Thanks, Transworld. Poutine with poutine stuff he raves about. Ah, poutine you know, was good. Poutine. I did this get poutine. 36, this sick 36-ounce porterhouse. That thing was massive. Bunch of bunch yeah. of fine wine. <laughs> I, hey, but honestly, Anton's got the expense card. He gets a potato and a salad. Like, well, look how he's built. What are you doing? That's bro? what he's doing. I guess maybe his scarves were getting a bit tight, so he had to watch his figure. I don't know. <laughs> um, scarves. Uh, Nick, JT, what do you think of Nick Way's performance coming back? I thought it was solid. He was uh, he was up in the mix at the beginning. I knew he was probably going to be getting a little winded because he was probably going a little, you know, like out of his. Comfort zone at the beginning, but just solid. Um, that JT, thanks, thanks, bud. Burned on my fantasy team at Daytona. I'm still a little bitter. Oh, about that's that, and, and you killed it for me because uh, you can't. Pick... I was I murdered it. This I got a lot of text talking about. I was like a dominated fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I think so, you were 50 yeah, you points. Killed me at was Daytona. It... See, I believed in you. At you could have maybe you could have maybe asked me during the day. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I took you. I feel like I. I feel like I text Mathis during the day at Daytona. Said, "Sure do miss you. Really need you." <laughs> That's what I said on my show. He was like, like he was like, "It's going that bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you need me. Like it's got to be going really bad. <laughs> really sideways. Honestly, Nick, I had you in Daytona. I picked you. I saw the thirtieth place practice time, and I'm like, oh no. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I'm out. And I and I bailed. Yeah. I bailed, and then I picked you for this week. And I think, JT, was he the top 450 guy of the week? 
Because yep. I got I got screenshots of me being me winning the fantasy thing. Okay, I, you killed it for me. So, like like, what place does Nick like have laying, to be? I'm, like I'm laying up on purpose. What place does Nick have to be in in qualifying for you to jump on board? Uh, 20, 20, 22. Yeah, 20, okay. 20. So if he's in thirties, you're out. Thirties too far back, okay. bro. Yeah, got it. too far. Thirties a bit much. Yeah, um, I was a believer. Uh, what you got me? What was Nick? I think in fantasy was he, he had to get a six or eight. He was, he was a twelve or tw- maybe a thirteen. Yeah, so you just had to make the main Nick to pay off big, and then whatever you got in the main outside of DNFing would have is what you did is why you killed it. So I saw I was yeah, Matt killing, which I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, this is all gibberish I, I, I to me. I've been rooting for you to get a flat tire. I know that's messed up, but <laughs> I, it was. <laughs> Wow! I know you guys take this pretty serious. No, no, no. Dudes will ask me, like, how you feeling? Like, am I you? I'm like, dude, I don't care. Get, get out of here. Like, yeah. I, I do not take it that seriously, but Parabinos, Truman, and uh, JT are unbelievable. I got a text from Parabinos about a rider that he wasn't happy with that said, <laughs> I hope that guy never needs pro taper parts again because I will make him pay retail. <laughs> That, that is what. Yeah, Parabinos and Charles Castellou were two that screenshotted me and told me thanks for the fantasy points. They like I'm shocked at these guys and the level of hatred they have for riders that do not perform in fantasy. I, I no one's worse than Truman. No one. No, probably Truman. Yeah, might be the worst. Absolutely. Yep. So he wishes like bad things, like things that you should never wish on anyone. If you burn them in fantasy, like it. Um, it Way over the line. Oh, look uh, Look who we have on the line now. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Transworld. What's up? Hey, how's, how's it going? I just feel like yeah, I need Anton. to set myself on not buying a $130 steak and right. french fries. It was 115 It was It was 115 with the beers. Okay. But then I bought you pizza the next night. Yeah, bro, guess what? I'd rather have you pay the, the Ruth Chris. Here's the thing about the Ruth Chris, Anton. You said you would. I didn't Anton, think that you don't were let him serious. get under your skin, bud. Like he, he's really upsetting you right now. You did not let anybody down. Hey, just ask anybody in the pits. He's the one making big money now, not me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ask anyone in the pits. Absolutely. Um, ask Anderson. Oh wait, he he's, blocked he's me. He's mogling up, dude. He's buying dogs every week. <laughs> mogling up. You can buy dogs. He gets free ones. <laughs> yeah, I do. I get free ones. Um, no, he's Anton, you said like, yeah, 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 you're good, bro. And then like you just kind of bailed, and then you got a yeah, salad until, and a potato. I figured like, I'm sorry, I don't eat steaks that much, and if I do, it's at Outback, and they sure as hell aren't that expensive. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, my man got like a sixty-four ounce porterhouse, like no, four beers, some fine wine, no, like I did not. Bean, trying to like, oh yeah, six sides. And he's like Anton. It's yeah, all the butter and the bro. hot plates. Like that shit's expensive. You I don't just, have that in the budget. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you were to ask Don right now, could I have bought Nick Way and Mathis dinner? Don would be like, yeah, I guarantee you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, but I don't need to be the one to find out. Right. I don't need to find out when I come back on Monday. Like, hey. Can you approve this for me and, and be like, hey. Who is that for? Who's that $300 for? bill for again? Oh, bro, Nick Way and Don Maeda. I mean, p- dude, please. If you, you just need to drop Nick Way, and that's, that's a done deal right there. He oh, lo- trust me. There's, over my couch right now, there's a Nick Way jersey. Like, we're all good there. There's so, no problem. It's you, just, so you have, yeah, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> this is already like, like, we get it. You have a filthy like, Phil Nicoletti. Would have been, JT would have been no problem for sure. Just, you're the problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah. See, I could write it off as like fly racing, Nick. I mean, think about the video that he did with us, the column for all those years. Like, 
you just ruined it. I worked at Transworld, bro, in 2010. I mean, you could have just used that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You you ruined it. Oh, come you on. It. You were what did they call you? The landmine. <laughs> the landmine. What are you talking about? What was it? Weren't you in to get like insider info and take us down? <laughs> oh yeah. That's no. That's Wygant's theory. I don't know if that was true, but that's Wygant's theory. Yes. They were. Not you ruined dinner. <laughs> Please. I mean, we ruined JT's dinner as it was by just showing up. Yeah, JT's trying to have a nice a nice dinner for two, and then we go up and, and us janky guys show up with sweatshirts and hats on. Hey, let's be real here. Uh, I had a tucked in shirt. I didn't have a sweatshirt and hat on. Sorry. Let's be real. All you guys are going Ruth Chris. None of you guys are hurting, okay? I mean, dude. Easy over there. It was, it was Mathis's idea, too. Let's be real. Right. No, it was not. It was Jason Thomas's idea. Yeah, because he was on a date. And, by the way, JT was, like, look, looking good, jeans, hair, everything. Of course. That's standard issue, though. Yeah. I, I liked her scarf. I did I, like the Louis Vuitton scarf. That was a nice touch. Shut up, Anton, with your scarves. Like, <laughs> seriously, bro. <laughs> You're ridiculous. All right, Anton, thanks for calling in. Thanks for defending yourself. I still, You're still an asshole. You should have bought me dinner. I'll buy you dinner next time. Okay. Just thanks, buddy. Thank you. Later. See ya. All right. Um, Nick Way, big hometown race this week in Detroit. You got to oh. be excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. bro, I'm worked. I'm worked, dude. I probably did like 80 laps today. Honestly, I don't know why you came back. It's awesome to have you in no, the races. But it's awesome. It's awesome, but... Bro, I know why you come back. He loves the shit. Dude, let, him, let him roll with it. He's got millions in the I just bank. Told, I, just told, I just told Nicole, I think Team Tatter 2017, it's on. <laughs> 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 Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you've got millions in the bank. Said, got- I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be catch, I'm gonna be catching. Like, I'm gonna be like, you know, feeling pretty good about it by the end here. We just- tested today, you know, we went for a clamp change. <laughs> we changed a bunch of stuff on the forks. I went for a less high speed rebound, a little bit more on the look, like, you know, on the, off the top, crushing the whoops. Like, <laughs> hey, the twenty kept it all in the same second. My, my, Will, sword- Will came out. We were hanging. It was a nice day. JT, is this surprising at all to you? Uh, no. No, I'd like to say I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy screw loose. I know. You got millions in the bank. You got a smoking hot wife. You have three children. You probably have a big-ass house I've never been to. Like, bro, kick back. You've never been to There's even more mountain bike trails now. See, more, bring it in. more mountain bike trails with Sleater. Yeah, you go mountain bike God, with Sleater. Here we go. I mean, you got here great, we go. You got a great life. Yep. I ride bikes with Slater. He's my homie. He's enough sell parts to Sean Palmer on some mountain bike trail. <laughs> <laughs> so you're selling forks to Sean Palmer? <laughs> the backwoods. Shit, that was good. I don't even know if we can tell that story, but it is good, Kiefer. I'll tell oh it to you off, off the air. Or, Nick, can you tell the story? No, I don't want to pick on him. <laughs> all right, JT brought it up then. Get mad at him. Um all right, buddy. Thank you, Nick, for picking up. I appreciate you picking up for the Pulp Mech Show. Gear Alloy, cold call. GearAlloy.com, bro. They got uh, 20, 16 through 20 in, 22 inch diameters. Put that on the van, man. That gear was cool. That gear was cool, man. No, Gear Alloy is not the alloy gear. It is Gear Alloy wheels. <laughs> they're, not making, they're not making a comeback. No, this is not Hamblin oh and God, Alessi and whoever else. Do you remember? A lot work there, bro. Alloy and Michael Alessi, too, remember? Didn't Alessi show up in three different gear brands in three races? I don't know. I don't remember. He had O'Neill, Gear, Alloy, and something else. It wasn't Gear Alloy, it was just Alloy. It's okay to wear the three different companies' gear at the same time. Yeah. 
Well, according to me and JT, you can't do that. So that's absolutely correct. Right. Nick Way, I, I lost Weimer as an as an athlete for Pulp Mex sticker, so we need to talk. What what happened there? Why were you texting me about it? Because <laughs> I got budget, but not. You know, I didn't want to pay. I didn't want to pay Weimer's going right anymore. Oh really? Yeah. I, sound, I think he's on board. I think he's on board. <laughs> he's not. It's it's got to be color coordinated to his gear every week, and like, there's just no way. I wish you could. Can you come over when uh, Knowles does my goggles? We can you, you can hear me snapping on him about the colors too. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, but unlike me, you probably still you complain, but you still run what he what he gives you. Whereas with me, you would flat out refuse them. No, bro. I rebuilt the the colors that he brought for practice for the night show because it was, I like those colors better than the race one. <laughs> I can't. He snapped on me when I was down there for the semi. No, dude, you have to wear the ones I built you for the main. Like I glued in the lens and all this stuff. <laughs> oh, that's I'm awesome, like, bro. Bro, I don't like that color. Like, no, uh, nothing changes. Dude. I can't believe we lost you at X Band. It's fin- we lost Jesse Wentland and we lost Nick Way. What's going on down there since hey, I since I Hey left? Wentland, dude, he's he's pretty good. Yeah. He's no joke. Yeah, he's legit. He he crashed in the first turn also, in case you're wondering. Second turn, he told me. Crashed in the second turn. But Yeah, but he was he was like last, whatever the difference was. Right. Yeah. No, he, he told me he was pumped to get out of the first turn crash and then he crashed in the second turn and was like, Oh shit. It, it, hit me with the color which, combo which real is, quick before you get off the phone. Hit me with the color combo. You got blue set of gear, what color goggles you going goggles with? Goggles have to match the gear. Goggles have to be the same. Really? Uh, you know, I got I yes. had like I had like some white on the goggles with like blue and then like a tiny bit of red. And then he had like some blue and green ones, but like yeah, I had the blue and green ones the week before. Are you a glove matching guy too, or is the gloves different? Uh yeah, I mean, I don't know, whatever. I just, I, I kind of just like to be difficult on the goggle game. Do, do, do the gloves, do the goggle have to match the link on the on the dog? Bone? <laughs> All right, the buddy. The dog bone's link. The dog bone link is stock for now, anyways. Today. Yeah. All right, buddy. We gotta go. Thank you for picking up. Good I, job, I, Nick. I appreciate it. Yes. Welcome back to the race. Hey, just FYI, me and TP Thanks, were, me and Travis were riding this weekend talking about you. We were pumped that you're riding and you're back. <laughs> really? He's not like, man, what is that idiot doing? No, he's stoked. He's like, I, that. that's right there is inspiration. He's like, I get excited to ride when I see Nick, so. <laughs> I saw him at the track this summer. He was like, obviously testing. And then he rode like, he was riding like the new Cowie and some other things. And he had some similar comments to what you think about the Ford. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Thanks for picking up. Gear Alloy. Cold call. All right, guys. See, See ya. Good. It was good. It was good hanging this weekend too, JT. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right. All right. See Later, you, guys. All right. Yeah. Now we got Ruth Chrisgate all over again. Are you kidding? I don't see why you think everybody should pay for you. I don't get it. <laughs> what? What do you? I mean, if it gets offered, it was offered. Right. If he's offering, then he's expecting. I said, Anton, can you pay? And he's like, ah, he kind of like, yeah, I guess I can. And I'm like, perfect. And then I think he saw prices. Yeah, but bro, like you can't, that's a lot of money. Like that's, listen, I have a corporate card too, but. That was Dirt Rider. We would have knocked it out. You could actually, I never thought of that, JT. You totally could have bought two. No, I couldn't. I wasn't on the clock at Fly right then. Uh, I guess not. Yeah. All right. But Fly Racing is a big part of the show of Pulp MX and everything. So. Yeah, but I didn't put it on my, I didn't put my dinner on my corporate no, card. No, no, no. I paid for it. Yeah, no, I know. Hey, did I tell you about JT's presentation that he did for us at Dirt Rider? No. 
he did a whole fly thing. And I know JT, so I know he does a good job. But yeah. all the guys at our office were thoroughly impressed with JT's, you know, communicative skills. Yeah, bro. He knows his stuff. Right. But they were really impressed. I'm like, you guys were sh-. And they're like, well, you guys are shocked. They're like, oh, yeah, we were really impressed. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's JT. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think of that, JT? That's good. No, that's good. Good for job security. Good for job security. And make sure they tell a Craig Shoemaker <laughs> yeah. that, right. uh, that, they, that JT was killing it. So <laughs> I'm going to have you guys fill out a comment card. Uh, JT, that, that video I showed of that gate drop was exactly. I couldn't see it. Lock Ness was in there. Nessie. Yeah. Um, that, by the way, the, uh, the, gate, the gate talk is brought to you by NFAB. Let's do the drop. You should do like a, uh, like mm. a straight talk. Straight talk like brought to you by NFAB. Straight you talk? Lay it. Yeah, you just lay it on the line. You have these bullet points, and you're just like, this gate drop is bullshit, and you're pissed at Jason Anderson for blocking you. You should have like these little rapid fire straight. Oh. Just the facts with Mathis. Things maybe like I want to get off my chest. Right, exactly. <clears throat> like Anton sucks. And right. Jason Anderson can suck it for blocking me. And yep. right. I'm not on board with all these, but I, I No. no. When mind. Jason Anderson blocks you on social media, does that force you not to talk to him after the post race for the post race interviews? Do uh, you do you go to him now? It's a long story. Okay. I know I'm usually like lay it out on this show. I'm not one to hold back. So you're holding back a little bit. I'm going to hold back a little bit. I think JT knows the story. Okay. Honestly, if anyone should block anyone, I should block him after an incident I had with him off oh, the track. Got it. But I didn't. But somehow I got turned around into me being blocked. Okay. So. <laughs> waffle, waffle, waffle. <laughs> Easy. I forgot, I forgot about that incident. Nice. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, JT. So, yes, I do. Like, I, do. I feel like I, I was kind of, you know, I was the one offended here. So, I don't know. Uh, You're inflammatory by nature. Naughty by nature? OPP? Nope. I am not inflammatory. What's that even mean? Yeah. No. People are sensitive in this sport, Steve, and you don't... Don't like it. You don't seem to care. It's called real talk. I Yeah, that's what I was saying. Straight talk. They don't Straight like it. Straight talk, right. Look what happens when you talk yeah. about real stuff. They cry. I don't, cry. I don't think that you care, which is the only way you can do it, so I commend you for that. I don't like walking around the pits and having people like mother effing me. It's not fun. Yeah, but you you don't seem to change. So, <laughs> well, it's probably a good point. Um, uh, hey, by the way, I got a, I got a, another scoop for everybody. Tell us scoops. <laughs> scoops. <laughs> if you only knew, actually, <laughs> scoops. Uh, Josh Hansen's going to race Santa Clara. Hell yes. Fifty-seven. I'm on board. You're on board. Yeah. Does he make the main? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. For sure. Main. JT? 450 class? Yes. Uh, Dude, come on. I would say for sure last weekend he would have all day long. I, I don't know how the injury picture will look by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at Toronto, all day long. I mean, without even trying. Yeah. I mean, you compare him to like a guy like Devin Raper. Right. And that's not a... That's not a... Right. An indictment on Devin Raper. He's just not in the class of Josh Hansen. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. So. What are you saying? Yes or no? Um, I'm not as confident as you guys, but yeah. Semi or LCQ? 
Uh, one of those. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Depends on, depends on how he gets stacked up. Yeah. If, he, if he's on the Enignap strategy, he gets out of the semi. <laughs> yeah, if he's actually, like, looking at it and counting it out and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, JT. Thanks, buddy. We were, we were going to play a segment with you, but um, we forgot. And then now we're out of time. All right, so we got to do – I think we should do this, this real talk segment. Should we ditch it instead of instead of fan, instead of uh, um, future headlines? Future headlines? Yeah. yeah, it's much better. Oh. You'll actually get someone to sponsor it. Wait, um, and I'm supposed to just come up with like bullet points of things that I think about? Yeah, like things that piss you off on the weekend, or mm-hmm. yeah. But I think you'll actually like every because every time you try to pitch someone to sponsor future headlines, they're like, nah. I think we're good. But you so, actually, so like for example, this week I'd be like, I'm pissed at Anton. I'm pissed at yep. Anderson. Is that what I would do? Yeah. Is that kind of stuff I would yeah, do? Yeah, you'd yeah. Have, you'd, you'd have a list of things that like really grind your gears. Grinding gears. There you go. The NFAB grinding gear segment. There you go. Yep. And I'm still pissed at Grind Keith, my Kiefer gear. for effing you over out of that shootout? Nope. I know you've never watched Family Guy, but Peter Griffin had a, uh, a segment when he had a TV show. It was called What Really Grinds My Gears or something like that. See, and you've always said I'm like Peter. You've said you are Peter Griffin. That I'm Peter Griffin, which I'm not yeah. very happy I don't know who about. Peter Griffin is. I, it's Family Guy. I don't know that. You don't know what Family well, Guy is. I know the listeners, listeners that we have will understand what I'm saying, and that you are Peter Griffin. I don't watch cartoons. I'm going to put a vote out there right now on Twitter right now, and what what? How should I say it, JT? What, how what do I say? What grind your gears? Do I do I remind you of Peter Griffin from Family Guy? Okay. Yes or no? I'm do that right now. Kiefer, talk to JT. JT. Keeper, are you doing an After Dark tonight? Yes, I got some uh, sexual questions. <laughs> I actually heard a couple of the voicemails, and there's a couple that are just way After Dark. Oh, really? It's pitch black. It's pitch black After Dark. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> that sound job is fantastic. <laughs> are you going to Detroit or not? Yeah, duh. Well, you haven't been going to all the Supercrosses, right? I only missed one. I missed A2. That's it. Uh, okay, I thought you said you. I'm were. not like Mathis, where you just you skip every other one. I can't. What's up with Twitter? Oh, it was broken for a minute. Okay, all right. I have. Hey, what's up with Reedy? Reedy's okay. Yeah, I think so. I think he's all right. He'll he'll uh, retweet that. Hit his head. I talked to him that night. He was a little out of it, but he'll be all right. I think. So that's what happened. He just hit his head pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. Like going back to the the chasing the dream thing. It was cool just to. For me, I really have to, you know, my family likes to talk during these shows, and they'd like to talk during the Supercross races. Hold on, races. hold on. Four votes. 75% say yes. God damn it. <laughs> well, okay. I, I, I got to see this guy Sorry. now. Did, Sorry. F- Facial-wise or just, like, acting? I don't know. No, uh, it's both. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of, there's a lot of likeness. Well, early on, the voting is heavily in favor of yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see what it is. Are now. we doing let a me, segment me, right now? Let me, let, me, let, let, me requ- let me see right now what it is. 82%. <laughs> it's climbing. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid JT. <laughs> what an asshole. Um, okay, what are we doing? A segment? Yeah, no. well, I thought we were doing the gate segment or something. The N- N-Fab.com, proudly built in Houston, Texas, USA. Great sponsor of the JGR team. Real talk. <laughs> JT just retweeted it. <laughs> Uh, real talk uh, with Jason Thomas about the gate, the starting gate. He does not think it flinched. I do think it's flinched. It's the question of the day was, what's up with the starting gate? 
But now I'm oh, back down to 80. No, it's still 82%. Um, I think they should not have re, they shouldn't have red flagged that. That's bullshit. No, they, they needed to. That red flag was right. What? Yep. Why? Because Baggett hit it? You can see the no. guy no. in the box. It doesn't matter. We can't. The riders can't. But it's not. The guy moves, and the guy next to the box goes. That's not a coincidence. He moved, so something, he probably was trying to drop the gate, and it moved. It had to have. It's not a coincidence. Literally, the guy moves, the guy in the gate goes. But what does it matter if every single rider on that line is just looking down at the gate? All that should matter is if the gate drops or not. But it must have moved for, for Baggett and this other guy to go. I don't know, man. I didn't see nothing move. I didn't either, except when you watch the guy in the doghouse. The, lock, ta- the ta- Loch Ness that I- you have? <laughs> I talked to I talked to somebody at Feld and they said they do have a they do have an issue and they are going to they are going to a new a new. A new say I've never seen so many red flags for gate malfunctions in my life this year. I mean, there's been how many three? Uh, maybe more. I don't know. So, seems weird. Take the I don't know that old shitty gate at sunrise seems to work every time the motherfucker stomps on it, and I don't know why AMA Pro gate can't make it work. Eighty four percent still say yes. <laughs> it's the latest. Uh, um, uh, somebody says here, go back to elastic band. Did you guys ever do that? Uh-uh. That I have, yeah. Oh, very elastic band in Manitoba was big. Big it's time. Terrible. Wasn't elastic band Germany? No, they had gates. Oh. Uh, elastic band, you bring a piece of duct tape with you, and you tape it to the center, and you watch the, and you watch the duct tape. That's what the move was. Right, JT? Do you ever do that? Uh, I know. I just tried to stay the hell out of the way. It popped me one time. The band hit me. Dead engine starts. Super cross. Death of it. Yes. Uh, someone said this really grinds my gears. <laughs> uh, no, I got caught too, and I was forced to restart, and I was forced to start backwards in Manitoba because I'm the one who caused the problem. Because you're that good. They're like Matthew's got to start backwards. No, I hit the I hit the rubber. The rubber band hit me. Oh, seventy nine percent. Yes, thank you, somebody, for switching that over. Um. So, yeah, you brought, you brought a piece of duct tape, and you look, went to the left, and that's what you did. You looked at that duct tape because that was moving faster than the you – know, How many riders fast. look at pins on the gate anymore? They're just looking at the gate. We I talked never, about that today. Yeah, what did you look at? I look at the gate. Me too. Uh, J- back in the day when they used to say, oh, look at the pin. So I, J- I never did. JT, you looked at the pin, you said, right? Uh, I just looked kind of through it and just looked for any movement, like peripherally kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. NFAB, n-fab.com. Question of the day. What's up with the start gate? I think we covered it. Let's do the intro, though, because the, the welding, the bacon. The unfad question of the day. All right, this show's officially off the rails. Uh, JT, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. See you, JT. Flyracing.com. Fly oh, wait, JT, wait. You there? Yo. Didn't up? you want to talk about something? What do you want to talk about? Uh, you texted me and said, hey, I want to talk about this on the show. And what was it? I did? Yes. Uh, Vicky Golden talk? No. You said, hey, can we bring... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get my buddy on, but that wasn't for tonight. Oh, it wasn't? Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no, because he's in China, so I need to to organize it. I thought you wanted to do do it tonight, just yourself. I do, but I want to talk to you about it and get it lined up. Yeah, Yeah, no problem on that. So, (laughs) that really grinds my gears. (laughs) All right, see you, buddy. All right, see you guys. See see ya. All right, let's get our, our, our next guest up, Adrian uh, Chomo from Ride Engineering. Coming up, rideengineering.com. Pulpamex-20 is the discount code for uh, 
uh, links and brakes and brake calipers and brake lines and triple clamps. Uh, these guys got a lot of cool stuff for a lot of, a lot of bikes, yep. like, like a, a, a large product offering, yep. let's say. Surprise, Nick Way picked up. I'm really him. Really? Yeah. He seems like he always picks up. No, he sees that 702 number. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's probably, you're programmed in, so he knew it was up. Yeah. No, I think it was fun. It was good. I'm going to stick with that. Um, I'm going to stick with that Anton Ruth Chris thing. Yeah, well, if he offered it up, then why not go he, with it? Well, right? he was forced into it a little bit, but. I just can't believe you guys go to Ruth Chris when you're gone. I mean, that's. Dude, there's one thing I've learned after all these years on the road. Okay. Stay at good hotels. Right. Got that. Go to good restaurants. Like, maybe I mean, not Ruth Chris. I mean, good. Ruth Chris is not just a good restaurant. No, like, I know, but enjoy the experience of traveling. Make it nice. You know, don't be, don't skimp on money because whatever. It's, I know I'm, why uh, would disagree with me, but it's just money and whatever. Like, make it at least enjoyable if you're going to travel. Have some good food. Yeah. Stay at good hotels. You know? Did you stay at the hotel at the track? No, that was too expensive, speaking of which. But I stayed at a really nice four-star Delta. Did you see Andy White while you're there? No? I did not see Andy. No, I did mm. not see. I saw a bunch of Canadians at the bar, yep. including Chad Reed. Nice. He was not drinking, though. He had his hood up the whole time. Afterwards? No, on Friday night. Oh, okay. He told me that uh, if he was in third and Dungey was in fourth, he would launch his bike at Dungey to stop Dungey's podium streak that broke his record. He's <laughs> <laughs> just going to ghost right it. That's what he said he would do. So. That's awesome. All right, everybody. Let's get our next guest on the show. Uh, a, a big partner of ours uh, for a little while now, RideEngineering.com. He's the owner and a real smart guy offering sound quality products. We want to talk a little bit of uh, offsets and triple clamps with uh, Kiefer because he does some testing for Ride Engineering as well. Adrian Chomo. Adrian, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's, how are you guys doing? We're good. Thanks for coming on. Hey, no no problem. Thank you for uh, asking me. Yeah, no worries. It's uh, it's always good to have somebody on who's uh, smarter than us. And uh, you guys at Ride Engineering, uh, you're the owner over there. How's business? How's things going? Uh, things are going okay. I think we're um, we're going to start picking up here once the uh, rest of the country starts warming up a little bit. So looking forward to that. Yeah, I never really thought of that. You're right. Yeah, yeah it's East Coast. Yeah. You know, comes out. You right. know, start buying more parts for the bike. So. Um, and Pulpamex Dash Twenty uh, gives us our listeners a discount too. So that's awesome. Thanks. And I was telling uh, somebody, I was telling Kiefer before you got on, or maybe you were on hold. That it's not just triple clamps, brake lines, brake calipers, dog bones, uh, little trinkets, everything. Uh, ride engineering. You guys got a lot of stuff. What What's your best seller? What do you What do you kill it at? Um, you know, last couple of years we've been we're doing a lot of triple clamps, and um, now I think um, we're doing more maybe uh, linkages. Um, our bar mounts have become really popular. Um, I guess those are probably our our, mm-hmm. our number one sellers. Um, we do a conversion kit that we put a show of dampener on other brands besides a Honda. Jerry That's dampener. starting to pick up a little bit. It's kind of a niche for us. Yeah, those are probably our our strongest. Are you the uh, are you the brainchild behind some of this stuff? Like obviously, like Chris Chris here test rides for you, but it's stuff that you look at bikes and models and think what the what can be better? Is that the is that are you the guy that kind of does that? That's what I yeah I try to do that. You know I've been I've been a fan in this industry for many years. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a kid, I raced. You know now I just I love watching Supercross and I'm always trying to figure out you know what can we do that. You know, it's cool. We'll make the bike work a little bit better. We try mm-hmm. to focus on handling and brakes. Those are kind of our two categories, mm-hmm. you know. Um, try to work with suspension guys. And a lot of these bikes are so fast, we don't really mess around with the motor too much. 
Yeah, really, when you think about that. I mean, that's what you're doing is what the factory teams are doing. Let's make this thing handle. Right. Let's make it turn good, you know? Exactly. Um, and there's a lot of triple clamps out there. Um, no doubt when you look in the in the magazines, uh, yourself included, you guys are on uh, a few race teams in the pits uh, and over the years, and more than a few privateers have chosen you guys at Ride Engineering over the years. But what kind of makes your triple clamps different? Um, well, you know, um, I've been trying to ride every bike, see how it feels, see if it can be improved upon. We try to offer two, sometimes three different offsets for every brand. We try to talk to our customers, ask them, what do you want this bike to do? You know, the, the factories, they put a, a, a setting on the bike stock, th- thinking, okay, this guy might ride it in the desert. This guy might trail ride it. Mm-hmm. This guy might be a track guy. It's got to be a kind of a, you know, something very generic, and then we want to make it specific to what the end user ends up buying the bike for. You know, I'm a, I'm a hardcore motocross guy. I ride tight tracks. Can you make my bike work better for that? You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 702-586-757. you got a question for Adrian Tromo from Ride Engineering. Call him up if you have a handling question for your bike, and, and uh, he can probably help you. So you've ridden most of the bikes. You ride most of them. I, I try to. You yeah. know, I always try to get um, whatever's the newest bike, the most changed every year. So, you know, sometimes it may take a couple of years for me to have ridden every one. I mean, since last year I've been on the 15 Honda, the 15 RMZ 450, the 16 KX 450, and now I'm riding the Husky FC 450. Oh, jeez. So, you know, I try yeah. as much as I can uh, to have my own experience on the bike, and then mm-hmm. when I think I come up with something that I think works better, then I usually look to a pro like Chris or, you know, some other guys that I know um, that may I may ask them to try the product and see what they if they agree with me. Always want to get a guy who's faster than me to also give me his input. And then I feel pretty good about offering it to the public. And what's what's cool about Adrian is like he, just guys like Adrian and like Doug Dubach, those guys actually you know uh, do do their all their own stuff in house. They design it, they go test it, so they know firsthand how it, how it how it works. You know, with other bigger companies, sometimes you don't get that kind of stuff. You get um, a CAD drawing, and you get a guy that makes it, and then maybe an outside guy that is uh, maybe too close to the guys internally and just, you know, they say, oh, yeah, it's great, it, you know, it works great, and they don't really do thorough testing, but, you know, I've seen Adrian at the track, you know, all the time, and, you know, I test the stuff, so it's just good to have someone close to the part that actually can get on the track and can feel it, too, you know, so I, I, I think that's a good that's a good aspect for him. Um, what bike or, or, mo- or year model or whatever uh, offs- greatly benefits from an offset, do you think, Kiefer? Uh, in your mind well for me just recently like the honda 450 really benefits from a different offset um that bike's a little you know little more than a little twitchy stock so for me i i know adrian offers a couple different clamps but i like a 22 offset and i know stock is a is a 20 offset um so i i use a 22 and then um i messed the steering damper a little bit you know just to to kind of compensate for some things but for me, I think that's the bike that benefits the most um, feeling-wise around the track. What do you, you think? Know, the, what do you think, Honda's, Adrian? Yeah. Well, the Honda's kind of unusual. Most bikes, we're, we're trying to bring the front end in more under right. the bike to get it to turn quicker. The Honda's one of the few bikes we actually tend to push the front end out, 
try to mellow it out, try to get it to enter corners a little more and give you more predict predictability and not have it kind of, you know, get so kind of squirrely when you're kind of entering the corner. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of guys feel with the stock on the clamps. So and another, th another key thing, too, with clamps, and, I mean, we had Nick on earlier, and I'm sure you can attest to this, is like... <laughs> is the rigidity balance of a clamp versus stock. And I ride a bunch of production stuff. You know, I'm more real-world rider versus supercross guy. So I'm used to the stock rigidity balance or, you know, flex character of the, the, the clamp. And then you go buy a clamp, and the flex character's totally off. And what's good about Adrian's stuff, it's, it's damn near what a stock flex character is, which for me, you want that comfort. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's beneficial to have, you know, to, to mimic the stock character. Yeah, people don't understand like like uh, the chamfers on these clamps, yeah. the thickness, the the where you put the the different mounts, the like ribs on the, the bottom, the ribs on the bottom. Yeah, it's phenomenal what what can change a bike's handling right. when it comes to a triple clamp. And I'm sure Adrian, you do all the CAD drawings and all the design on, on your product. Like this is things that you all got to take into account, right? Yeah, yeah. I usually try to start with the stock um, design, and then make something similar and then we'll ride it and we'll see if we got it right and if we feel maybe it's still a little too stiff we'll thin up some of the wall somewhere um and try to tweak it and try to give it a good ride um you know people call us sometimes and go hey my my product's bent and i go well we could make it so that it will never bend but you're going to hate riding your motorcycle <laughs> right. like that so we got to make it so that the bike feels good and your suspension works with the clamp and if, yeah, if you end up crashing over a triple and cartwheeling your bike down the track, the product might bend. That's just, you, we can't have both. And, and, and some of the companies out there offer, don't even offer rubber-mounted clamps. And most of all the bikes nowadays are rubber-mounted bar mounts on the clamp. So Adrian has a cool rubber-mounting system. And, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, I don't know. I think you have different rubber that you can go with. Yeah, we've, we've added a second one. Um, you know, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, and as, as we get older, we still want to ride fast, but, you know, we, we don't want our wrists to hurt and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've added a softer uh, polymer uh, to, our, to our product line now. And so we have one that's a little stiffer, a little bit stiffer, let's say, than the stock rubbers, and then we also make a, a yellow one that's a little softer. Mm -hmm. So we'd recommend the red one for the younger guys who are more into racing and making sure everything stays really straight if they go down and... Then for the guys that are a little bit older and don't crash as much, we kind of recommend the yellow cones, which are softer and just nicer on your wrists. Yeah, I never liked rubber-mounted bars when yeah. I raced. Really? You no. like solid mount? Yeah, I never, never dug rubber mount. Even uh, For what reason? I, on my Cowie, my last Cowie I had, I ditched them and put the, uh, put the aluminum cones in. Just solid. Right. Yeah, I just, that's but just the, my feel. The, re yeah. the reason you did that is because you were trying to run the stock bar mounts. Yep. And there's two separate bar mounts. Right. We make our bar mount with a one-piece bridge. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, we use eight pinch bolts eight, instead yeah, of eight. four. Right. So that keeps everything from going left to right, even though it allows it to rock back and forth. Mm -hmm. So you get the back and forth where you're getting some of the dampening, but you're not losing that twisting that right. you were experiencing with the stock. Do you feel like it was too much vibration, though, back then? Or did no, you even... I didn't care. I put up with a bit more. You could feel more vibration, but right. I, I just felt that I like the feel. like the, the connection. I also run, like, no padding in my gloves and no um, and uh, uh, no grips, like grips, super slim grips. Yeah. Like, I just like the feel of everything solid. No Vaseline either? No just Vaseline. Just dry all the time? Yeah, I just... I just, just fuck it. I just enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, 
I had to fight Ryan Clark on that. He wanted everything solid mounted years ago when he was racing Hondas. Mm-hmm. Yep. We were sponsoring him. And first I got Ryan to run uh, the two uh, bottom cones were aluminum and the two top ones were, were the polymer. Yep. And then we got him to switch to finally to all four. He finally came around and said, yeah, this is better on my hand so so yeah somebody wanted somebody had uh stock clamps and they just and the rubber mounted or whatever um they can try your different polymer mounts and with the with the eight eight bolt bar mount um they'll notice a difference with that too if they're a little bit more on a budget and they want to change the handling characteristics of their bike i guess exactly um want to take some phone calls here adrian uh you like sure how what's going on you have a question about offset yeah hey dudes a great show tonight man it's uh kind of cool i'm in the shop tonight, throwing a cone valves and a track shock on my uh, KTM 250, and you guys are talking about offset. And nice, yeah. Could you, could you kind of explain, uh, you know, the offset? I've, I've got a set of ride uh, clamps, and can you explain you know, the difference between the 20 and the 22 offset? I think the 20 is a kind of a neutral, like a stock setting. If I'm if I'm looking at my old clamps, you know, c- compared to these and uh, one one just quick comment for the ride guy, man. Uh, called your shop today, ordered a lowering link, and dude, your guys are awesome. Just super uh, customer service, and uh, just really cool to work with dudes like that. And you know, it was a pleasure you taking my money. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate taking your money, and um, <laughs> also, you know, I I, I think that's what we want to do. Is uh, I don't know about you, man, but I get so frustrated with big companies, and you know, I call like my T-Mobile, and I can't get through to anybody, and it just drives me nuts. And so, running my own company, I want us to be there to be able to answer people's questions. And you know, if we don't have something that's going to fix your problem, we're going to let you know that hey, we're not the answer for you. This is where you need to go. That's what we what we try to do. So the twenty, yeah, what what year what, model? Yeah, 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 what year and model do you have? How? Uh, I've got a sixteen two fifty XSX and a, a factory edition sixteen and a factory edition fifteen and. A, 15 SX250. So I'm, I'm cone, cone valving everything and track shocking everything. Oh, Billy at Powerband hooked me up on. Um, so, so you're saying the 22 is stock on, on which model or what were you wondering? No, the, it, it's 20. It, the, oh. When I compare the 22 that I, I bought, the new stuff, <clears throat> to the old stuff, it mm-hmm. looks like the old stuff, the stock stuff is a 20. That's what it looks like to me. It doesn't say it. But that's no, it not on like. the SXFs. The um, stock clamps are all 22. Oh, mine are, my, my stuff's KTM. Yeah, a, yeah. A two-stroke or four-stroke, SX or SXF? Both. I have both. Okay. That's, that's fine. Yeah, but all the SXFs come with 22 offset clamps. Where things get a little more complicated was in the, the actual fork. The old fork had either a big axle, or now the new 4ECS forks has the smaller axle. Now, you said you just bought all the kit forks? Yeah, I bought the uh, the cone valves for my okay. 15s and my 16s, and so, so you're right. Yeah, I've forks. got a I've got a plethora of small axles and large axles. And I was going to say because of some of the kid forks had the larger axle, and some of the kid forks now the newer ones are coming with the smaller front axle. The reason why that matters is the smaller front axle is moved two millimeters closer to your bike than the larger one. So my recommendation for the larger front axle is to run the 20.5s that we make. That would actually make the bike handle like the current bike with the four CS forks. If you have yeah. a smaller front axle kit fork, then I would say keep the stock 22 offset. I think that works best on these new bikes. Okay, cool, man. That's that's what I'll I'll make my setup. And uh, and hey, uh, one more comment. 
I actually talked to you not long ago just to kind of expound on the customer service. I called you about a uh, an exhaust uh, on, on your website and on the little video that you made uh, some time ago, about two years ago. You had a really trick uh, stainless steel exhaust, like a boot protector. Um, oh, right. And uh, I called, you know, Ride to, to buy one, and I talked to you for a few minutes. So it's really cool, man, for just, a, you know, a nug like me to pick up the phone and, you know, try to give you my money, and I speak to the owner, the guy that's building it all. So, you know, good on you, and you'll get more of my money in the future. <laughs> right on. Thanks, cool, dude. pal. Thank you, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer, yep. um, you've helped Adrian test a little bit. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend but I know you said the Honda, but what else would you recommend uh, people go to? Um, well, back, uh, I know, 15 Yamahas, they worked better with a lowering link. And yeah. since they changed the frame in 16, I, I don't like the link, but mm-hmm. uh, I know Adrian has a link for the Yamaha that I... Is that I, all the new gen from 2010 up? Uh, yeah. Yeah, go right. lowering link? Yeah, and I, I and I don't remember what, I think it was either what 1.5, Adrian, or what yeah. was it? Yeah, it was a 1.5, and that was uh, that was a good good setup and helped the bike settle a little bit and didn't want to um, had a tendency to wallow and then kind of kick back. It just made everything kind of planted and feel better coming in the corner. So mm-hmm. um, that's one thing that I did like, and it wasn't a clamp. And um, I know we just got um, he has these the brake calipers that are pretty bitching and they're they're pretty factory looking and they make uh, stopping a little bit better. So. Uh, there's those. So those three things, I think, are the, the meat of what I would get, you know, if I was going to get Steel a Steel-braided brake lines, too. Yeah, he has those, too. Hard, so. hard to beat that, yep. you know, um, as far as that goes. Um, but, yeah, Adrian, for for, uh, for PulpMex-20 is the discount code, right? Does that apply for everything on the site, or is there limitations Correct. on that? Nope. How's that working out? Are you getting some orders? Are our listeners checking in? I think you need to uh, motivate them a little more. No, okay. not so much. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, well, hopefully this helps. You know what I mean? We'll, we'll motivate our listeners for clamps and links and brake parts. Yeah. And, and everything, really, when you really think about it. Um, what kind of – you work with the 5150 energy drink guys, right? I do, And yep. And who else? Um, you know, this year um, I was looking uh, – every year I'm looking for a top Supercross team. But the problem with the top teams is they all have factory parts. Mm-hmm. So um, – you know, I, I've had I've had conversations with Tony Alessi in the past, and this year we came together. And you know, I it, I know that those guys get sometimes some bad press, whatever. But the team's very professional. They try to keep their bikes very professional, and you can't say Mike's not a fast rider. And I, you know, I was very excited to work with them, and and they're probably my top team this year. And I'm still kind of keep my fingers crossed that he's going to do a top ten here sooner or later. Mm-hmm. And then you got MX101 up north, right? Up north, we did the MX101 last um, last year, and yeah, yeah. and uh, with Dakotas, and he um, came close to winning that championship in the 250 lights in Canada. Um, and this year, it looks like we're, um, I think I'm going to end up doing a thing with the Kawasaki 450 program, which is funny because Michael Essie and Vince Friese are going to be the riders. <laughs> right, for that yeah, game. they are. They are, I know. So, I, you know, I don't, it's kind of weird, but right. uh, I think we're going to end up doing a bunch of stuff with them, which I'm excited about. Now, uh, I should actually get this. Dakotas can't ride for uh, MX101 again because he signed a Geico deal. So he's not going back. So they're looking for riders. You just got this information? Yes. Okay. They're looking for riders. And so if somebody wants to contact me, I'll put you in touch with the owner of Kevin over there at MX101, and maybe you guys can work out a deal. Right. 
Yeah. So, and Kevin's a really good dude. And So they're looking at everybody. Yeah. Now watch him. It's going to get flooded with every rider calling in. Right. But, you know, hey, yeah. Whatever. Well, I tell you, that, that Dylan Wright kid, he, he seems pretty quick. Yeah. yeah, he is. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Uh, let's get to uh call for you, Adrian, here. Brandon, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Adrian from Ride Engineering? Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, basically, I was wondering that if a flywheel weight makes uh, jumping two strokes easier, or is that not going to do nearly what I think it's going to do? Or is that like the every time I try jumping one without one, the front end's going straight up in the air? So uh, is the flywheel weight going to. Flywheel weight on a two stroke, Kiefer, uh, uh-huh. for jumping? How much would you do you notice much difference? Um, a little bit. I mean, it's not really. It's more body position. I think what you're feeling, but yeah, it, it would be. It would have a like a little bit more of an engine braking feel, similar to a four stroke. Obviously, it's not going to be like that, but it, you'll have a little bit more of a heavy decel feeling. So, that could keep your front end from going up too high. You know, so. Do you think it's a good investment to make for that problem? Um. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of that, and then body positioning, I think, I mean, body position, positioning first, and then maybe uh, if, you, if you didn't work on that, then, yeah, go to flywheel weight. Check it out, Brandon. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Skivvy, you there? What's up, Skivvy? Kibby? Who is it? What's your name? Hello? Skivvy. It's Wendy. Uh, Skivvy, what's up, man? How are you? Uh, hey, so, uh, typical KTM 16... 450 uh, handlebar mount sucks, so I bought the Riot Engineering uh, handlebar mounts, which is a great upgrade. But my problem is is I'm having an issue uh, mounting them straightly uh, without tightening them down hard, you know what I mean? Yeah, let me explain what you need to do. You need to um, take that top bridge and move it back so that the front holes of the top bridge are in the back holes of the bottom. And once okay. you do that, it keeps everything straight while you tighten the two hole, the two bolts that go through the triple clamp. Can you understand what I'm saying? Say that one more time. Okay. So normally you have the top bridge on top of the bar mount. Everything's lined up, right? So you remove right. the top bridge completely off, stagger it back so the front holes of the top bridge are going in the back holes of the of the two bottom halves. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. There you go. That keeps everything straight, and then you can tighten the two <laughs> bolts that go through the triple clamp. Killer. That was a better question than the uh, jumping with the flywheel. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, awesome. <sighs> awesome, man. Thank you, Skivvy. Uh, Kibby. Thanks for the hey. Thanks for the fly gear and Moto Sixty show. Oh uh, yeah, and that's what we do. We make dreams come true here. <laughs> Later, guys. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Adrian, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. RideEngineering.com. Please check them out. Handling for all your handling needs for your bike. They've got it tested and endorsed by uh, Chris Kiefer at Dirt Rider Magazine. And Pulpamex-20 saves you money at RideEngineering.com. And a quality product. A lot of racing teams are using it. A lot of racers have used it over the years. And uh, thanks, Adrian. Really and also, too, it. off oh. subject, uh, Adrian's single. So. Okay. Any, any, right. any ladies out there that are interested? He, he lives well, in Huntington Beach, and he, you know, he balls out pretty hard. So any well, any honey dips out there hey, looking? He, you design these things, Adrian. You do the CAD drawings, right? I do. I do uh, yeah. all the design work. I do all the so like yeah, everything. Yeah. So from the concept all the way through, except I just I have different machine shops make our parts. That way, it's easier not to. I don't really want to have those machines in house. Yeah, no doubt. Do you use chuck that a lot of factory teams use chuck from uh, 
Metal Tech? No, no, no. Um, well, Metal Tech. There's Metal Tech. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, is it Chuck? What's his name? The guy who makes the clamps for everybody. From CMI? CMI. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, years ago when I worked at Yamaha, I mean, that's kind of where I started. I mm-hmm. worked for Yamaha. I was kind of working on the GI. Adrian, I think, line. was there when you were there, dude. Really? I think so. I was at Yamaha from 03 to 06, Adrian. Oh, no. I was there from 98 to 2001. Uh, okay. Oh, we just missed each other. But you got to be with the great Tim Ferry, which is probably awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but anyway, yeah, so, so anyways, yeah, so I, I met Chuck then, and, and actually after I left there and started this company, he made a few things for me. But because he was so um, heavily locked in with, with Pro Circuit, it was kind of harder for me to get my stuff from him. So mm-hmm. I ended up finding other sources to make my products. Well, talking about being single, living at Huntington Beach, you also do the CAD drawings and designs and everything else. So you're super smart. You're smarter than either any of right. us in this room right here. Yes. Well, maybe not Chavis, but yeah. And he lives by the beach, ladies. Right. I'm not trying to, you know, get you to have a chick, but I'm kind of getting wanting you to have a chick. You know? Hey, I... I can. I appreciate the effort, guys. All right, <laughs> Kiefer, hit, hit him up on Ride Engineer. What's your email? Get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Adrian, for the support. Thank you for coming on tonight, and uh, we'll have you back on and let us know of anything else that's going on with Ride Engineering. I appreciate it. Take care. All right, Later. thanks, buddy. See ya. RideEngineeringEverybody.com. Uh, appreciate it. Also, to Guts Racing, uh, GutsRacing.com. PulpMX15 uh, is the code there. Uh, seat foam that uh, most of the top teams use. The seat bases, uh, old style seat foam too. If you've got an older bike, you need some new foam, get it. And uh, Phantom lightweight seat foam. If you're all into the weight and saving money, if you're a high high dollar racer guy, carbon. Check that out. Carbon bases also too. GutsRacing.com and WUSA. Uh, JGR uses W for their wheel needs. KTM uses WUSA.com, Tight, Kite and Talon Hubs, DID Rims. Heard that from here. Uh, did you? Oh, yeah. man, sorry. Stomach? Uh, no, I don't know. Um, and uh, much more, WUSA.com, great guys down there, and uh, they'll give you a discount too. Just email me, at the, use the contact form on pulpmx.com, and uh, I'll forward on to the guys at W for any kind of wheel needs you need. So uh, great guys like Ride Engineering and Guts Racing and WUSA. Uh, all part of the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com <clears throat> and Pulp and uh, Fly Racing. We're going to take a commercial break, come back with Privateer Hero Nick Schmidt. We still have the NFAB JGR check-in. We still have the BTOSports.com tweet at Travis. And we still have Chris Kiefer. After dark. Chris Kiefer after dark. I think you're looking forward to that more than anything I else. I love it on so the show. Can't wait. All right, buddy. Stick around. Hopefully Travis gets the commercial right this time. And uh, we'll be right back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA 
and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. 
We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with eight pinch bolts instead of four and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerf steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB nerf steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... There's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium is a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their to previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's, unleash the power within. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Michalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and FASCO products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com 
Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF Racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF Racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Rocket. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the PULPMX show.
come back, everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer's song of choice. This guy said I suck balls and I'm bringing the high desert down with this bullshit. It was an odd choice. <laughs> I'm okay with it, but it was an odd choice, I felt. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over. It's all good. What happened? Why? Did you listen to this driving up? Is that no, I happened? heard some NXS there today. I'm like, ah, I forgot how good NXS was. They had a lot of good hits. I think I'd back it down on I forgot how good NXS was. Dude, they had a lot of jams. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the best song. You, and yeah. I already told you this, but right here. See, that's, see, right when this started, if you played this, it'd be like, ah, it sucks. Too slow. My, my core, any new chord. What's my chord that's static? No, this one, this one kicks in though, bro. It does. But then you give me shit so it doesn't kick in until like a minute. You're like, oh, this is a fucking song forever. Didn't this guy, didn't they say they found him dead because he was hanged by a noose masturbating or something? Was that the thing? Was that the whole deal? Yeah, but they don't know if that's what happened or if it was suicide, but who knows. Is that yes. the whole like, you know, dribble thing with what's his nuts? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's this that guy's the name? last time. Michael Hutchins. No, the dribble. What was that guy's name? Richard Gere. Richard Gere, that's what this time. Atlas Brace, atlasbrace.com. Jason Anderson, who blocked me on Instagram, wears an Atlas Brace, everybody. <laughs> Martin Davalos, who also hates my guts, wears an Atlas Brace. Have you ever tried to ask him on the show? Like, will he... Marty? Yeah. No. Doesn't even... No. no. Even through the fairy connection. No, I said, hey, fairy, can you get him on the show? Fairy's like, no. He hates you. Okay. I'm like, okay. Um... Atlasbrace.com. Dean Wilson wears them. Uh, check it out. If you're in the market for a uh, neck brace, then please look at... I got static here. Is it the cord or is it me? What's going on? I got static. You hear that? I do now. Can you hear that right there? Yeah. Make what? sure it's not on my end. I think it might be. How's that? No. Nope. But you're fiddling with it. Like, it's almost staticky. I don't know. It's every time I talk. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah. See? Okay. No? Yep, still there. Wait. Thrilling radio. Hello? Grab that headset. All right. Great radio. And uh, all right, everybody. Hot cams. <clears throat> hot cams unleash the power within. They want to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at www.hotcamsinc.com. Do not do the hot cams only. Hotcamsinc.com. At checkout code, enter the discount code hotcams2015. Oh. There you go. Hot Cams 2015, uh, 2016, Hot Cams Unleashed the Power Within, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Cams are easy to, to get and easy to, to put in for the most part. Yep. Move the power around pretty good. Yep. So check them out, hotcamsinc.com. Also, too, uh, uh, Pivotworks, too, if you want to deal on Pivotworks, let us know. Pivotworks are high-quality OEM-level replacement seals and bearings for your links and headsets and, and things like that. You can get a ride at Senate Ride Engineering Clamps with some Pivotworks. Bearings and you'd be you'd be dialed. All right. All right. Coming up, Hot Cam's bringing you our next guest. He is one of the top privateers this year. Uh, again, in uh, Monster Energy Supercross, week in and week out, this guy's putting it in the main in a, a very deep field. And uh, we're welcoming, uh, welcome, and uh, ha happy to have on Fly Racing Zone, Nick Schmidt. What's up, Schmidt? How are you? What's up, guys? How's you? How's it going in the studio? It's good, though. Just another day here in Pulp, pulp World, uh, trying to make people happy. So. 
Yep, I feel you. Yeah, no doubt, huh? Um, first of all, congrats on the season so far. You've made every main but Anaheim one, and I'm sure looking back at your, at the points every week, you're cursing yourself for not making A1. Because like I said in the intro, this is a huge, deep field, and to make every main is quite an accomplishment. Yeah, no, it's definitely uh, it's definitely crazy. I didn't think about it too much until I think I was battling like 18th place in San Diego with like Bogle, Alessi, Will Hahn, all those guys, and like we're battling for 18th spot. I think I was the only privateer in there, so that was a pretty cool feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was definitely cool. I was like, I think I was the only guy without a semi in the main event, so it's cool. But A one definitely is a it's still it's, it's it's a stinger for sure, but it's racing, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, moving forward. It's been a good year for you. I felt like last year, like a couple years ago, of course, you were on Honda and you uh, really did well. Last year, you kind of came into the season uh, making a late bike switch, and I think you were hurt or two, or you did something. You didn't have a great year last year, but you're back in 2016, and uh, you're right back to your old level, I think, if not better, huh? Yeah, no, definitely for sure. I think the switch to Suzuki right before uh, Anaheim last year was uh, definitely, I've been on Hondas, I think, my whole life pretty right. much, and switching a new brand. I couldn't really pass up the opportunity with Suzuki, so uh, mm-hmm. I took that and uh, kind of learning year, it felt like, <laughs> kind of struggled, bike set up, kind of figuring it all out, but we got it uh, We got it going in the right direction and uh, started cracking off main events last year, then this year, came in more prepared and uh, kind of knew what I needed to do and uh so far, it's working. Just kind of cracking into that top 15 some more and top 10s maybe, but field's so stacked, it's going to be tough. Nick Schmidt on the Pulp of Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. When you look at it, actually, I'm looking at it What's right now. What's the points right now? You're 20th in the points, but, man, like, you're right. Like, okay, Tommy Hahn is right ahead of you. He's tied with you. He's in a semi with some Yamaha help and Bogle and Baggett and Freeze and Michael Essie, Will Weston, Purcell, all right ahead of you. Behind you, Dean Wilson, Phil, Factory, uh, Phil, Nicoletti, Tickle, Hurt, Barsha, Short, Grant. Like, yeah, you're right, man. Like, when you think about all the guys in semi-trucks, it's just you. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I did the math. Like, I think my grandpa was doing the math the other day, and I think ever since I've been racing, I think I'm in, like, 32 main events so far in yeah. my career, which isn't too bad. I'm stoked nice. on that. So Yeah. Very cool. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things. Like I talked to you, I interviewed you after uh, Atlanta, and I talked to you, and you're 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 just on the verge of like putting it uh, into that next group of guys. You're basically from 15th back every main event. You've got that on down. You just got to like get into that next thing. Uh, you know, get a 10 to 15 group and be battling with those guys, the, the Freeze, the Alessi. You're close. But uh, I don't see you getting good starts like those guys. And it's just one of those things. Uh, early on in the main event, you got to get up there, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely, like, it's the first, what, six, seven laps. It feels like everybody just sprints super gnarly. And if you don't get a good start, like, mm-hmm. if you go down, something happens, those dudes, their pace is just yeah. crazy fast, and it's hard to make up time on the the fast group like that. So I need to work on the intensity, stuff like that, and it's definitely uh, definitely to work on that. And it's tough, especially, too, like right now, I don't have a mechanic at the races too much. It's just myself, so I'm working on my bike the races, making sure everything's <laughs> kind of put together. And uh, I have somebody that helps me take me to the line. So mm-hmm. I'm not complaining, so I'm making it work. Yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, and then, yeah, if you got to go to the LCQ, bro, there's no time. There's no time for that main event. <laughs> like, No, no, no time. And I think, I think the past couple of weeks I've been getting out of the semi, but the LCQ, like, you're just so nervous. Everything's kind of – it's definitely nerve-wracking because you know what you got to do. 
to get in there. Then right after that LCQ, you get in. Like you basically gotta fill up and you go get ready for a twenty lapper. So yeah, it's nuts. That's man. kind of stuff that's cool though. No people know about. Like you yeah. can just do it on your own. And homeboy sitting there on the line by himself. He ain't got no one. So that's you know that's pretty sick. Yeah, when you really yeah when you, yeah yeah you think about trying to uh, get your bike ready right for right. the main event. Like you're like ah, I guess my gas is good. And I filled up before the LCQ. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, make sure she's topped off and uh, just quick stuff to check and uh, go line back up and go do 20. But, no, it's definitely it's definitely a stressful feeling the LCQ. It's not too fun uh, lining back up yeah. right after you don't make it out of the semi in the LCQ. So. Um, and, and also, too, of course, everybody knows you as the milestone assassin, but you're also the Suzuki track assassin because they're letting you on there now, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, trying to figure it out right now. We're trying to wait in the works because I know the other top guys they're uh, they're doing suspension testing and riding and doing all that stuff. So it's kind of uh-huh. trying to get on. I, I can as much as possible. But obviously, I still got a milestone quite a lot. I mean, right. I'll be there tomorrow riding. So mm-hmm. kind of working on that. And uh, obviously, Paul just kind of hit all the local tracks. Right. I'm lucky, and fortunate enough to fly back and uh, ride during the week. So it's it's good. I feel, I I'm feel like assassin. So I feel like he should lose that that name now because back then i know i, I feel like that's and, and i'm i'm not gonna sit here and i watched him ride back in the day i'm like that kid's good he's good here right because a yeah. lot of kids that just good go up milestone right but then he got better and he kept doing more and yeah. he kept doing more and he kept doing more and now i feel like that should be gone because now he's fast everywhere he's not just fast at milestone yeah. so i almost feel like you should be like the x milestone assassin i i agree with that i'm kind of over the assassin, we need to, uh, I don't know. Nobody's gave me a new nickname yet, so nothing's stuck. Maybe Mathis can give me one. We'll see if it sticks. <laughs> I have been known to do that. No pressure. I have been known to do that. <laughs> um, well, but seriously, who's got you covered at Milestone Supercross, though? Do you guys show up there and they've got you covered? No, I don't know. You gotta put me on the spot like that. Everybody's so, everybody's so naughty, but I mean, I'll take a challenge. That's Milestone since. Yeah. That is that's the home turf. Hey, um, uh, one of those things too. Uh, Suzuki guys are helping you a little bit, right? Like, do you, do you lean on them a little bit if you have um, an issue with the bike, or say you have a question about, you know, which way should I go, mapping wise, or what kind of link or anything like that? Do they kind of help you a little bit here and there? Are they being cool? Yeah, no, definitely. Pat Alexander over at Suzuki, he helps me out a ton with uh, stuff like that, and obviously. Clutches, kind of anything I need. Um, mm-hmm. Then obviously, Catfish does my motors. He's, a, he's one of the guys over there. My my bike's pretty good, so I'm lucky yeah. enough. I don't really have to map it too much and mm-hmm. kind of mess with it. It's been good ever since they won with the Suzuki, and I really haven't touched a whole lot. So yep. it's, it's been good. One of those things too. No like, complaints. Yeah, one of those things too. Like, and look, you can you could be doing better, uh, killing it wise, money wise, and all that. But people. Like, you're making a couple grand a weekend. I imagine you have a Suzuki contingency that's helping out a little bit. Like, you're doing all right. It can be better. You deserve more. But it's it's going okay for you. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's going It's going good. Obviously, it could go better. But uh, I'm yeah. just trying to build and build and obviously try to land something for next year. And outdoors, I always say I'm a better outdoor rider than Supercross. Everybody probably doesn't know that because I've only done a couple races outdoors. But Yeah, uh, I was going to ask you about yeah. that. Yeah. Are you Are you doing more? Yeah, as of right now, I mean, I'm trying to all go race forever. Canada, I really want to go up to Canada because I'm pretty close back home. At, at uh, and I live in Washington, so I'm originally from, and I'm only right. two and a half hours away from Vancouver. So, 
Well, yeah, we... I'm trying to land something for outdoors. So, because the night anybody's is... looking for a rider anywhere, I'm ready to go. Can you ride a 250F? Because I know a Yamaha team's looking. Yeah, no, I can ride a 250F. I actually got a couple offers to fill in and possibly for the West Coast rounds to ride 250F, but I already had my deals, so I couldn't do that. But yeah, no, yeah. I'm definitely really, I can ride a 250F. So, that'd be interesting to see him ride 250F like on a good bike because, you know, right. he has. He's good style. He soaks up a lot. Like, I watch his style. It's really good. And to be able to throw that 250F around, if he had a good motor, that would be really good. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, so for, for Canada, you can you can ride anything in any kind of gear, right? I mean, Fly lets you out, and, and you can ride any kind of any kind of bike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, any kind of bike, yeah. As of right now, yeah, my, I only got a Supercross-only deal, so, uh, right. yeah. Yeah, man. I'm available. Which, hey, what race this year do you think you've, has been your best one? What do you think? I don't know. I feel Toronto is pretty good, obviously, the best result-wise. But mm-hmm. I think riding-wise, it's tough to say. I'd, I'd probably want to say, like, uh, San Diego is pretty good. I mean, just how close I was to everybody and, like, riding-wise. Like, mm-hmm. just did a solid good 20 laps. But Toronto was good. <sighs> Made a couple of mistakes, but let's race them. So, kind of move on. Hopefully, this weekend in Detroit will be the best one. So, we yeah. going for it. Um, I, and I guess that you're at the point too. Like, you're not intimidated by these dudes at all, are you? Like, I don't think you are. You're on their level. You're making the main events. Uh, when you're out there in, in the seated practice, you're trying to put your laps in just like they are. Is there any bit of intimidation at all for you at this point, or no? No, not really anymore. Like, yep. at first, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those dudes are obviously the best dudes in the world, and uh, definitely not anymore because it's kind of this. It's kind of all mental, mm-hmm. like me. Yeah. So I kind of was a. Obviously, kind of freaked out at first, like didn't know my place. But now, like, I'm putting right. in lap times are as good, or not better than some of those factory riders. So, yeah, I just kind of, kind of go out there now and kind of just do my own thing and uh, kind of put my head down. It's been working, so it's kind of working up to that. So, definitely, I would say at first I was, but not now. Like, right. if they're going to run it in on me, they better run it in me pretty good, and I better <laughs> fall down because I'm not going to move out of the way. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's. I'm not afraid to run do, in on anybody for the last any, transfer spot. That's for sure. Do any of the big riders when you're? I feel like when, when I'm watching on TV, like you're ahead of these these factory guys and and you're beating them. And sometimes you do beat them in the semi and stuff. Do do any of these guys giving you lip afterwards? Like, hey, what the fuck? Why don't you move over? How come I'm racing you? Or are they all like, okay, this guy's legit now? No, at, at first I'm not gonna lie. I felt that tension, but now like this year, it's been. It's been, I'm getting more respect, so that's cool in a sense that everybody's kind of. So I'm not just a guy that's coming into the main events, not in a couple weekends. I'm kind of, I'm there every single weekend. Yeah, so yeah, I know. I'm definitely getting more respects and like practice in the race, so it's it's cool. So it's it's uh, I've been there with guys like uh, I worked with Nick Way when he was top privateer and Ferry when he was top privateer, and then I've been on factory teams too. Like you guys are so mental, and you have to have the attitude. Like I don't give a shit what numbers on the back of your your, your what name is on the back. Never mind number because they're all different now. Mm-hmm. What name is on the back of that jersey? Like f you. Like you belong right there. You know, um, and that's the attitude you got to have. And f yeah, you, dude. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. It may piss <laughs> it may piss people off, but that's how you have to be. You really yeah, you have do. to race like that. Yep. Yeah. No, you definitely do. Like you go there. Especially me, like I go there usually, I fly in by myself, I fly out, I kind of do my own program, so I'm not just going to go there just to move out of somebody's way. Right. I came all that way to get my results and uh, get the points and 
yeah. make some money. That's no, it's been it's been an impressive year for you. You gotta be you gotta be stoked. There's no doubt. Hey, we were talking yesterday, and and Schmidt was also on my flight. Oh, okay. So um, we were talking yesterday uh, on on the way back. Anderson did that quad like late in the race in front of you, and you were like, "Oh, props to you, huh?" <laughs> yeah, dude, it was gnarly. Like just triple in, it was rut all the way across, and this dude just bounces it out. And I was like. I was like, this dude's gnarly. Especially, he didn't do it all race, and just midway through, he decides to bust it out, like out of the yeah, bag. Yeah. So, props to him for yeah, sure. That was gnarly. You're like tip of the visor, bro. Good job. And the thing is, about people, yeah, understand. I did. People don't understand when you when you watch that the the jumps aren't the the faces aren't big; they're short. So mm-hmm. you get like a weird kick when you jump those fucking things. And it's it's more well, technical than you think it is. Again, you know? not to mention at the end of a main event of the forty main event when there's ruts and the track right. is down to the track could be down to the plywood and just gnarly. And you're just like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely nuts. And this past weekend too, we had a new track builder, so the tracks all season have been kind of smooth off the transition. Mm-hmm. And this and they're kind of notchy, especially right. him to knock that out like it was nuts. Because yeah. every weekend they're different. It was definitely hats off to him. Yeah, John Tomac was telling me that Eli was saying, ah, oh, um, he had a nickname for the Dirtworks guy. Ah, oh, Pegleg built the track this week, so the transmissions, the transitions are going to be different because yeah. of this Pegleg guy or whatever he called him. I, that's not it, but something like that. Huh. So he what like, happened? To yeah. the, what happened to the main dude? Where's he at? I don't know. He like knew Eli like knew the Dirtworks guy that built the track and knew that it would be kind of like this. Hmm. How weird is that? <laughs> they have styles. Like track builders have styles. Yeah, you know? that's weird. Yeah. Um, hey, Nick, how much how much did they knock the whoops down for the night show? Was it a lot? No, honestly, it wasn't. They kind of just filled in like the uh, the square edge part to them. They didn't really knock them down. They knocked the ones down before the finish. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish they wouldn't because it kind of it separated a lot of people. Yep. But they knocked them down quite a bit. Then, uh, but honestly, those are the gnarliest set of whoops since I think Anaheim too. I don't know if you guys remember those. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I think Muskwin was like quadding through them. Right. 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 Um, oh, so you think but, uh, you think they were that gnarly, like gnarlier than Glendale, also? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Oh, okay. I think so. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, you're racing. I don't know. I'm just one walking the track, so they look. Yeah, no, because Glendales were kind of close together, and you could kind of, if you got a good drive, you could kind of stay on top of them because you only got to worry about about mm-hmm. a foot of the whoops. Right, right. And this past weekend, they're pretty gnarly. I don't know if it's because all the rocks and kind of square edge, but I remember, I think Meckler Shane got a flat tire on. Like a couple guys did. It was so square edge. Those whips were gnarly. You think that's where you got a flat? You think that's what happened? I think that's what I heard, but I okay. could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah you, know, know. The, you know how the pits go, but. Oh, I know. Somebody told me Bowers got a flat, and I tweeted it, and then his mechanic said, no, we didn't have a flat, you idiot. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, hey, yeah. hey how, what about Teddy Parks, bro? What about Teddy Parks? I mean, he's got a cowboy hat on. He's like right out of the movies. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think after 7 o'clock, we call him Fred Sparks. He gets loud, <laughs> kind of gets going. <laughs> he's, de- he's definitely a character. He keeps us keeps us all going. If, if it wasn't that, dude, I wouldn't be going racing. He hauls our stuff. Yeah. Makes awesome. sure everything's lined up. It's a good program. And fly racing's a big part of that, too. Those guys hook it up, so that's cool. Um, yeah, no, Max Max over at Fly, and mm-hmm. dude, he takes care of me all the time, so I'm always I'm always laced up with fresh stuff on the, the weekends, and off the track, on the track. Fly Racing's got all the apparel, for sure. Hey, and you were even on the uh, cool guy list to get the new gear at Daytona, too. Yeah, I was stoked on that. Max, I guess I was the, I was the only guy running the full pink kit all weekend. Oh, really? Oh, cool. So it, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was cool. 
Oh, oh yeah, because Tra- so Trace, Hel- Trace Helmet didn't show up or something, and yeah, he was supposed to run it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Trey's, I guess, helmet didn't show up. So, like, Max was like, dude, you're the only guy running. Yeah. And I was like, no problem. I'll be the only guy running the gear. So. Yeah, you weren't scared? Um, no, I was running the pink all day. Uh, what do you think of the uh, the RMZ Kiefer, RMZ 450? Um, it's a tired bike at this point. It hasn't changed in a while. I mean, I think the motor's actually really good. It has, you know... It doesn't rev, but I'm sure. I mean, Nick's bike's probably different, but it's yeah. good bottom and mid, and it turns great. Um, it's, it's, it handles a little bit different outdoors, you know. It, yeah. But I mean, for what he's doing, I think it's a really good bike. Yeah, the bikes turn, don't they, Nick? Like that's what Suzuki's do. Yeah, on, on a dime, especially with the Supercross and the hard suspension, like it turns perfect mm-hmm. on a dime. Hey, do you? Like, kn- it handles really well and has good power, so I like it. You ever got a chance to ride a factory one at all? You ever? They ever the Suzuki? Yeah, they ever let you put? give you one or anything or no i wish hopefully soon if something works out i mean yeah i don't know what i'll be willing to go to idle i don't know what they're doing <laughs> i don't know what they're doing with Stu. right well like, if let's say you know there's been times when both of them haven't been there i know why would they give him I, just I don't to, know uh, and i know they were talking to nick about filling in like look at schmidt bro right. put, put him on the bike right i don't that know that would be awesome i don't know like it's not like have you yeah. gone over there i mean honestly nick have you said anything to them? Because honestly, like they're not going to come to you. You might have to come to them more and bug them. Yeah, no, I haven't really just because obviously I haven't had a, I'm kind of doing my own stuff between the races, like making sure changing oil, doing that. And I haven't had a mechanic. So, I mean, I haven't had the time, but I'm for sure going to go over this weekend and kind of just mention to them like, Hey, like, yeah, I know. I think it was Anaheim too, or whatever it was like, they didn't have anybody Baggett or Stewart. They weren't there. And I was like, dude, I wish I could just go throw on my suspension or just even run their suspension. I don't even care. Here's like, the deal. Point, like every, every week you show up just as, as part of your walking to your bike, just walk by their pits and be like, Hey man, I'm racing this weekend. Just want to let you guys know I'm here. Every week, just, yeah. just do that every single week. And I bet you that, well, they'll remember shit like that. You know, they'll be like, hey, this guy's on us every week. We should do something for him, you know? Yeah, that that would be awesome. Like, I'm going to do that for sure. It's good looking out. I'm I, gonna, I just, uh, definitely. I don't know. Like, I don't know sometimes what goes on with these guys. But I, 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 I mean, mean, I think a lot of racers think that, you know, the mentality, hey, they're going to come to me if I'm doing good. Well, that's not the case anymore, man. Like, you have to do good yeah. and be up their ass. You yeah. can't just be like, oh, they're going to come to me. That They're not going to do that. And no, definitely not. You just got to knock on the door. Yeah. Well, especially you've been repping Suzuki strong. There's not a lot of Suzukis out there. Right. You know what I mean? You're in the main events. And uh, and who knows what you could do with it with a factory bike. So I know it's not that easy. Um, you know, Yosh doesn't have outside sponsors putting pressure on them like, like a Monster Cowie or whatever. But still, man, like... Like, yeah, like, why not put your bike underneath the tent at the Anaheim? They're already there set up, and why not? You know? Yeah, so, no, that, that, know. definitely that'd be cool. And for me, and I heard, too, there's talk for next year. I don't know if this is the word I was talking to Phil about, actually, that uh, Factory Suzuki and possibly Factory Honda, they're going to kind of do a thing where they're going to have, like, a, a fill-in rider just in case somebody gets hurt. So Like JGR deal. Yeah. So that'd be cool cool too. Yeah. No, I got to think you'd be in line for that. You know what I mean? The way your results have been. Um, All right, man. Well, Hey, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Hotcamsinc.com bringing you Nick Schmidt. He's killing it this year. Looking for an outdoor ride, everybody. So, uh, yeah, anybody, I'm, I'm here, Canada, Australia, America. <laughs> I want to go race my dirt bike. So right. 
Mathis has my phone number. Yeah, I do. So just text me or email me, and I'll I'll put you on to, to Schmidt, and maybe maybe we can get something working, man. All right, hey, thanks uh, thanks for coming on the show again. You've been killing it. Yeah, good job this man. year, and uh, and thank you for coming Appreciate on. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, you see you later. Uh, Nick Schmidt, everybody. Hotcamsinc.com, bringing you Nick Schmidt. I mean, dude, nine out of ten main events of the year, dude. That's in this field. He's really good. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to tell him, like, I wasn't a fan. Like, I was like. Yeah, this guy's just fast here. You know, he pins it here. Yeah. And then then this one year he just started going. I'm like, all right, this kid's legit. No, you have a you have a legit point as far as dropping that because the guy's just good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just Just, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. he's just good now. He rides himself also into the spots to qualify. That's what I look at when I look at these privateers, because some guys get starts and hang the fuck on and they get in the main events and good job. Whatever. That's still that's still really good. Uh, Nick rides from the back if he doesn't get the start to get into qualifying spot. And you know? if he does get a start, he holds those good dudes off. Like yeah. he's not just like getting yeah. past. No, and like I, and like you said too, Kiefer and I said some of it is just such attitude, like such attitude. Like I don't care who you are. Yep. You know. So um, it, 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 let me let me elaborate on that real quick because I was going to mention that to him. I think as racers, we were raised. You know, as we were grown up racing moto, what is the first thing that you went and did? You went and go looked at the at the board and see what moto you were and mm-hmm. how many guys are in your class and who's here to race with, right? So then you start doing your little pecking order bullshit in your mind. Oh, so-and-so's here. Oh, so-and-so's here. I'm going to get third today. Well, you kind of grow up that way, and then you go to pros, and you've been watching these dudes all your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, oh, you know, Carmichael, Villapoto, I'm oh, well, I'm never going to do anything, Fair. you know? Ferry. Ferry. And you just got to believe in yourself and not worry about the guy's name on the jersey, you know? So. I got a buddy of mine. I was working for him at the time, racing pro locally and working for him. Uh, Oak Furniture sales and deliveries and shit. A guy named Daryl Martins. He's from British Columbia. Uh, Canadian national number four one year and really fast rider, incredibly fast rider. So he decided he owned this business, and that kind of kept him from really putting a lot of effort into it. But he decided to do the 500 nationals in 92 or 93. He did the eight, six rounds or whatever, 500 nationals. Mm-hmm. He was legitimately like a 10th to 12th place guy every weekend doing out of his van and flying to the races and back on a Cowie 500. And he said, like, I would get, I was dicing with chicken at times and I was just blown away. I'm right. like, I can't not believe I'm racing with chicken. And then they would get him. Right. You know what I mean? Or he's Somo or RT. Rich Taylor was still doing them back then. And he was so intimidated by these guys. Right. And so like, couldn't believe the names that were around him. Dag Boysen and, and, and uh, Healy was around him around that speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you look at his goal, look at the result. He was good. Um, he was, I think, 12th or 13th in the points with a couple races to go, and then he had a DNF or something. But um, he had said, I, 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 my big problem was looking at the names of the jerseys. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe I was doing that good. Yeah. And he, uh, was, and he got national number 67 off that one year. Right. And uh, he was just blown away. The tip I would give to parents or little groms growing up, go sign up. Don't fucking look who's in your class. Just go race. Yeah. Don't look at the board. Go see what your moto is, but don't look at any rider. Just go do your deal. And that'll help you as you get older, yeah. you know, just to do your own thing. Yeah, I lined up next to Rollerball one time. I was shitting my pants. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to see the guy when you're up there, I but know, I mean. I shitting my pants, Kiefer. <laughs> Fucking Rollerball, you know. So, um, There's serious shit going on with those guys. All right, the btosports.com tweet at Travis. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets at Travis. 
Topamax 10 is the code to use at btlsports.com. Anything you need for your biker body, they've got it. BTL Sports team, KTM team with Justin Brayton right now. Brayton had a strong Toronto. He was really good right from the first practice. Millsap should be back at Santa Clara, they hope. Shorty's still a ways away. But uh, great guys, and they got OEM parts, and they got they got everything that you need from that sponsor us, FMF Racing. They've got FMF stuff. And you can save on it. Um, and they've they've got ride engineering. They've got uh, uh, X-Brand goggles. So uh, these are questions submitted to at Pulp MX Show Twitter account. Travis over there, our our, our producer. Master. Our call screener. Guy Little brainchild. Guy's fiance is way hotter. Yeah, let, throw out your Instagram, <laughs> man. Let's let's see that chick. He's a dune goon. Uh-huh. He's a scraper. He's a data he's scraper. He's Seth Inslow in the dunes. He's uh, he's a website builder. You can see all of that on Instagram, he's too. Ve- he works for Vegas.com. He does? Yeah, he does all the coding and shit. Really? Yeah, bro. All right. Damn, you're, like, really smart. And don't don't oversell it. All right, let's go. All right, Ben Coates wants to know, when someone like Roxon signs with a new team, how early does the old team find out, and who tells them? This all, it's a good question. Is this all going around now that he signed already? Well, oh, yeah. it is, and I think I'm, I'm probably to blame for it. I was putting it out there. I probably deserve most of the blame pie, but I, I mean, I really haven't heard from anybody at Honda or Roxon's camp that it is done, but is widely believed to be done by agents, and that's who I'm hearing it from. But I've yet to get like, yeah, it's done. Honda. Yeah. That's what the rumor but is. But I believe it is. These mm. people that tell me would know. So... Going back to the question, I don't know. I think like, and Canard going where? What did they say that he's going? I haven't heard. No. Uh, Cowie, I've heard Cowie. Cowie, but I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard that from anybody. Like I haven't heard that from as good a source as I heard the rocks and stuff. But um, I think with like the the rocks and thing, like I think like in my own experience, like we knew Villeman was leaving, you know, for Buku at the end of uh, 05. Mm-hmm. But we never asked them. Like, we never, like, we're just like, I think he's leaving. Do you want to ask him? No. You? No. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how that goes. That's weird. I would hope a rider has enough uh, balls to um, tell the team himself. Like, hey. Yeah, hey, hey guys, uh, here's my plan. Yeah, thank you for everything. I'm on board this year, but this is what I'm going. Yeah, you know, I would hope that a rider you pay millions of dollars to would do that, though not always, you know, but... uh, I think Kenny would be that guy, you know? Yeah, I do too. He seems like a pretty straight-up guy. Yeah. So... Um, you guys covered the Mookie, the Mookie move in the heat race, didn't you, earlier? Yeah, we kind of did. It was, was Mookie's move over on the start of the heat, yeah. fair game or dirty? We covered it. All right. Sorry, Dio. I put it like a Christian Craig move. Like, kind of know what you're, you didn't, you didn't no, really. That was but. a move over. Yeah, but Mookie's still. Mookie's was a move over. Yeah, yeah, but still, they know that they're chopping a dude off. They don't, they don't know exactly it's going to go that bad, but they have control of the situation. But he kind of whipped it in there. He didn't like just move. Mookie. Mookie. But he was going for the first turn. All right. You, you, you got to know that you could be causing some damage by your move. Right. But maybe not. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe you don't know. You know what I mean? But you you think that maybe there could be a problem. Like a possibility. Yeah. All right. Ryan wants to know, if top riders get five grand for a heat race win, what's a main event win bonus? Uh, main event win bonus for 450s is a hundred grand, or it used to be. could be more now. And uh, fifty grand for two fifties, and uh, the, the I've been finding out that heat race bonuses are kind of gone away. But back in the day, they were seven grand for two fifty class, uh, which is four fifties now. Well, Zach confirmed he still gets yeah. his. Yeah. Zach confirmed five grand for his. So, not bad. Uh, Eric Breck wants to know why is Vicky Golden out there? She makes the night show and then just rolls around the track. Well, uh, 
here's my here's my uh, whole thing on this. I think this time she qualified legit. Yeah, 43 or 42 guys. She qualified 37th, right? That's legit. I got in. I made the night show. You have to give her props. Um, now the night show effort. I don't know all about that because when I when they do show her, I, I see her rolling some stuff. You know, maybe she doesn't believe that she'll make a main, but I I think hey. She made the night show. That's an accomplishment itself. And I think when she's in there, I think she needs to get a little bit more aggressive and try to dice with the dudes. But I don't hate on it. I think it's cool. Like, I think the the media blows it up a little bit too much. But uh, I can't hate on her for trying, and, and she rips. So, you know, I think a lot of these other dudes are just a little bit jealous because, you know, a chick's doing it. Yeah, I mean, she legitimately rode into the night show this week, so good right. job by her. I think the Vegas yeah. one when she did, they made a big deal about her in Vegas. Like, I think that was kind of chicken shit because there wasn't enough dudes anyway. If I was her last year, I would have told Fell to pound sand on all that PR. Don't do that because it sets you up for failure and gets all these dudes, you know, making fun of you and, and you know, bagging on you. Just come in under the radar, get better. If you if you want to get blow it up when you get into the night show... I'm cool with that because that's an accomplishment. But I didn't like how, if I was her, I would have just told Feld, yeah, I'm good, guys, because they really blew the shit out of that. Well, you got to kind of look at her side, too. Like, coming in, getting the attention, you're not going to shun away the attention because you know you're going to get some stuff out of it, right? It. No, you should shun it. Yeah, but you know that. But people that are hungry to do something with, you know, get some money, get some sponsors, like, hey, they're going to interview me. Hey, I'm going to be on TV. Why would I tell them not to do that? Because It's going to backfire, yes, but they don't know that. You're not ready. She's more ready now than she was last year. Because of donk. Without a donk. Without a donk, yeah. no. Without, without a, a donk. Without a donk. <laughs> uh, the do donkey, Angie. Donkey TV this week. This uh, week. Oh, yeah? Oh, it's big TV time for donkey. Nice. Probably going to get an agent now. Nice. Um, but no, hey, great job. in. Uh, well, she crashed in the first turn in Toronto. Yeah. So maybe she was banged up from that or whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah, let's props to her. She legitimately wrote it into the night show, put it on the line, and uh, and great job by her. And she, it'll give her some confidence, and she should get better. All right, Robert Bartholomew wants to know, Kiefer, what is your opinion on neck, neck braces? And why don't you wear one? Uh, Alice I don't really have an opinion on neck braces as far as safety. Um, for me personally, why I don't wear one is just because I feel. I don't want anything on my shoulders. I like having nothing. Like, I don't wear a chest protector. Um, have you tried the Atlas? I haven't tried a new one in a long... No, I haven't tried a new one. Bro. So I tried the very first one they came out with. I tried a Liat. I wasn't down with any of them. Bro, the Atlas is... It feels like you're wearing pillows and air. Okay. Well, I don't really want pillows and air around Okay, me. well, you should. And then... So I feel like I can move around the bike more. Listen to me. But... My kid had one when he first started riding, and I took it off of him, and I just make him wear a chest protector. That's all I make him wear. There's a big-name 450 rider that may be showing up with an Atlas brace soon. He likes it, or he's going to try it. Like mid-season deal thing? Like it. Yeah, or maybe outdoors or something. Mm. But uh, AlicePrace.com. They're, they're, they're the less restrictive one out there. Okay, I, I don't know. I haven't tried a new one yet. And so. I think it looks bitching. Yeah, they don't look bad. But I think I'm on the fence for a neck brace. I think I, take, I look at a neck brace like I look at a seatbelt. You want to wear it? Great. If you don't, that's cool, too. Kennard was a big Liat guy. Now he's nothing, right? No, he wears it, too. He still does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does. Okay. So, uh, Jason Anderson wears uh, Atlas. Block me on Instagram. 
There you go. Get an atlas, block me on Instagram. That should be, that should be their tag. That should be their ad, their ad tagline. Blocking people on Instagram. Think about Atlas is on the show, atlasbrace.com. Ryan Villapoto uses it. Um, and then their two of their big guys are Marty Davos and Anderson. Hate you. They want to light me on fire. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Todd wants to know, uh, do you guys have any idea on what the next big thing is to come out on bikes? Like traction control, fly-by-wire throttle, etc. I could see the fly-by-wire throttles coming out. What? For racing. You know, no cables. No throttle cables. That's what the road race guys have. Really? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. That'd be weird. Uh, they, they got it in road racing. It's cool that they're doing, that, maybe this is a little off subject, but they're doing the Lip Pro thing here coming pretty soon where you can see the yeah, guy's heart gonna rate. Be on, yeah, that's going to be on coming on soon. That's so. going to be cool. And hey, we mentioned that shit to Dungey when we were on, the, on air. We I asked him about that. I go, hey, how come we don't have that? He's like, well, it might be coming. You know, he kind of hinted to it. Mm-hmm. So, well, like you'd be able to see it. Yeah, you're going to have a little thing on the bottom, like his heart rate and yeah. everything. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, and everybody's going to have to wear them. That's badass. Everybody gets one, and everybody will have to put them on. That's badass. Yeah. All right, uh, James Greenlow wants to know, uh, Kiefer, what is a good pump number? Mm. Well, we're not fully after dark yet, so we're just going uh, keep to it, it. keep it R-rated. Um, I would say 60 per minute. So you're doing one pump per second. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Stop if it. If you can do one pump per second and then you're still good and having to rest, and then your liaison, your little break time that you get Dude, is what? about 15 seconds. So you have a 60 pump number, 15 second break. Dude, that's it, way too high, right, Travis? Come on. <laughs> no, it's not. 60 ppm? Travis, Dude, what's up? One per... One Are you per, a 60 one, two, pump three. number? Uh, that might, that hey. might be high. I'll, that's I'll be way like, high. I'd be like that guy they called last time, and he's like, I can't, I can't I, last. I challenge you, honestly, because you're super weird. You'll do this. Yes. Count. That's fine. You will not be a 60. Heather will be honest. I was going to say, the best you part is no. Heather will be into it, too. No, Heather, She's well, all about no. The science. Heather can't count it. She's receiving. You be honest, and you count. Got it. As close as you can. There's no chance you're doing that. How much you want to bet? There's let's, no chance. Let's bet something. I, I don't know. Bet uh, yeah, yeah, but then do you have to provide proof? Well, No, you just go on the honor system here. I think I think he'd be. Yeah, I'd be straight I, up. I think he would be straight up. Yeah. That it's not that hard. One honestly, per second, not that hard. That seems incredibly high. And then you get a 15-second rest. Yeah, we've, we talked about the resting. And okay. Don't talking and all that. Like, right. uh, yeah. A second is longer than it seems, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, maybe maybe you have a, a two-pump-per-second one. You know, you can mix it up. Because that's like... Yeah, that, that. They'd be fucking in San Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Dude, wait okay, wait, okay. Um, all right, you ready? Wait, no. You got to look at my phone. Okay, ready? Okay. Go. Dude, that's easy. I'm already at past <laughs> four, and I'm done like six. Actually, actually, it does. Yeah, it kind of does work, right? Thank you. I'm, more, I'm almost halfway there, and I'm 15 seconds in. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'm off. Yeah, that does seem doable. Thank your, you. Your rhythm, you just... <laughs> that's not a bad rhythm, right? <laughs> All right. Pump that, number, everybody. That's been the tweets. BTOsports.com. Tweet at Travis. Use code PulpMX10 to save money at... Uh, yeah, you like that? You're going to like it, Heather. <laughs> uh, at at BTOsports.com. And uh, we thank you guys for uh, for listening tonight. Um, sponsor deals uh, on PulpMXShow.com. Works Connection. Love Works Connection. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. What? What are you pointing at? 
This guy's grinding it out on That's ESPN. That's a pump number. That's a <laughs> That's pump, pump number on ESPN. Number. He's, showing, he's showing us right now. Um, Nick Schmidt has been on. Eli Tomac, Adrian from Ride Engineering has all been on. Nick Way also. And, um, uh, oh, JT. We had JT on, of course. <coughs> we thank Nick. Sorry. We thank Nick Way. Hey, if you're going to make an Amazon purchase, go to pulpmex.com. There's an Amazon banner on there. Uh, click on the Amazon thing. Go ahead, order yourself up a, a, some lube or anything else that you need from Amazon.com. They got much more than lube, of course. And we get a small chunk of that. We can afford to pay Travis his salary and his app money that he's going to get from designing us a new app. And uh, and Kiefer as well. Kiefer gets paid to come up here also, too. Uh, NFAB JGR check-in. Every week we talk to a JGR guy. This week I didn't get a chance to go over there after the race. The Toronto pits are weird. You've never been there, but... They're all there's no pits. They're all just semi stacked one another, and everybody splits after the race because it's cold. and And I went by there, and everybody was gone, so I didn't really get a chance to talk to. Now, Filthy Phil had a terrible race. He did not crash at all in practice. And I went by there, and I said, "Great job! You didn't crash. You look pretty good." And then he promptly ate shit on the first lap of the heat race, mm. and he's out. He out, he's out for the main event, for out for the night with a knee injury that he's been battling for a while. So it didn't go so well for Filthy, but I still thought I would. Uh, Give him a call and uh, and see what was up with the filthy fill. So here's uh, the NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com. Go get there. Jeep trucker SUV parts. They've got it. Oh, two. We're going to give two tickets away to Detroit. There you go. Courtesy NFAB. If you call right now, you can get them. you got to be able to go to the race, so people. Uh, so call in 702-586-7570. You want two tickets to Detroit. If we don't get anybody calling right now because it is kind of late out in Detroit land, uh, we will uh, give them away on Twitter. Uh, here's the NFAB JGR check-in starring Filthy Phil Nicoletti. Here it is, folks. The NFAB JGR check-in, n-fab.com. Tommy down there, great guy, supports the sports. There's the NFAB Ampro Yamaha team and, of course, the JGR Yamaha team, where NFAB's a huge part of everything that goes on with uh, Justin Barsha, Phil Nicoletti, and Weston Pike on that team from a week-to-week basis. And we do a little check-in, and that's what we're doing today. So uh, with me on the line, uh, the JGR NFAB rider, Filthy Phil Nicoletti. What's up, Phil? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? I feel like you're going to turn your Toronto disaster into something that where it also comes back to me being Canadian. <laughs> well, I, like I was texting you earlier, it was, uh, I think it is kind of your fault because you kind of jinxed me a little bit when you came into the semi and were talking with J-Bone and stuff and talking about not really crashing throughout the day, really, or having any tip-overs, and then first lap of the heat race, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, a total yard sale. You had three yeah. good practices. It was a good day. It was yeah. looking good. I mean, you didn't qualify. Yeah. You didn't qualify well, but that's standard Nicoletti, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which um, that sucks. It actually felt like I was going pretty good in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I still, I still suck. So I was actually looking forward to the heat race and stuff like that because I think if you could kind of get a good start, you could kind of maybe hold your own line a little bit and maybe, you know, I'd like, you know, I really would have liked to make it into a heat race in one of these races. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, this past weekend, yeah, I didn't even make it a uh, full lap. Yeah. Or I did make <laughs> one full lap and then it was game over. So you, uh, you over jumped the three on the first rhythm after the start and it looks like you tried to bail out and, out of the, doing the next three because you overjumped it and then just disaster struck. And yeah, honestly, it happened so fast. I don't really remember what happened, but yeah, I guess um, the guy said I went a little long. I mean, that on video. Um, yeah, and I just kind of stuck it in the rut, and then uh, yeah, cartwheeled. But uh, you know, I just I banged up my knee pretty good. That's been 
bother me for you know a couple of weeks now since the Atlanta crash with Shorty and Wilbur. Um, you know, it's just uh, just a nagging deal. Um, kind of sucks, and it was a lot better. I could finally walk normal last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I, yeah, I bailed and landed back onto my feet and just you know jammed the crap out of my knee again. So it's kind of yeah. you know it's a bummer, but um, yeah, I think you know obviously that. Right now, it's I have one more race this weekend in Detroit, um, and then there's a weekend off, and I think uh, uh, Justin will be back for uh, Santa Clara. Mm-hmm. So I think um, this might be my last one, but then again, who knows? You never know what can happen. No, you don't, because Weston, you know, yeah, no. Weston needs a break too. He's beat up, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So it's kind of tough. So will you be in for Detroit? You think like 100? percent You just hurt the knee, um, like you didn't do any permanent damage. It just was a reoccurrence. No, I mean I have I have permanent damage already, which I have <laughs> had for a long time. Right. You know, um, but it's just yeah, like I said, it's one of those things that you can't really you know fix, and you really don't have time to fix it. And mm-hmm. It's kind of a, a pain in the butt, and you know my job for filling guys to be at the races and put it in the main, and mm-hmm. you know last week's you know really sucked for me, and Atlanta really sucked for me as well. So it's kind of um, you know, like I said, just one more weekend to, you know, get in there, get a try and get a good result and um yeah, do something good for the team. So this past weekend was better, Weston did better, you know. Obviously I was wasn't in the race, but it's a step in the right direction for the team, so which which makes everybody feel a little better or feel like mm-hmm. they're accomplishing something instead of you know, <laughs> us finishing crap every weekend. Dude, I, God, so. I've, I've been on some teams um, that were garbage week in and week out. We Our riders weren't that good. I mean, they weren't on the caliber of Weston and yourself, but, but we still mm-hmm. expected to do better. And I'll, honestly, mm-hmm. it is tough during the week. It's tough to go to the races. You put so much into you riders. And I'm, again, like I'm saying, you, you and Weston are better than the guys, some of the teams that I've been on, but Every mm-hmm. week when you go to a race and you leave and you just have garbage results, it's it's tough, man. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it, it is. Like I, man, like I was just like, I was just, you know, thinking about that on the drive back from Toronto to New York. Um, you know, like even this weekend in the 450 main, like I was watching a replay of the start and when Bogle looped out and had mm-hmm. his little get off, like and Dungey was right there on the right side of him, and Tomac's on the left side, and this and that, like. like I mean, Dungey's got to have some sort of luck because how are you right next to that? But somehow, mm-hmm. you know, the bike will yeah. go left, but it doesn't go right into him, and he just skates away <laughs> from it. You know, like sometimes you got to have some luck on your side, but you know, and but that's that's the way it goes. You know, teams um, look you know, at they them. have rough patches. Yeah, look at Suzuki. I mean, even yeah. Cowie, they finally got a win and stuff like yeah. that. Been on the box, but even for them, I don't think it's been the greatest season ever. Right. Um, you know, it's. It is tough. Like, you have your ups and downs. But, uh, yeah, I feel bad for our guys because it's been a lot of weeks in a row where it's been um, yeah, pretty down. And, again, it's not um, like I'm so. saying you and Weston aren't trying. You guys are training. You're riding. You're doing as much. You both beat up. Your knee is jacked. Yeah. Weston's shoulder, arm, wrist, or whatever is, is beat up. So, again, it's not like you guys aren't trying. But, man, is it frustrating as a team? Because they're putting all yeah. the same work in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I just, yeah, yeah, it's just hard, you know. And then when you come back and, you know, everyone doesn't want to be depressed, but you are depressed (laughs) just because, you know, the way the night went, you know. But then there are some flashes of brilliance, you know. You know, Weston Wright's getting the heat race or win a semi or this or that. Like, that kind of stuff helps. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the end result, you know, you still want to have a good, solid main event. 
you know, it just hasn't been going that way, you know. Um, you know, I just don't really know what else to say, you know. And, you know, it's the same thing with the momentum. You know, you need one race to get it to click and yeah. do it again. But, you know, same thing. You can go ahead and get a good result, and the next weekend you're back to square one, you know, getting um, 15th. Or even, talking know? About, or, yeah, or even talking about Dungy, too. You know how close you came to dying in Atlanta? Not dying, but a it, serious it, crash. Yeah. A serious it, crash. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I just don't right. – every time, like, that seems to happen, like, I'm – Okay, not for nothing, but that's not skill. That's luck. <laughs> right, you know? right. Um, yeah, that yeah. has nothing to do with um, with anything. But yeah, those little incidents that keep him from having catastrophic failures is uh, <laughs> crazy. How he's just able to miss them. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah, all the stars got to be mm-hmm. aligned, and they're aligned. You know, seventeen races in a row for that guy is pretty pretty <laughs> Twenty six, <laughs> po- twenty six straight podiums. God bless. It's freaking gnarly. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's impressive. I uh, so. I get a lot of shit from you riders about uh, going to Canada for a race and different money and customs and everything else. Do you like it? Do you, do you enjoy going there? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a hassle, but like I I was talking to J Bone about it and stuff. Like him to send a semi, you know, send the semi up there and everything. Even for us with customs, like it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty pretty basic. You fill out your little your little customs form and you walk through walk through immigration there. You know, and yeah. you know you're in Canada. It's not. It's really not that big of a deal. The only thing that did suck was, you know, plane flights were outrageous. You know, like yeah. you can't fly up there for cheap. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing. Um, you know, and then Fell takes care of the semis and stuff to to get them through the border and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's why I'd, I don't understand when, you know, some factory teams show up in a box van when they don't really need to. But um, <laughs> what do you think happened? Just, what do you think uh, happened with Star and those guys? Like, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm like, really. You, why, yeah. Where's your truck? Like, what happened? I don't know. I, I listen. I, <laughs> I said the same thing, but like, it's not that hard. Like, I was even talking to Greg Albertson about it. And he turned in his paperwork on Friday at Daytona. Okay. Yeah. And he's handling it. And this is the first time for their team, and they were even able to get their semi up through the border with no problem. Right. You know right. what I mean? So, so you think uh, factory team that. Guy could potentially leave Toronto with the red plate. You're there out of a Penske box truck with, you know, he's got nowhere to sit, no place really to eat. Like German was hanging out in um, our semi. You know, we yeah. fed fed him and Johnny O and stuff. Like, is but I don't know. It's one of those deals. If I, if I start talking I about it, then it. then they're going to get all mad at me and say I'm picking on them. But at the same time, it's like every everybody else made it, and you guys have the yeah. national champion, and you don't make it. <laughs> You know, and then somehow it turns into my country's fault. You know, I don't know. I know, no, um, no. I, just, I mean, when you when you see a you know, motorcycle superstore and and traders, you know, there, which yeah. they really don't have the backing that you would think would be able to send their semis up there, but they're there, and they say it's not really a hassle. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm just going by what they say. Hey, I know. So. Um, we're, um, hey, uh, so um, Detroit this weekend, another cold mm-hmm. weather race, right? Another, another yeah, yeah. kind of screwed up pits yeah. again a little bit like Toronto. So hopefully you'll make it. Um, your girlfriend, your, your girlfriend was there. Uh, I thought you flew her out, but turns out nope, she just drove up from New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because she goes to school in Syracuse. So she drove over. It's actually a four-hour trip for her, so it's kind of yeah. No chance you bought her a plane of, ticket. No chance. No, 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 no. Especially not to Toronto. Yeah, no. I, yeah, I, it's you way, way too expensive. I, I, but uh, 
Yeah, normally she comes because uh, between Atlanta and Daytona, she's on spring break. But, um, you know, this year her school changed it, so she's between, you know, this weekend and Detroit. So Mm -hmm. she gets to go to an awesome city this weekend um, and check it out over there. So, yeah, I got to... How many? I just sack up and buy that ticket. Did you? <laughs> just sack up and buy. Did you? Uh, <laughs> did you do the autograph signing down in the hallway with all the other riders? Is that what worked? Everybody yeah. went to one place yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everybody went to one, which is which is okay. It's kind of nice. Um, you know, they they had us there for about forty minutes. You know, signed some autographs, and then that was it. Like it's pretty basic. Right. Now. Do you do you in you a situation would. like that? Do you get some Pulp Mech Show fans? I do, I do. I, I always, I always at least get three to four every weekend, you know, without without fail. They say filthy. You know, they call you. Me. They call you filthy. They ask you why are you so grouchy. Yeah, they just. Yeah, they ask me how come I have a frown on, or why I'm so grumpy, or how's death cross. It's it's all it's all because of you. Um, I love you it. Know, you give these people this perception of you know I got this. Uh, terrible vibe or something i don't even know what it is i didn't didn't make you put put an instagram out that said i'm on struggle street Uh, i'm living on struggle street right now i did not make you do that but i yeah no but that's the truth i was on struggle street and i'm still there like i said i'm a permanent resident you know even that even Reedy, you know, said that he wants out because he's there as well. He's I saw that. Yes, I saw that. You're the only rider. I swear, you're the only rider on the tour, nationals, Supercross, whatever you want to do. You're the only rider that would a post photos of himself eating shit uh, at a practice track and b say like I'm on Struggle Street right now trying to get off. Like that's what people like about you. I don't know, but it's the truth. Like I, I don't know how else to put it. You know, like. Um, yeah, it's, that's just me, you know. Even when things do go good, there's always things that need to be better, and you just kind of dwell on that instead of the good stuff. But I don't know. I guess I'm pretty bad with it sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't change. I've well, tried. Get, it's just impossible. Get some parts from NFAB. Maybe you'll be happier for your for your uh, yeah. cheap truck or SUV. <laughs> I do. My, my truck's actually an NFAB truck. It's all dialed in already. Yeah, so the Ridge- my truck's pimp. I got a little Tacoma. I'm dialed, and I got some uh, special steps for my Ridgeline. Yeah, that uh, did you finally? Did you finally put them on? Yeah, I, I mean Thomas was selling so many of them that he couldn't keep them in stock, and then I finally got a set ah. that he managed to keep in stock because he was selling so many. Jeez. Does he got about what about the the new Ridgeline that's come? Coming oh, out. I I'm sure he's hard at work at it because why else wouldn't he want? You know, of course he wants to sell his number one truck line. Yeah. So you know, well, I'm are, sure you, are you gonna are you gonna sell your POS and get one of the new ones or what? <laughs> easy, bro. Easy. I don't know. Because, I don't know. Uh, I I I don't like what they did with them a little bit. They look they look more like a normal yeah. truck. I kind of like the way the old ones looked. I really did. I know I'm in the minority, yeah. but you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they're ugly either Dude. way. But well, hey, I got another issue. How come uh, how come you're trying to do a, a pulp and mech deal with Weimer, not me? That's kind of jacked up. Yeah. Well, first of all, I did it. I did the Pulp Mech deal with Weimer because he actually asked me. He he had said one time, "I'll put a sticker on my helmet for some money." And so I'm like, "Really? Like I I didn't think a guy like you like for example Nick Way." I asked Nick Way yeah. one time. I asked Nick Way, "Will you put a Pulp st- sticker on your helmet for some money?" He said, "No." I said, "What do you mean? Why? How how much money are we talking here?" <laughs> he goes. Nick said, "I don't care. It doesn't look good. I'm not doing it." 
And and so that was, for example, what I think most riders would be like, no, beat it. So, But Weimer volunteered. And then, two, you know, he was a full privateer when he did it, so I knew he could use the cash. Like, he's not exactly killing it. And so, you know, we made it. We struck out a deal for eight races. How much do you eight think races. I paid? How much I do you think? This weekend, he didn't, he didn't have a pulp sticker on us. Yeah, because it, it was round 10 this weekend. The deal was up. Jeez, that's so, crazy. Um, what do you What's think? I, what do you think What's I paid him? What do you think I paid him? I don't know. Either either with Starbucks or I know I, I gave him I, real, I gave him real hard cash. Hundred bucks a weekend. A little more. A little more. But yeah, really? right, yeah, right well, around there. And um, we got a deal. Let's go. Okay, we can do it. We'll do it. Um, I put it right. I put it right on my visor. It'll stay there all year. <laughs> But, Stay there all but, year. but when it goes outdoors, it's going to get covered in mud a lot. <laughs> oh, here we go. You're unbelievable. I am. Slap it on my front fender then. That Now we got a deal. I'm sure J-Bone and Coy wouldn't mind at all. Not one bit. Let's cover. Uh, Dave, J-Bone probably really wouldn't care, but Coy would have a, oh, he'd he would, it. No way he would allow that. Let's cover you know, up the NFAB would, logo. Let's cover up the NFAB logo. Yeah, the pulp sticker. yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Thomas will send a hitman to my house and have me act. <laughs> you know, there's no way, no way. But yeah, so that I'm in. What, okay. uh, do well, we even need a contract, or yeah, can I trust we'll, your word? We'll try to get our lawyers you are, involved. You in are our, Canadian, and our people. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, do I do I get paid even if I'm not at the races? No, no, you have that's, it. You got You got Bullshit. Yeah, you you got to be there. It's, it, I have injury clauses and things like that. So. All right, so um, we'll do outdoors only then. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't like the way the All Supercross right, cool. series is going. I just don't like it. <laughs> All right, 125 bucks. Hey, a did you see? What do you think of Anderson's? I don't know if you saw his Instagram. He blocked me, so I couldn't see it. But um, I did uh, see his it. quad. Yeah, the quad. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, listen, I was, I was impressed. Holy shit! <laughs> it was uh, like uh, that pocket after that three was unbelievable. How right. short, how short it was, right. and how abrupt the transitions were. Like, man, right. like that is actually really, really impressive. How how gnarly that was. Mm. Um, you know, I, did he only do it one time? No, I think he did it a few times because Nick Schmidt told me he did yeah. it late in the race. Also, like lap eighteen. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> That is really, really gnarly. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe he actually did it when I seen his Instagram. I was like, "Geez, yeah. that takes some serious skill." Yeah, and there's not much room for error. You know? No, no, um, not at all. And there's, you know, and there's but, uh, the berm yeah, that, right there. That trend, <laughs> yeah, I mean the transition was really tight. It was rutted. Um, you know the pocket, like you know, up the face is pretty g'd out and gnarly. Um, you know, like uh, yeah, that takes that takes skill. I was not doing it. I was scared to go triple. You know, <laughs> I was not doing it. I was not. <laughs> no doing it. less quad. Right. But, yeah, it was, uh, that was it was pretty badass. So we'll see. All right, know. filthy. Hopefully, there's no more of that. Thank but, you for doing the yeah, JGR check-in. Is that it? Yeah, that's it, bud. That's it. Um, oh, all right, it's easy enough. Yeah. See, I told you it wouldn't stuff. take long. All right, um, we'll, okay. I'm not going to Detroit, so maybe I won't see you to the opener. The, the hopefully I won't see you to the motocross opener, right? Yeah, that's uh, as of right now. I mean, that's kind of the word I got. I mean, I think uh, what is it, Hangtown or Glen Helen's the opener? So, Hangtown, yeah, 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 Hangtown. Looks, uh, yeah, looks like our deal will start then. Yeah, I expect uh, cold hard cash. You know, <laughs> and you don't see, see what we what? can do. We'll see what we can do. We'll see if we can yeah, work out. Sounds like right. Sounds like a deal. Perfect. All right, Phil. Thanks, bud. All right. See you. Yeah, see ya. Nfab JGR check in. N dash fab dot com. Chris Kiefer.
I'm Tra- still here. Travis Marks in the studio. I'm still here too. Um, yeah, rough, rough deal for Phil. Rough deal for Phil. Uh, hey, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can call anytime and uh, leave a message. Uh, no, come back, Pookie. Uh, and uh, leave a message. These are the best voicemails of the week. Uh, here we go. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call anytime, and uh, oh. here's the best of the best. Hey, just calling to give Adam Internap uh, big props. Took my son to uh, Daytona, and he uh, signed his hat, and he was super, super friendly. And he took the time, took his hat, laid it on the table, and actually took his time with his autograph. I know these other guys get tired of saying autographs, but gosh, half the time you can't read what the hell they've even wrote. And you, you don't know if it's their name or what the hell they just wrote. But uh, it definitely impressed me because, like I say, Adam took it, put it on the table, and took his time with his autograph. And you can clearly read it and tell what it says. And made my little boy's uh, day. So just uh, keep up the good work. Talk to you later. Bye. Uh, hey, Steve, I'm calling in during the show. Apparently, there's nobody to take the call, but uh, no sweat. Uh, my name is Mike, and I live not very far from you because I uh, know where you live because, uh, yeah, I figured it out. But anyway. Yeah, that's um, a little weird. How does he know where you live? Google. I think you can figure it out. Ooh, sketchy. What? It's it's like scary easy how to you can find people's addresses and stuff. Really? Yeah. How do you stop that? Can you? Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. God, I mean, weird. if the if the person if the right person wants to find it, they'll find it. Yeah. Well, freaky. Anyways, yeah. carry on. But anyways, I. Why am I calling? Oh yeah, because I want to let you know that uh, I want you to come ride with me out at uh, Mesquite this weekend, and uh, yeah. Let me know if you're down to do it. I'll listen to the through the end of the show, so we'll see what you respond. Love the show. Later. Uh, I'm a little busy on weekends. Creepy McCreep. Um, oh, wait. McKeever's got to say something. Yeah. Plus, you don't ride. You ain't riding. I have a bike in the garage. But you ain't riding it. How do you know? <laughs> I'm pretty confident in my answer. You don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll see Wednesday then. We will see Wednesday. All right. Steve, I will take your freestyle over Adams any day. His so-called music makes my ears bleed. Hey, guys. This is uh, Axel John. Just going to listen to the archive. I'm off the 7 Deuce Deuce Wagon. He said my actual gear was shit. I'm off his wagon. Kate Clawson, that's my new guy. You guys are still crazy. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. Steve, raining tears here. Michael Essie's number one fan. You know, I got a bone to pick with you. You were over there talking about how, oh, Michael Essie didn't live up to his hype. Michael Essie has lived up to his hype. This is a country where everyone deserves a trophy. Michael Essie won so many trophies as an amateur that he checks up to let these other guys finally get trophies. MX Sports and Feld have their head up their ass. So Mike's got to step in. They're focused on selling drugs. Mike's got to step in, let these other guys win. 
Anyways, I don't know if you guys saw Mike's gear, his LE gear this weekend on point, brand new gear, looking good. Uh, next weekend here in Toronto, it's going to be raining tears, baby. That's my favorite voicemail of the week. Raining twos? Raining tears. Tears. Got it. Like Mike crying at the heat race. Right. Guy was uh, very upset. Very, very, yeah. Oh, wait. Sorry, I didn't turn your mic on. I'm, we're turning our mic. We're filling out our mics here for reasons we can't talk That's about. a super fan, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You got to admire that. I like that call. I'll take that guy. I'll play that message all day long. Is he making fun of Raining Yellow? <clears throat> yep. A little bit. Yep. Okay. And then I don't think he's serious about Mike. He sounded pretty serious. Hey, what's up, Four Time? Just listening to the uh, playback um, from Monday night and the part where you and Ping are talking about getting uh, arrested in the Poconos. Um, I instantly started laughing hysterically because um, I'm actually in that in and around that area. It's actually in Pennsylvania, um, a little northern in Pennsylvania, but not really that close to New York. So, um, giving you a heads up, it's Pennsylvania. Poconos. Um, if you need, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm on the uh, Steve Mathis uh, U.S. citizenship bandwagon, so I will do complete uh, investigative work. I will picket the uh, state police of Pennsylvania, if need be, um, to get that information. So um, if you need help, let me know. Uh, thank you for that. I appreciate it. I need to get my criminal record from the database. It was not listed. I'm trying to work on that. Need it, need to get it. Otherwise, this citizenship thing could go sideways. Quick. Yeah. I can't find it. I looked. Pennsylvania database. I searched my name. I searched around the time it happened. I searched, yeah. Hmm. Wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, it had pretty good, like, search details that I entered. Right. Particularly, you know, 2001 and all that when it was. Nothing. Nothing. So, but man, like, I'd hate to apply for citizenship and then have it shot down and, and then get really pissed at me because I didn't say I was arrested for reckless driving with David Pingree. Right. Yeah. So. Hey, Steve. Jay from Michigan. Hey, I just want to get your thoughts about Kenny. So leaving Suzuki before the new bike comes, leaving KTM before the new bike comes out or came out, just looking to get your thoughts on that kind of uh, maybe a problem there, doing that maybe a bit too soon. Thanks a lot. Honda, the Suzuki. No, he says leaving before the new bike comes out. The new Suzuki comes out, mm -hmm. which one won't be a new Suzuki. So I think, uh, yeah, obviously he, I think, Race team guys know what's going on a little bit, and I'm sure they trickle some information to them what's coming down the pipe. And obviously, if it wasn't uh, anything new and exciting, maybe that has something to do with his change of mind. Um, but the thing is, is I don't know if he's he knows anything about a Honda. Obviously, they're not going to divulge any other information to to Ken about you know even if there is a contract on the line. Oh, here here's a 17 Honda. You want to ride it? They're not going to do that. No. So. Yeah, it's just a leap of faith, pretty much, saying, hey, I just need to change, and this is where I'm going. Right. So. Steve, this is Neil from Sacramento, and I got to call and tell you that you're full of shit on one regard. You always say there's no motocross tracks in the Vegas area, and it sucks, it sucks, it's horrible. Well, 
today I rode the Mesquite MX track, which I know that's not in Vegas, but that's only like an hour and. That's not Vegas. Yeah. When you have to drive an hour and some each way to a track that's open. Well, I think it's open more now. I think I'm correct, Travis, in saying that that's not Las Vegas. Well, it's definitely not Las Vegas area. It, 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 when you're when you when you're making a huge investment of four to five hours to go riding, well, I think it's fair to say that's not Vegas. I but I brought it up. We talked about it. Well, yeah. It's like me going to Paula. I mean, it's SoCal, right? I'm going to Paula. It's an hour and fifteen. Do you ever go to Paula? Yeah, a lot. Thanks for shitting on my point. <laughs> fifteen minutes away, and the track is legit. It's it is a legit way track. Than average. It is. It's not Vegas. So it's I think you need Sandy to get Valley or that is. your ass on the bike and ride once in a while. Thanks. And one other thing, North Las Vegas is sketchy. Red Dove. Okay. Thanks for all you do. It's not Vegas. Bye. Steve and crew, it's Brain. Hope you guys are well. Uh, this may not contain anything new that you guys won't talk about on Monday because it's Saturday afternoon. But a tad agitated, obviously, at what's going on this weekend in Toronto. Um, so a bad start, a crash, a mechanical, or even a dirty pass is not going to turn the championship on its head. It's immigration and customs. Way to go, Feld. Nice job. But, um, man, why can't they do what they did in 06 and 07? I think that'd be fantastic where you start the first two weeks in December. I'd move it back a week, but hey, whatever. Start the first two weeks in December in Toronto and in Vancouver. And then you have your, quote, world championship, if that makes you happy. Not you guys, but felt, if that makes them happy. So why not do that? And I know this is going to sound a little bit classless to say, and I promise I mean no malice in this, but I almost think Martine would rather would rather go and hurt himself and at least try than to go and, or to not even go and not even have a chance. I really feel bad for him. I know he's got to get his stuff together long before this, but I also think Rockstar has a, uh, has an obligation to help. Anyway, like I said, you guys have probably already treaded over this. So I understand. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Enjoy Toronto. See you fellas. Bye. Yeah, I feel like we talked about that. Yeah. Gino, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, Gino? Hey, so I just had a quick question. I understand um, SwissCore developed your app, and I was wondering, um, for the new app, uh, Travis is going to be helping you out. So is SwissCore out, dude? No, SwissCore's not out. Come on, no. bro. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Swiss Corps uh, is the highest paid employee at Pulpomex Inc. Oh, awesome. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of Trav, and I, I like what Swiss Corps did with the app. I just was wondering if no, Swiss Corps uh, was going to be done. Swiss is, especially is not app building. He, uh, uh, okay. he used a program to build our app that is no longer valid. It's discontinued. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it doesn't really work to update the app. We need a brand new app, and... Mr. Smarty Pants over here seems to think that he can uh, he can do it. So uh, we'll we'll pass that on to uh, to Trav and uh, let him do it and build it and everything. Trav, a lot of app talk in the last. It seems like people are kind right. of excited. Yeah, yeah, you really need. Yeah. You some, you I'm gonna some, have to pull through. Get some pressure on yeah. you, bro. 
And, am uh, I getting some drops out of that? Oh, for sure. You have yeah. drops on it now. On the app? Yeah. No, I don't. All right, here we go. Let me pull yeah. it up and <laughs> Do show I? you the key for drops. Oh, um, but uh, no, Swiss Core is happily involved um, still in uh, in every which way, and wow, he is man. going to uh, co-host drops, and he is going to uh, uh, still be on board, and he'll help. I think, truthfully, uh, Gino, I'm going to just pass on um, the app thing to Swiss Core, and he can work with Travis and get it built. Okay, awesome. Thanks thanks for answering my question, and great show tonight, guys. All right, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're not on the co-host section, because you weren't a co-host then when we built this. Mm. Actually, maybe you're not on here. I'm not. That'll be fixed. Bullshit! <laughs> it, guest drops? Nope. I looked at their day. I was like, I wonder if I had any drops. Shit. Jesus. Maybe I lied. Oh, Heather Kiefer gets a fucking drop. Nah, she's pretty hot. I mean, let's wow. Right yeah. Well, there you go. Are you sure? There you go, Heather. No, he's not on here. No drops for, for Travis Preston. Drop. All right, let's let's move on before he gets more upset. That didn't happen. I may be a little bit premature with this call. I'm watching the race. There's two laps to go. <clears throat> The commentators are doing a horrible job. I don't think they acknowledge that uh, Dungey fell down and lost second place. And uh, what's his name? Bowers. He fell and lost a bunch of spots. They didn't even say anything. It's just talk about that if you haven't already. See you. Mathis. Got a simple question for you guys. What's going on with his starting gate? Filthy's dead. Have a source. Said it's the all-new starting gate for this year. What's the problem? Flinching? Pin not dropping? What's the problem? Bring it up. I'm interested. Yeah, hey, Steve. Good evening, everybody else. Great show. Love it. Hey, once again on that uh, starting gate, uh, gate, I guess, if you look at the reflection in those panels, you see it vibrate just before everybody dumps the clutch. Um, don't know why Emmett couldn't see it, but it'd be cool to get to the bottom of that to find out if the dude in the doghouse just isn't hitting the, the lever hard enough or what the deal what is. What the fuck are you is, doing? Twice back-to-back is kind of coincidental. And I just have a, one last question. Hey, do you guys know whatever happened to has been? Uh, not that I miss him or anything, but I was just curious because he was kind of a character on the phone, making um, everybody feel weird. Have a great show. Love it. Listen to it all <clears throat> week while I'm driving and everything else that you do, including the Fly Racing Show. Thanks, guys. Take care. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show Thursdays at noon. Um, <clears throat> the gate thing we covered. I'm telling you people, <clears throat> excuse me, watch the guy in the doghouse for the gate. He moves, and right when he moves... As if he's pushing down on the lever, the dude to the right of the box goes. So that is not a coincidence to me that the dude herky jerks, the guy goes, the guy herky jerks again, and finally the gate drops. I'll show you before we leave on TV. You don't care? I don't care. Okay. A lot of gate drop tonight. Talk. Uh, Gary, uh, what's going on? Welcome to the Pulp Mech Show. Yeah, Keeper, what's up? The RM125 here. Hey, what's up, RM? How are you? 
I'm doing great, man. You're just really knocking out of the park with this co-hosting gig, man. I'm just really stoked to hear you on the show. Oh, thank you. you know, I haven't heard you for a few weeks, so it's great hearing you tonight. And we're I... trying to keep Kiefer on a uh, once-a-month thing, so we're not trying to keep him on that, but we want to get him in here once a month because he's got to drive and uh, and drive back the night, and it sucks balls for him. So I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I know that's a long drive to Vegas. I did it last summer from right. up here in Canada. Yeah, I don't want to. Hey, well, he's uh, got a little shorter Chris. than that, but yeah. What, what races in Canada are you doing this year? I hear you're doing a few more races with MX-101. Um, it, it, nothing's really... Here, Gary, we're not doing MX-101. It doesn't appear like it's in our budget to do it. Uh, but we are talking to right now to uh, Digger at GDR Honda. We're looking close to a deal with their, those guys to do some East Coast races on Honda 450s. Wow. Yes. Oh, man, I'm so maybe we'll see you at Kamloops again this year, eh? No, we'll be on the East Coast if we show up. <laughs> I think, Steve, are you you jerking me, buddy? No, I'm doing the deal. I talked to Digger this weekend. So, so Dakotas? No, Digger, the owner owner of GDR. Oh, Digger, GDR. Yeah, 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 I getcha. Hey, and and what's this about Dakotas not racing uh, MX 101? Yeah, he's out. Honda signed with Geico next year for Supercross, and they don't want him to ride. Oh, they don't want him to ride. Huh? Jerry Roger, that just that yeah. stinks, man. Hi, hey, I agree. Uh, is Dirt Rider running any uh, any racers in uh, the World uh, Two Stroke Championships in Glen Helen? Yeah, I think we're gonna. I know uh, Husky has a couple bikes for us. I'm not gonna be doing it because I'll be out of town. But uh, we have a couple guys going on a 125 and a 250. Yeah, I was actually hoping to try and watch that. I'm coming down to ride Southern Cal for the first time ever. Uh, oh, good. With a couple of pro riders from up here and. Uh, uh, what's some, what's some good bet tracks around Menifee? Um, well, I mean, Paula's okay. It, the vet track's actually good. It just depends on how many people are on the track. There's usually yeah. like a thousand there. Um, Cahia's really fun. You'd love Cahia. Yeah, yeah. My, one of my buddies is going to take me there. I think. Yeah, Cahia. But if you want to come up to the desert, you know, give me a shout, and me and uh, me and Heather will take care of you, and we'll, well, maybe I'll take you to Sunrise or some cool track up there oh, too. Oh, right on. I could, I could, I'd be stoked for that, buddy. Hey. I got to tell you, I'm watching Magic Mike, you know, the stripper movie, and I'm thinking Thank about you. you, thinking, man, right? I'm telling you, there's a gig for for Kiefer. Instead of having Jada Pinkett Smith doing the MC thing, they should get you to do it uh, in Magic good. Mike too, buddy. So that could be a good. I'm, uh, I want to be the first to say, get Kiefer for Magic Mike too as the stripper <laughs> MC. I'm That's in. right. I'm in. Oh, I love it, man. Hey, listen. Great talking to you guys. Yeah, you like that? Steve, you're the man. I love your show, guys. Thank Thanks you, buddy. So much. Good Thank talking to you. Yeah. See you soon. Uh, all right, Clip. let's finish these voicemails. They're done? All right. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> put the kids away. The kids away. We've been accumulating voicemails. Uh, Aiden's, going, Aiden's in bed, so we're good. If you have a problem in the bedroom or in a relationship, please feel free. 702-586-PULP. Leave a voicemail. Mm-hmm. We've done this a couple times now. Uh, Kiefer has offered some amazing suggestions, um, and so we'll gather these voicemails, and every time he comes in, we'll try to play them. He's got a lot of wisdom uh, on the track in regards to dirt bike racing, and he's got a ton of wisdom in the bedroom away from dirt bike racing. And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's not – I thought you were crazy, but yeah. Um, so here's a key for after dark, uh, something we'll try to do whenever he's in town. Uh, again, call in with your problems in, in the bedroom, in relationship, whatever. He'll try to help you. Uh, here, here we go. Uh, Couch talk. With uh, the last, uh, I don't know, three weeks or so of, uh, of key for after dark. Hey there, Steve. It's uh, Doug from Winnipeg. 
Uh, I just want to thank you for doing all your stuff, man. It's uh, it's all great stuff, eh? Uh, listen to it every week, usually a couple times, just so I can understand the jokes and whatnot with the Winnipeg math system, not so great. But uh, this one's for Keeper. Love that guy. Uh, having some issues with the misses, uh, giving me shit way too often and way too early in this relationship right here. Uh, I'm not going to lie. We've had some issues. We've had some trust issues on her part. And uh, it's, it's, no, it's not good, man. It's uh, One day I'm the best fucking guy in the world. The next moment I'm uh, a piece of shit, to be completely honest. And uh, uh, it's just turning out to be not something that I bargained for. It's, uh, it's tough to deal with on a regular basis. Uh, never know who's going to be coming home and try and make supper and whatnot. And uh, I think I'm going to be... Uh, king of the castle when she comes home and I've done her a good job and whatnot and just a piece of shit again and it makes me feel like crap and of course like sex is still great she does the butt stuff and whatnot and uh, I encourage her to go out and get that lube that uh, Keeper's been talking about the astroglide that's been helping out like it's all good but I don't even really know what to go with this one man but uh, I need some help Uh, she's misbehaving She's uh, just giving me shit on a regular basis, making me feel shitty and whatnot. And uh, but um, we got a lot in common and shit. And she, we both like sports. She's getting into moto, and uh, I just don't know where to go with this one. Keeper, you help me out, bud. Uh, love you out there, uh, matching the gear and whatnot. And uh, just, just, just good, good times, good people. Kelsey, sack check, four check, paycheck. Let's do this. Have a good one, boys. All right. So. But he the thing that got me right right at the beginning was that he hasn't been with this chick that long. Okay, so this is what you need to do: if you come home, you need to run your own program. If she's not on board with your program and how you run it, clip immediately. Clip it right now. You're hanging on to this because you love the punani, and this is what us guys do. The butt. She said she the, the butt we love stuff. the butt and the punani. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. That's what we think about during the day. When we put up with all this bullshit that you're doing when you get home, you're thinking, okay, the the puss is good, so I'm going to stick this out. Well, once you're done... Yeah, you like that? Once you're done with the sex, then you're going to get all the bullshit. So what do you have to look forward to? Then you have to reload. Your reload time is whatever, but then in between that, you're done. You're going to get all this bitching and moaning and complaining. You don't want that, dude. So, yeah, you guys have things in common? Clip it. Clip it now. I don't care if she's in the butt or not. There's other chicks that are in the butt and they're cool that will do the same shit as you and not give you shit. So nothing's that good, man. You heard it here, Clipper. Clip. Hey, what up, fellas? Uh, I just wanted to uh, drop off a little advice for the counseling with Kiefer segment. Uh, there's a dude talking about how he can't roll uh 30-minute motos on his lady because he's busting too early. There's actually a move for those of you that actually wear condoms. Uh, there's a move you can do. I call it the old tear-off. If you're out there pounding motos on a super fine chick and, you know, you're going to get arm pump a little quick and bust one a little too soon, keep a couple condoms in your pocket and then keep in the jeans. If you're railing hard and you're about to bust one, keep your jeans close to the bed, go down there, Pull her close to the side of the bed, keep licking, and as you're doing that, bust one off, but you got to be a man about it. Bust one off, throw the old condom out on the floor or whatever, put on a new condom, 
and keep railing. But you got to be a man about it and keep that motherfucker stiff. Right. If it ain't stiff, that's tough. She gonna know. But if you keep it stiff and you can rail through the arm pump, you'll be balling hard. It's called the tear off, man. So good luck with that, bro. Travis, you're doing well. You're doing really, really good. Uh, <laughs> Kiefer, party on, and Steve, keep doing what you do. Pookie, you are super fine, and uh, you sound hot too. Party <laughs> super on, fine. Y'all have a great show. Uh, I don't. I, hear, this, I don't think this move would apply. This to move is not working, dude. Okay. Here, right, here's the yeah. deal. It's, it's, I, and maybe some guys are different. I'm a little older, so my uh, move is not working for me. Not working for me. If I if I nut and I'm not in side, I'm done for a bit. No matter what, it's going down. It's going down. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have. To, here's I wish we had that uh, the taps music. <laughs> taps like it's, if, it's going if, down. If me and Heather are going and I nut inside. And I stay in, I can stay hard, and I can keep going. That's my that's my program. If I take out and that motherfucker gets some oxygen, I'm done. I'm not gonna call it a motherfucker. It's not. It's not. You don't be angry at it. I'm angry because I wish it would just stay that I way. I don't like this move. I don't think it's realistic. No, it's not. You can't just yank a chick and keep licking and then bust <laughs> one hand's feeling around the jeans. I mean, right. how are you gonna how are you gonna put your hand inside <laughs> your jeans? Jeans, you got to tear. You got to tear with one hand. What are you doing? You can't do it. <laughs> So just leave it in. If she's on BC, leave her. It's all good. Fuck you. BC is fine. 99% effective. Let it go. Don't let it have oxygen. Keep it in. Go. BC. Birth control. Okay. All right. Scared of sometimes. All right. Next one. Kiefer's kitty corner. Ask him a question. That's it. Hey, I got a question for the Kiefer, uh, Kiefer relationship segment you're building at Material Force. So here it goes, Kiefer. So I got this, uh, I got this piece of side trim, kind of a, kind of a friends of benefits situation deal. And, uh, everything's great about it, except how do I put this delicately for radio airplay? Uh, her, not that it's not that she's not fresh mm. in the downstairs area. It's just that I don't quite care for her particular brand of scent. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like my last girlfriend was You're like a doctor. Mm-hmm. Smell neutral, just no. Nothing from down there. It was just like smelling normal air. But uh, so, you know, normally in the course of business, it's fine because my face is nowhere near it. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's not like she's gross or anything. She maintains herself. It's just like, I don't like her particular brand. So anyhow, but girl wants me to go down on her. Mm. How do you go about saying this to a girl like, sorry, I don't like how your pussy smells. So anyhow, if you could come up with a uh, delicate way for me to word that to her, uh, be much appreciated. Thanks. Bye. All right. Two things going on here. If she has her brand, ain't it has some little funk to it, then she needs to step her game up. So if you're not at that level yet, you can talk about that. Step one. You say, okay, you know it's about to go down. You get back from that's your date. That's a tough conversation to have. That's later on. That's when you get to know that's them, right? That's a tough conversation no matter where you're at. Mm, it, it, it can happen. Okay. So anyway, you get you know that's going to go down. She wants you to have some oral. 
you say, look, man, I would love to take a relaxing shower with you. You guys take a shower. You get in there, do your business, take a shower, and you get out. You can eat some box when you get out. <laughs> then do your business, okay? That's option one. Option two is, and, th and <laughs> I've done this back in the day, you can, like, I'm not a big candy guy, but there is, it's funny because I was chewing on one today and it brought about some memories when you talked about that, is uh, there's Jolly Ranchers, right? Have some Jolly Ranchers in your pocket, not like Rubber Man over there, but just have some in your pocket and just say, hey, let's get a little freaky, and you have cherry or apple, whatever your favorite is. Get that sucker around there and lick it around there, and it, it, it kind of defuncts the, the brand that you've, she's running. You've done this? Yeah. Okay. So that's, the, that's my second option. The last option is if you go and handle your business with your fingers first, okay, and you're on top of her, you do the sneak attack. The sneak attack move is you're in her, one finger, and then you go on top of her and give her a hug and wrap your arms around her neck, right? Like you're going to give her a hug. And just get a quiff, uh, a quick just little, like a little whiff real quick to see if it's it's ready to rock or not. And if it is, then do the deal, you know, organically and just, you know, do it, do it the, how it is. The secret sniff. Yeah. So it's like you're actually kissing her, but your finger is close to her ear area, and you can kind of kiss her neck and get a whiff of what your finger's working Great radio. Mm, interesting. So there's three options there. Handle it. Jolly Rancher works good. Trust me. Scary how quick you are with these solutions. Like you've, yeah. Shower's the basic one. Number two, Jolly Rancher's a little bit more freaky. Right. She might like that. So. All right. There it is. Is that it? That's it. Oh, okay. All right. Keep them coming. Let's do this. 702-586-7857, people for Keith from After Dark. Go ahead. Uh, give us a call, and uh, well, he can help you. I'm the in. Man, the man's wise. I get excited uh, about it. <laughs> so, uh, scarily. Not that way. I just get pumped. Yeah, right. Not that way either. I talk about dirt bikes all the time. This is what I want to talk about sometimes. I am in a group text with you, <laughs> and I can vouch for this. Uh, Skivvy, what's going on, man? Yeah, I'm calling back. I was uh, I was really drunk whenever I left that voicemail about the uh condoms in the pocket but it did work it's worked oh. twice dude dude that doesn't work bro dude i mean i mean shit's young i mean it works well uh, new chicks it, it works if you're solid and bitch is fine enough you know it works out you gotta be solid though the man. thing no is it, it's, it shouldn't even matter if you nut if you're still hard who cares who cares if you nut it shouldn't matter like if let's say let's say you nut and and, and 10 pumps but if you're if you're still ready to rock who who gives a shit no one cares. I ain't trying to. Oh, I ain't trying to bust a load inside of her. That's the thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. So bust a nut on the outside and then put it back in, and you're ready to go. Can we just say finish, maybe. Yeah, it's just it's the principle. It was the principle that I maybe it was just me just thinking on on I'll thinking on my toes, if you will. Trust me, I all, just, all I, chicks I, care about I as long as it's still ready to rock. They don't care how many times you go, but if it's still ready to rock think, to help them, that's all they care about. I think the move of hey, sliding off, ripping it, grabbing it, sliding on, I just I don't get that. So the last the last uh, thing though, man, the the Starburst thing or whatever, what do you say, Jolly Rancher? Yeah. yeah. That's fucking creative. Who taught you that? Yeah, it just comes to me. It's like a gift. It's, it's like I can't control it. Is it? Now, it's see, like, the first thing I do is like you take home a bartender. You take home a bartender. She's been working all day. She may or may not be wearing panties. You always say, hey, I'm getting in the shower. You want to join me? That's a very, very typical. And if not, you're hammered. You ignore it. You always do the two-finger sniffer. And then, but the, but the Jolly Rancher, that's, that's pure genius. Like, oh, mad no, sure. props. Yeah, Jolly Ranchers work, man. Get that bag. On and off the bike yeah. is phenomenal. 
So. All right, y'all party on. The last time I'm calling. Y'all have a good night. Thank yeah. you. All right. Just for anyone out there, if you want to read a little something about Jolly Ranchers, go on Google and type in Reddit Jolly Rancher story, and you'll be in for a nice little surprise. Report back. Uh, okay. Okay. Right. I'll send it. I'll give it to you before you leave. I, I, I never go on Reddit ever. Wonder if we could ever I'll get send a it to sp- you too because you're so, gonna want to. You're gonna want to read this. Someone said I should do a Reddit uh, AMA. Ask me anything. I've seen some people. Yeah, do you could do that. So, you think we would ever get like a sponsor for After Dark? No, never. No. Okay. I don't. All right. I I'm mean, on. I'm gonna work on that. Sundown sounds concrete. <laughs> they would probably definitely do it. <laughs> That's the right demographic for sure. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. You need some hard concrete. <laughs> Chris Kiefer can do it for you in his segment. If we can't get future headline segment, I don't know if we can get. Oh, uh, we could sell this, I think. Uh, all right, uh, we're gonna take a commercial break here. We'll be right back with a lot more content, a ton more content. Uh, Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine will be back in, and uh, oh, it's gonna be crazy. So stick around. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing, and uh, yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. Hey there, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then... And flash forward to now, where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give back to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From nerve steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB nerve steps offer the widest array of configurations to 
access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Bolt-on one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos 
to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium is a good choice, and especially if you got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5, hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cams, unleash the power within. Do you own a KTM like Anderson? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Race Tech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey, 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 hey. W-E-E-L. Now that I got your attention... Let's talk about wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo brakes. 
All the W wheels are built by the same guys that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsap, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Pulp MX Show. Jason Thomas, Chris Kiefer, all in studio. Kiefer, man, it's uh, it's great to have you in. 
That's right. It's been good. You've been really good tonight, man. Uh, I think uh, it's been fun. Um, your, your segment was great. All right. And we'll uh, we'll get you back in shortly, man. I think uh, you got to get back home to Heather. I know uh, we talked about during the commercial break there. A little worried about that chick. Dude, I think this chick's into me. Right? Hey, uh, are you having fun at DirtRider.com? Is working at DirtRider something you've always uh, enjoyed? That's right. It's been good. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kiefer. So funny. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the show. We appreciate you listening. It's been great. I know we said we had more content for you, but we don't. Kiefer's gone. He's out of here. Are you kidding me? No. No, not at all. This was actually Travis's idea. This is 100% the new guy's idea. I will take full responsibility. We got to get three commercials in. We're supposed to. So all you people in the chat room were forced to listen to to, Fuck you, Steve. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) We sat through the commercials for nothing. Uh, Suck it, everybody. We played the jokes on you. I'm not even mad. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Mission Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roost Graphics, Ride Engineering, Nitro Circus, all on board with us. Travis, thank you. Good job. Thank you. You just effed everybody. Everyone's so mad at me right now. Yeah, well, it was your move, bro. Yeah, I thought it was a good idea, and I stick to that. Pulp Mexico, who's this? I was going to let it ring. I know you were. Oh, it's John. What's up, John? How are you? Oh, I'm chilling. I was just wondering if I could ask Kiefer a question about the cliff and that's fucking. And... No, I'm just kidding. Is Kiefer really gone? Yeah, bro, he's gone. He's on the road. That's right. Oh. He's on the road, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. Well, there's a sound drop you get earlier of him saying cliff. I don't know what he was talking about, but you can look it up. I don't know what you're talking about so, either. Yeah, no, me either. You guys are, I've, I've been to a go fucking two county fairs and I still ain't heard no shit like y'all are talking about. Good stuff. So, a- anyway, look, if I can talk about motocross, is that okay? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I heard uh, you say on your interviews with the guys after the races at Sealy's, like I ran down Tomac and made a pass late in the race and Stu looped it like his tying his shoe like a rookie and pro circuit's just kind of an average team. It just it, to me, shit doesn't feel like it used to and I'm not excited about the races. Like, what is it? Is it me because I'm getting older or like the races, I'm getting kind of deep but, you know, it's not very... Back in the day, the guys were just killing it and going fast. Now it's about bike set up and I don't know. No, so, uh, any, I know. Yeah, the nineties or early two thousands, even just it was just cooler. I don't know, bro. The, we don't have any runaways anymore. I mean, yeah, Dungey's running away with it, I guess, in the points. But like, other than Dungey, like Roxon just had two shitty races in a row, and then he won. Like. The start is kind of everything, and there's, it feels so deep. These guys are so good. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of excited for everything, man. I'm kind of excited for the chase format if they bring it in. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. I, I know what you're saying, but 
I, I, I mean, I think four strokes have hurt the sport. I think they've hurt the sport of Supercross. There's no doubt in my mind. Outdoors, not so much, but indoors, they really have. And Wow, that, that was my next question, yeah, is, is it the four strokes. But what, what are you talking about a chase? Like a NASCAR chase? Yeah, they're supposed to be bringing it in next year. Huh. So. Uh, okay, anyway, yeah. Yeah, thanks for answering. All right, Just, uh, no problem, John. Keeper had some questions, man. He's the man. Yeah, right. uh, send him I an know. email, keeferinc at hotmail.com. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Uh, Keith, uh, at Hotmail. Hotmail, yeah. So, thanks. You don't want an email from me. No, he's, he's good. Y'all keep it up. All right, thanks. Appreciate it. Look, we gave you guys some new content, bro. We got you some new content. So stop being great mad. radio. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Swisscore. Uh, thanks to Moser for the questions. Thanks to Travis. Thanks to Kiefer, Tomac, Schmidt, Chomo, Way, JT. Thanks to Pookie. Pookie, thank you. Pook Nation. What? She said welcome. And uh, we gave away some Fly Sector boots. That's awesome. We're going to contact that guy. Two tickets to Detroit to uh, for courtesy and Fab. We had some gear to give away. I forgot, though, so we'll do it later. Figure it out later. And, uh, yeah, man, it's been great. So thanks, Travis. And uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Bye. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.